Hi, we're superheroes. We've saved the Earth hundreds of times, and because of that, we're public figures. But just because we're public figures doesn't mean that everything about us is public. We're people too, and we ask that you respect our privacy. So please, 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 stop asking about our dicks. Stop asking about our dicks. About our dicks. We understand. You're curious. What do you got going on under there? We get it. It doesn't mean that every chance you get, you should ask us about our dicks. They're called privates for a reason. How would you like it? Say, Mister, uh, what does your dick look like? Is it big and green? Is it furry and blue? Can you get a boner in space? When you became Captain America, did your dick get bigger? Can you suck your own dick? Can you come fire? Have you ever fucked a cave? These questions are inappropriate and immature. Like, oh, like you wouldn't do it if you could. Respect us and respect yourselves. Stop asking about our dicks. Stop asking about our dicks. Well, it's the first thing I tried. Okay, I have stretchy powers. I mean, come on. Together, we can bring a little modesty back to this world. Yeah, I fuck myself. It's no big deal. I've been doing it this whole time. I look like a. I have a handle around like my crotch. Episode ninety-two. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy, like shooting at a wall, Brad. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the Leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? The cream is rising to the top. Do you see those download numbers, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What? Oh. <laughs> Dave, we do not talk about download numbers. Oh, I didn't know that was a rule. Oh, I did. Yeah, oh, now you do. Bringing it to your attention. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Listen, this fucking guy, this fucking guy, last week... The cream is coming to the top. Yeah, this this guy... That's a Macho Man reference. I know, I know. I, yeah, yeah, but this guy, last week, uh, this week he's talking about download numbers. Last week, you are talking about our uh, 800 likes on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Dave, That's exciting. Fuck off. There's, <laughs> there's 7 billion people on the goddamn planet and 800 of them like us on Facebook. whoop the fucking shit. It's quality, not quantity. <laughs> That's I can agree with that if part at least. <laughs> well, we're lacking again, Dave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> on our part, not, not the 800 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love every single one of you. I like 50% of the army. Yeah, I'll, I'll, the other 50%, you can fucking drown in a lake. I'll go 60-40. <laughs> I won't tell you which way. <laughs> I love you all. 
Yeah. Didn't we get you to say fuck off to one listener last we, week? Yep, yep. It wasn't a listener, though. Yeah, it uh, was that the Australian was, guy. Yeah, it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Barnaby Joyce. Oh, about the dogs and everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's the, the guy telling puppies to bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a ballsy move to tell a puppy to fuck you. What if a listener, <laughs> what if a listener told a puppy fuck you? Would you tell that listener to fuck off? I would. Okay. Uh, send your emails to Pop Culture Outdoors. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you tell either one of my kitties yeah. to fuck off, I will tell you fuck you. Send a tweet to Domesticated Dave. That is D three seven eight twelve and the letter C. Domestic. That weird squiggly thing <laughs> that you see in a lot of ethnic names. Yeah. Um, backslash. Backslash. Domestic, the the number eight. Not the letter eight. The, the letter number eight. eight. You almost did it now. <laughs> Unicorn emoji. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, penguin, you penguin on a unicycle. <laughs> you know, Control-alt-delete. You, you may notice that we're all super revved up. Why? Because we've been talking about Supergirl, Supergirl. for the past, like, 45 minutes. Right. So yeah. stay tuned for all that. That's at the end of the episode. Why would, why would that pile of shit rev us up? Well, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get that right. Why do, you, why do you hate all things that are good? Why do you hate hope? It's the symbol for hope. It's not an S. It's the symbol for hope. Oh, really? I thought the S stood for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody stay tuned later on in the episode for our Supergirl discussion. Find some bad, bad website that you're not supposed to listen to or watch and watch Supergirl and then listen to our review of it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Bad, bad website. But Dave, this is the last week where you're going to bring up our downloads and (laughs) don't bring up any more Facebook likes. Seriously, it's like I don't don't like this whole podcast dick measuring thing. I won't won't talk about numbers in any way. Where we pat each other on the back and shit. (laughs) I hate that shit. How many Twitter followers do we have? Yeah. yeah, yeah, All right, guys. (laughs) That's why he keeps me far away. Away from the Twitter account, <laughs> you, you and Frank. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, no yeah. Frank this episode, guys. Sorry, you're stuck yeah. with me. Yeah, the universe hates pop culture leftovers because we're going to be Jakeless for for a while. You're going to have to explain this one, Jake. Yeah, I'm going to be missing about five episodes. Um, our my landlord wouldn't let us renew our lease, so I have just over a month to get all my shit out of here, find a new place to live, pack, and get there. So I am going to be. Majorly tied up. So. No more stately Wayne Manor. No more stately Wayne Manor. <sighs> it's very sad. Sad. It, this is probably the last episode we'll ever record in stately Wayne Manor, too. So yeah, look choked up about that. We got to we got to <laughs> give it our best, guys. We got to send it off in style. Yeah, I am. Um, I may record something for Jurassic World and send it to you, Brian. I'd yeah. at least like to timely get my two cents, at least a rating and a quick review on Jurassic this World. Sucks. It sucks, dude. I, I'm not a fan you're of it my, either. No, it's like seriously, like you're my fucking rock, dude. Like through all this, like I know. you've been here and we're the two. I mean, we're the founders, dude. We're the only two. Founders, founder status, me and you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back. Don't worry. Nothing's going to stop me. I, even if I'm living in a box in a month, I'll, I'll still. No, it's just crazy how fucking close Jake and I have gotten the last couple of years from like where we were. Yeah, I bet if we would have had <laughs> listeners like in episode like five, yeah. bet, bet which two leftovers would still be around right. in episode 90 something. Right. It, it wouldn't have been me and you. No. no. <laughs> no. And, and, and it definitely wouldn't have been us together as a package. Yes, yes. It would have been like one or the other. <laughs> so. 
So what are you going to do, Ryan? Is it just going to mm. be you and Dave killing it? I guess it's going to be me and Dave. I don't know when Frank plans on coming back. So I'll be breaking rules that he'll be uh, informing me of. He'll be breaking yeah. rules. No, I won't. I won't break the same rule twice, though. Don't worry. I'll try to. I'll be doing this a guy lot. bragging about downloads. Oh, well, I don't. I don't talk about downloads anymore. Jesus Christ! I can't, I can't respond in this conversation. I'll be doing a lot. Check of- out our download numbers, guys. <sighs> I, I can't be proud of my friends. I can't be proud of. Them. No, you can't. Okay, I won't. The be. answer is no. no you cannot be, be proud of. I am not proud of you at all. Even yeah. though that's an epic Punisher shirt, the Thunderbolts version. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was. A, I just didn't like that book. Unfortunately, I love this. I love Thunderbolts, yeah. but not the Punisher on Thunderbolts. Say, Thunderbolts before right. that, that got all extreme. It yeah. was great. But. Oh, let's take a bunch of antiheroes and make them Punisher and make them Thunderbolts. I yeah. didn't like that at all. Yeah, Did I didn't think any book could make me hate Elektra. <laughs> like, yeah. I never thought that was possible. The movie didn't already do that. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, just brainwash that away. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they should make an Electra movie. You're right. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I got a lot of drive time coming up though in the next month, so I will I will do my best to do some live tweeting. And Good. listen, I'll I'll try to give Dave shit from the internet. If you want to. Borrow the portable recorder too. Yeah. Let me know, and I can pick it up from you every week if you have just like you know Jake's little segment. If you want okay. to do something, I can always do that on my iPhone on and phone send too. it to you MP3. Probably does that yeah. not work? Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll send to me and like it won't send to me in MP3, but I can convert it. We should probably have this off air discussion. Yeah, we, we're, whatever. We're, we're never good at that. You're <laughs> look, yeah, you're getting a look behind the curtain. If you don't like it. Yeah, you would you would have to have the biggest like PO box in the world for all the different loot crates. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you have to find a new place, sir. Yeah, I do need to find a new place. <laughs> so it's a good month. I live in a, kind of a college neighborhood, and all the kids are moving out. So I'm hoping we can just find somewhere. It'd be great if we could find somewhere where I can literally walk the move and not even have yeah. to rent a goddamn U-Haul. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, all right, episode 100. We haven't talked about it. We didn't talk about it last week. Uh, episode 100. We got quite a few people that want to be on the show. Nice. How many? Over a dozen. Yeah, and I. I still need to reach out to you know some people that I want to have on. So yeah, yeah, I, <clears throat> we might be good, but yeah, I guess you can submit if you want to. Whatever. Yeah, still submit. Um, basically, so. any topic you want to talk about, mm-hmm. we maybe love to have you on. Just send us uh, an email. Um, what, yeah. we, what is the topic? The subject? Uh, just send it. Uh, yeah, uh, episode one hundred or one hundred, and send it to popcultureleftovers at gmail dot com. I do have a uh, T-shirt update. I did talk about the possibility of having a T-shirt. Nice. Uh, less than 10 people apparently want T-shirts, so fuck that. It's not happening. Uh, look at it this way. If there were like 53 people left on the planet and I'd say like maybe seven of them wanted to rock our T-shirt, then then maybe I'd fucking do it. Yeah. But, you know, when you got 10 fucking people and all those goddamn downloads, right, Dave? All those fucking downloads. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Out of all those fucking downloads, what huh, Dave? What are those? Huh? Talk about all those goddamn downloads, Dave. <laughs> all those people that download it. Out of out of that, ten people want to get the shirt. Yeah. Out so of the eight hundred Facebook likes, we've got yeah. seven shirt buyers. Yeah. Fucking. I'm. Yeah. These are not ten people wanting the fucking. T- not even. Not even ten. I'm being generous with that. I said, "Who wants a T-shirt?" And I got, I got like maybe like three people. I'll take a T-shirt. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get a T-shirt. <laughs> so after those staggering numbers, you're not getting a fucking shirt. So <laughs> staggering numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away. You blew my dick off, leftover army. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this episode's crazy. Yeah. All those downloads, huh, Dave? <laughs> I, I, I have a really loyal customer who like eats in my restaurant. 
approximately uh-huh. every 48 hours who mm-hmm. runs a t-shirt place. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him. Okay, Dave. Yeah, get three of them on order. I'm gonna Go get. Fuck I'm yourself. Gonna, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get us some t-shirts, people. <laughs> All three. Yeah. All three of you are gonna get t-shirts. You're gonna wear it and you're gonna like it. <laughs> I am gonna wear it. Give me that t-shirt tomorrow. You <laughs> you. All right. After the closing music, you'll be able to listen to our review of CBS's pilot episode of Supergirl that was leaked online this past week. If you haven't been able to see it, then I want you to reach out to me. I've done this before for listeners and sent you guys videos of, uh, you know, Cap's Wood, that scene from The Avengers. Whoa. <laughs> Do you remember that? You're sending pictures of Cap's Wood to people? Oh, yeah. I was sending, yeah. Yeah, cockpicks of Steve Rogers. There's, there's not a rule about Cap's Wood? <laughs> yeah. I was... Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea that you keep it on the DL. We don't do that, do that on the Facebook page. <laughs> I was said it was a video. It was not pictures. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, no, but I, I sent out a video and it was called Caps Wood. It was that whole wood chopping scene yeah. between Steve Rogers and Iron Man. And I sent that to people before. Oh God. I was never going to be able to look at Bucky again. <laughs> you and the other 800 Facebook fans. <laughs> but if, If you want the link to watch Supergirl, hit me up, uh, popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, entitled the email, the S in CBS stands for Supergirl. Yes, that's, I want you to title the whole thing that. (laughs) I want it to be that long. (laughs) If they, if they fuck it up, you're just not even going to respond to the email. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you have to get it right. It has to, (laughs) if you don't put it there, if that is not the subject, you're abs- I like yeah, that, Jake. Yeah. If that is not the subject, you do not get the link. So if you want to watch Supergirl, you have to send the email to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com. The email needs to be titled, The S in CBS Stands for Supergirl. Okay? <laughs> and I also wanted to thank uh, Leftover listener uh, Gus Hoontight for that link. Thank you so much, sir. It was greatly appreciated. You are the reason that me, Jake, and Dave can talk about Supergirl this week. So l- stay tuned for that. That's after the end music. And then after the Super Supergirl discussion, if you missed the Matt Fraction interview that he had with Seth Meyers last week, I will put up that audio for that. So you are welcome. Thanks a lot, Gus. Longtime listener, Gus Huntite. Yes, yes. I remember when I I yelled at Gus Huntite. It was in the first ten episodes for being some fake name guy. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I like attacked the guy like in the first like five six episodes. I know his real name. I've told you before. Do you remember? No, I don't. I do. I barely remember the names of people's names I hear every episode. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Let alone this guy's name. It's unreal. Hey, Jake. Yes. It's time for your favorite segment. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask if we were going to have this segment. You know what? We are going to have this segment. Love it. Um... Let's see here. Can we get some bad ones this time? No. Oh. I love the bad ones now. (laughs) They're my favorite, too. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's uh, time for our iTunes review segment. All right. Time Um, for the listeners to suck our dicks. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Here it is. It's uh, This one's uh, titled Tupperware Party. It's by You Wish 22 and I love this one. Five stars. One day I'm going to screw me a fish. Gotcha. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Right to the point. Right to the point. Wow. Right to the point. Yes, I found that review helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thumbs up to that review. All right. We've got uh, Keeping It Real 
No. By Drew zero one zero one zero 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 one. Apparently he's, he's binary. Binary guy. code. Yeah. Many podcasters have advertisers and kids they try to keep in mind by watching what they say. Not these guys. They speak their minds colorfully, honestly, and eloquently. Tupperware, these guys. <laughs> eloquently. Eloquently. Wow. I give it all but that. Wow. That that part wasn't keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe download king over here. Dave's eloquent. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Thank you. I try to be uh, excellent in my elocution. <laughs> maybe Clyde. If I talk about the and I'll talk about the letter eight next. <laughs> letter eight. <laughs> yeah. What you talk about so eloquently? <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine <clears throat> Dave <laughs> on Sesame Street? This week, kids, the letter A. <laughs> the letter of the week. Elmo just comes over and slaps me. Yeah. Like, like, you, you see a bunch of, like, a fucking Muppets doing, like, a face palm and shit. <laughs> Do you know all the work we've done? Oscar the Grouch sinks back into the garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> Snuffleupagus just reveals himself. He's like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Oh, uh, man. Yeah, Snuffleupagus did reveal himself, I think. That was a big to-do when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. They, like, announced it, like, before it happened that it was going to happen. It was, yeah. like, TV guide and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. No one knows what we're talking about now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a dream come true to be on Sesame Street. Yeah? As, yes. As a puppet? Or a no, just just as somebody teaching a lesson. Hey, once word gets out that how many downloads we've had, Dave, well, I'm sure that'll make that a reality. Dude, I'm getting the call right now. <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to rope me in. Yeah. No, you're just no, trying no. to pull me into breaking it. Dave's, Dave, Dave's just like, he's getting ready to say, now, Bert and Ernie, if you're listening, because yeah. man, last week everybody was listening. Oh, yeah. Frank Oz, our most loyal listener, <laughs> he's giving us a green light. We can go on. Now, Kermit the Frog, if you're listening. Um, He's the whole reason I learned to play the banjo. Kermit? Yeah. Yeah. You, can you still play the banjo? Definitely. Oh, man, I'd like to hear that. Anytime, man. Uh, Steve Martin should be the reason, but well, anyway. As long as I get to sing while I'm doing it. Let's see here. Uh, oh, I wanted one more thing before we jump into emails. I am going to do – I'm calling it the uh, Entourage experiment. I have never watched a single episode of Entourage yet. Being, you know, well-versed in pop culture, I know what it's about. It's based on, like, loosely on Mark Wahlberg's real life and his friends and mm-hmm. breaking into Hollywood and shit like that. The fuck was that? A duck call? I have no idea what that was. Guys from Duck Dynasty are outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I'm going to do an Entourage experiment. I'm going to go see Entourage the movie, having not seen any Entourage episodes at all. Nice. I've the- seen every episode. Awesome. So I want to figure out, like... Is it a, a standalone movie or is it like fan service of like diehard Entourage fans? I want to find out like if they made this for people like who don't realize like Entourage was even a thing. Because it's been years since Entourage was on TV. Yeah, I feel like it's been almost three, four years. Right. So I'm going to go in there just totally kind of like cold just knowing kind of like what I know about the series, the Ex- very little that I know. Exciting. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Did you like the trailer? Yeah, I mean, I've always, it's always looked like a show that I've been interested in, that I'd be watching, because I love Jeremy Piven. Yes, like, he's great in this. What was the movie that he was in? Judgment Night. Yeah. I loved Judgment Night. PCU. <laughs> I, yeah, PCU. I even tried watching <laughs> fucking Cupid on CBS or NBC or whatever the fuck that was, because uh, I love Jeremy Piven, so... Yeah. 
Yeah. John Favreau's greatest film, PCU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when does that come out, Entourage? June 3rd, I believe. Okay. The, so, week, the week before Jurassic yeah, World? Yeah, I think. It's, it's, it's in June. Okay. I know it's in June. So my Entourage experiment, so that'll be interesting. I did the same thing with uh, Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Was forced by the girlfriend to go to the movies, and I had never seen a single episode. Right, and I followed it okay. Really, but I still hated it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask what it was. I'm like, yeah, it was a toss up. I wasn't ever confused. I saw maybe like this. I saw maybe like five total episodes of X Files. Yes, and I went and saw X Files the movie. And I loved X-Files, the movie. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure there was, like, nods to, like, the diehard fans, like, oh, wow, they said that, and that was from the show, and I remember that, and I love the show because I'm a fan. But I didn't get any of those. I just got the fact that it was a good movie. I think the biggest nod for fans in that was all the uh, (laughs) romantic slash sexual tension between Mm -hmm. uh, Fox and Dana. Okay. That was the big, like, ooh, there's a lot of it in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) We hadn't really seen that much of it in one episode before. Right. So. We are going to – Dave, you look like you got something to say. Yeah, about you, downloads have, possibly? Have you seen the <laughs> – you're not going to trip me up, man. It's not going to happen, man. Have you guys seen the picture of, uh, of David Duchovny and uh, Jillian Anderson on stage kissing at the – at the at the uh, live music event, and I, like you can tell, David Duchovny's way more into that kiss than she is. Oh no, I haven't. Oh, that's, it's that's, it's a great picture. That's funny though. Yeah, she's just sort of like puckered up real tight, and he's all just oh, got her all bent over and loving every minute of it, like trying to dip her and stuff. But you can tell she's just like, oh crap, this went too far. Like the John Travolta, yes. uh, Scarlett Johansson picture. Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. It's it's equally as awkward. Okay, I have to check that out. Send me a pic. Okay. All right, you guys ready for Pop Culture Leftovers emails? Yeah. All right, it's email time. And send those uh, more bad reviews. We always love those. I mean, five-star reviews. Quit interrupting the bumper. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Jesus, Dave. <laughs> Somebody made this bumper, and you're just yakking through the whole goddamn thing. It's not spam. He's just thinking about downloads right now. <laughs> I can see those numbers swirling around in his head. <laughs> we lost a great mathematician this week. I, I've had numbers on the brain. We're about to lose a great podcast this week, too. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Sparenberg's fucking bumper just totally got laughed over. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most energy that's happened during his bumper since it started. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> no, this was Kevin Sparenberg's. No, Kevin's a good guy. I want him and Dana on episode 100. No, yeah, me and Dana got into a Twitter war about me uh, making fun of Kevin's bumper. <laughs> I think for a moment she was legitimately pretty pissed at me. Really? Yeah, I straight up apologize. <laughs> oh, dude, we gotta have Dana on the show. Yeah, yeah, we gotta let her yell at me on episode one hundred. Yeah, absolutely. round two, ding ding. No, like <laughs> Kevin, Kevin and Dana, uh, they reached out to me, you know, a few months ago, and we fucking like skyped for like an hour and a half and shit. So yeah, they're good people. Yeah. We, so yeah, Kevin, Dana, email me. We'll do something about one hundred. I gotta have you on the show. So yes, that can we can talk about how pissed you are at me for shitting on that bumper all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, emails. First email comes from Rory Aguilar. He says, hey, leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank. Just wanted to say thanks to Jake for responding to me on Twitter about my Loot Crate box. I'm definitely going to try the 1UP box. 
Thanks for the suggestion along with that list of all the different boxes you sent me. Also, Brian, I was curious as to what you thought of the Flash finale. We're going to talk about that in Good Pop, Bad Pop. I thought it was freaking awesome. Anyways, I don't want this to be a lengthy email. Brian, you are still number one in my book, followed by Frank and Young Murph. Jake, you are a badass despite your passionate hate for Man of Steel. Man of Steel was amazing, and Batman v Superman will be fucking epic. I'm sure it will. Thank you guys for being the best podcast out there, besides Kevin Smith and his Smodcast Network. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder what his numbers are like. <laughs> it's great, you know? It's like he compliments me, says Frank's great. And Jake, you're, you're you're a badass. I'm basically a badass. We're we're the best podcast out there, but then we take a back seat to Kevin Smith. Yeah. So yeah, everything that Jake hates, Man of Steel and Kevin Smith, all rolled into one email. Yeah. I, no wonder this guy puts me below Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you over there looking at our downloads? What's going on? <laughs> he's checking fucking, out the charts. Fucking number he's making, he's, over here. He's making a projection. Hey guys, we got three more. <laughs> he's making a projection show for us later. <laughs> fucking PowerPoint display and shit. <laughs> hey, if we ever do a video show, man, I will graphic and number that up. Nice, nice. We should call this episode yeah. by the numbers. Or something, something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Here we go. Next, uh, next email. It's from Aaron Claude Miller, host of the Nerd Porn Podcast, which Nerd. I have been fucking just listening to every week. It's been great. I love it. Good those, shit. Those guys are killing it on Periscope too. Nerd Porn they? guys. Yeah, they yeah. do a lot of Periscope, and I jump in there a lot. So yeah, check out Nerd Porn. Uh, all right, Aaron Claude Miller says, "Hey, listening to this week's episode, and Dave mentions Rob Liefeld." And I have to know what you guys think of him as an artist, okay? Let me ask you, how many pouches do you like on your characters? <laughs> how big do you like your feet? <laughs> oh, how much do you like necks? Yeah. Or lack thereof? <laughs> do, you, do you want arms to look like legs on cable? <laughs> but, you know, but seriously, I don't, I don't necessarily hate his art, though. Yeah. I have a little bit of nostalgia for it. Sure, it's that 90s art. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was so prevalent when I was really most heavily into comics for mm-hmm. a while, you know, with the New Mutant stuff and then the X-Force stuff yeah. and, then, and then the Young Blood, And so, yeah, I don't necessarily hate it. He's not my favorite, though. If I did the top 50 artists, he wouldn't crack that. Yeah. Big, he's not my least favorite either. Big guns and pouches galore and swords and, I don't know, he's not a horrible artist. The faces are a little weird, though. They all have like a cat-like look to oh, them. Oh, they have that like scrunchiness yeah. happening in the middle. It's yeah, like... they've got uh, Haley Joel Osment face. Yeah, like have you ever looked at <laughs> Haley Joel Osment's face? Yes. Like how it's like it all like takes place in like a space like this big, <laughs> like 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 a like a pool like a cue ball, you know? Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> then that's, the rest that's a of, great... then the rest of him's head. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know. How am I saying this? Yeah, his characters all have like six heads. Yeah. And not not six heads, but instead of a forehead, they yeah. have more than a five head. They have fucking six head. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> Air Bear, I'm really glad you asked us this question. Um, Rob you Liefeld. Call our listener <laughs> Air Bear? <laughs> I just wanted to say, I'm not supposed to comment on this. I'm supposed to just let this shit slide. Is that his, is that his pet name? No. Air Bear. The fuck? I, I, I think that uh, Rob oh. Liefeld made some amazing characters. Uh, Cable is definitely one of those that I have this like warm, fuzzy spot for, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't really deserve it. I just... Uh, I enjoy that character so much. I've had a lot of fun reading Deadpool stuff, mm-hmm. but man, as a person, uh, as as a as a guy who you know has 
really exacerbated some really horrible things in comics and trends in comics. I think he's an absolute D-bag, but I can't argue that I do love some of the characters he's created. So yeah. that's what I think. But as an artist, his art, you totally you, – you went over everything else like about him as a person. And, and you like, went over characters. him as a creator and as a person. But, but nothing about the artist. art. You didn't address the, que- the question at as, all. From design, I love him. Okay, from, that's all. That's all we need. From form and technique, I hate him. Okay, yeah. Remember, he was he was in that fucking Levi's jean commercial when we were kids. I feel like that was part of his. I remember that, that. was part of his yeah. rise of popularity. I feel like because like even non comic book fans knew Rob Liefeld just because yeah. they played that damn commercial between every show. I remember that showed him like drawing X Force characters mm-hmm. and shit on the Levi commercial, and that was a big to do for him. Yep. So, all right. Next uh, email comes from uh, Joseph. And he says, hello, leftovers. And he's... <laughs> no last name? Is this is this Magneto? Hello, hold on. Hello, leftovers, dot, dot, dot. Domesticated Dave, and it's D0M35TIC. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Dave. <laughs> and dot, dot, dot. Frank. Dave's like, I, I haven't got any new Twitter followers. <laughs> I, I thought for sure I'd, I'd pick up a few. <laughs> Somehow they're not finding me. <laughs> the, but the actual, the guy who's actually just got domesticated Dave spelled out has like a thousand followers that guy's, now. That guy's killing it. <laughs> it's like, why am I getting all these tweets about convergence all the time? <laughs> what is that? I don't know anything about your stupid comic book. Jesus. Uh, uh, oh my god. All right, Joseph. Thank you for that. I, I'm not even going to read the rest of the email. I'm kidding. That was great. It's your one time guest host winner, Joseph. Remember Joseph? Nice. Yeah. Yes. He was great. Uh, yeah, he was awesome. And he says, just wanted to give you my review of Vertigo number one, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, I guess, yeah, colon, Nux and a Morton Joe. I guess that was the title. That's a terrible title. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First off, let me start by saying I gave the movie a taste it. I feel the movie was good, not great, and that the third act fell flat. It reminded me of some of the 1992 NES side-scrolling video games where when you get to the end, you find out you have to go all the way back. What the fuck? (laughs) That's That's right. That's like Metroid. What? I gotta go bye back? Mm. And I'm timed? (laughs) (laughs) Max had a whopping ten lines of dialogue and sounded like a drunk Mr. Bean when he delivered his lines. Yeah! (laughs) You were spot on when you said the movie should have been called Furiosa. If it wasn't for the wet t-shirt shots of Lenny Kravitz's daughter and the bearded man baby... I would have tossed the whole movie. That's a what a whoa. Wow. Wow. Took a dark turn. Wow. Maybe you should read these wow. emails to yourself. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to I don't I, I don't want to check out this guy's fucking browser. I'd be scared to look at his, his browser history. Clear your cookies, yeah. man. <laughs> Kravitz porn and then bearded man porn. Yeah. Wow, yeah. He said, uh, yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't for the wet t-shirt shots of Lenny Kravitz's daughter and the bearded man baby, I would have tossed the band name right there. <laughs> Those two things saved the movie. <laughs> Dude, are you going to the BMB concert? <laughs> BMB. Yeah, bearded man bearded baby. Bearded man baby. 
I'm a hipster and it's cool. <laughs> Bearded man, baby. <laughs> That's my pop culture leftover movie review. Jake sucks. Love that bumper. <laughs> now back to the comic. Wow, he's like an anchorman. Now back to the comic. Now back to the comic. <laughs> This book is a wonderful companion for the movie and should have been released a week prior to the film. It's written by George Miller. <laughs> it must have tons of bearded man baby. <laughs> maybe maybe wet t-shirt bearded man baby? Oh, wow. He must have got the bearded man baby variant cover. <laughs> <laughs> Just in Morton Joe and Nux tossing him back and forth. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> mm. All right. Deep breaths. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm having bad thoughts. <laughs> I'm just Joseph fapping to that fucking. <laughs> Sorry. Keeping in your pants. It's a public theater, Joseph. <laughs> I know that's a lot of bearded man baby and wet t shirts going on, but it's a public arena. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. <clears throat> It's written by George Miller and drawn by four different artists, each dividing pages in this 30-page book. The comic gives you the origin of Nux in a Morton Joe. And I, had I read this before the movie, I would have given more fucks about those two characters. Also, it does a good job of, immer- uh, of immersing you into that world. And seeing as there are 20 years separating the last film and this one, it would have given people who knew nothing about it a good foothold. That being said, I think having so many artists on one book wasn't the best choice. At times, it was hard to differentiate between characters from a distance, but the story was solid. <laughs> Which one's the bearded man, baby? <laughs> Which one's Lady Kravitz's daughter? They all look the same now. <laughs> well, also, it's like, why did they switch from this artist? He drew bearded man, baby, so much better. Oh, oh I'm losing my fucking yeah, heart. I was fapping page three, yeah. fapping page four. Now I'm at like half a five. chub because yeah. they switched artists. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Consistency, folks. Consistency. <laughs> Fuck, now I gotta go back to page one so yeah. I can fucking come. <laughs> it's just like that the video game analogy. You gotta go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joseph. We're gonna tell you what, Joseph. If you want to come on to episode one hundred to defend yourself, you can. Okay. Do <laughs> you think that's fair? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We definitely need to talk more about bearded men. <laughs> if that's one thing this this show has been short of, <laughs> we need more bearded man baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good episode title. Now with more bearded <laughs> man, man, man baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's our title. Write it, write it down for me, Dave. Write it down for me. Uh, now with more bearded man, baby. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> that being – yeah. Uh, I'm giving it a high taste. It Just a heads up. Next book coming is Furiosa. By the way, just wanted to say I like Domesticated Dave's comic input, and I have no idea what he looks like, 
but his voice makes a vision of Captain Lou Albano come to mind. Thank you. That's basically about what you got. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far off. All those rubber bands in his know, hair and shit. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, and that just comes from working at Staples and masturbating a lot. So <laughs> they just stick to your hair. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Joseph gets that. Yeah. <laughs> He's been there. Yeah, keep doing all that you do, your pal Joseph. Joseph, you're welcome back on the show for episode 100. So yeah. let us know and you can defend yourself. <laughs> Just keep it in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get the actor who played Bearded Man Baby on the show. Oh, he will freak out. <laughs> he won't even be able to talk. <laughs> uh, he's gonna... Like, Joseph, did we lose the connection? Are you still there? Uh, he's just on mute. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, no. <laughs> Wait, no, I hear something. I hear something. What's that? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Bearded Man Baby, uh, our friend Joseph asked uh, if you could read this script. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> oh, oh, him? No, I know oh. what the script is going to be oh. like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh man! <laughs> well, with his standards of beauty for bearded man, baby, I'm sure he would think I'm a gorgeous, gorgeous man. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like reading that email the first time, like when I get the emails, I thought that uh, the funniest thing in that at the time was the Dave domesticated Dave Cat and Lou Albano thing. Oh yeah, no, no, that was. That was like second billing. Yeah. We were already worn out by the yeah. time we got it. Wow. <laughs> we know he was worn out <laughs> reading that comic book. <laughs> Joseph, I two copies. <laughs> Thank you, Josephus. We appreciate the email. I can't wait to talk uh, to you for reals, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I look like, even got, though it's not a bearded man, baby. You got pet names for all the listeners. We got <laughs> Air Bear and Josephus and, oh, jeez. I'm trying to, you know create camaraderie with them you know <laughs> make them feel loved and appreciated what a kiss ass <laughs> we don't do that what are you is this what are you saying yeah that's you know what i'm not gonna play the macho man theme song anymore i'm gonna start fucking playing like just like ass kissing there you hmm. go okay yeah <laughs> that sounds good domesticated uh, yeah. hey. Fucker up, listeners. Domesticated Dave's here to kiss your ass. All right, Todd Massingale. Do you remember our buddy Todd? Maybe. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) When Jake comes back in five episodes, he's not. I won't even remember you. Yeah, exactly. Who are you? (laughs) Uh, Ryan. (laughs) Short term, Uh, Mister Short Term Memory. Yeah. All right, Uh, Todd Massingale. Uh, yeah, he's got the last name that Frank laughed about for an <laughs> that, eternity. That part I remember. Hey, Leftovers, thanks a bunch for reading my email a month back and answering my question on what your favorite Mario video game is. With all the recent hype surrounding the new Star Wars The Force Awakens movie, I was wondering what is your favorite episode from the original trilogy and why? Uh, he says, my personal favorite is Return of the Jedi, because to me, nothing has topped the Millennium Falcon flying through the Death Star, which gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Thanks again, guys. Can't get enough of the podcast and keep up the great work. Todd Massengale, not Massengill, the douche product, LOL. Don't worry, you're not the first to make the mistake. <laughs> All right, so favorite Star Wars episode and Why? I mean, can we all answer in unison? Yeah. Okay. One, two, 
three. Episode five. five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all said the same thing. Well, yeah. well, I said episode five. You guys said Empire Strikes Back. I but, said Empire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't acknowledge the first three. So I was sorry. Talk, yeah, I don't know why I gave out the title of the Fox TV show with uh, what's his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you spoke over Brian, but he said this holiday special. Yeah, <laughs> the holiday special. Terrence uh, Howard. That's who you. Terrence were Howard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no Empire Strikes Back for me. Yeah. I mean, it was um, – for me, it was just probably like th- – th- that reveal at the end was just huge. I agree. And I'm at the age where I remember life before Return of the Jedi. So Empire was the most impactful for me. Yeah. Like it just was like the most like – that ending killed you when Return of the Jedi didn't exist. Right. I mean, as a seven-year-old, you're just like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> Han getting tortured and shit, you know. Chewy, uh, you know, uh, Chewbacca having the bag of C-3PO, like all kinds of traumatic things you had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I asked my mom every fucking day, is Luke really Darth Vader's son? And my mom's just like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Stop asking me. And I mean, I I think I've brought this up in the show before, but in Return of the Jedi, when Yoda says it's true, that's such a powerful scene to me. And it still gives me like the, the nostalgia goosebumps because that's, as a kid, I was like, okay. It's to do. It's it's for real. Yoda says it, so it's real. Yeah, and I'm glad we're. I'm glad there's other people who enjoy the other ones and find them rewarding. Uh, I I don't think Return is anywhere near the movie that Empire is. But you know, you're entitled to your opinion, and uh, I'm not going to call you Mass and Gill. I'm going to call you Massive Gill because that was such a epically courageous answer. God. <laughs> Thank you for the email, Massive Gil. Oh, Brian, I'm sick. I can't, I can't do the rest of this episode. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> I got to go lay down. Gosh. Uh, I'm surprised Dave's not lightheaded from breathing all that methane from kissing so much fucking ass. I, I'm lactose intolerant, dude. I, I can't handle this much cheese in, in oh, one shit. day. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, Empire, yeah, for me, all the way. Irvin Kirshner, great director, killed it, so. Yeah, not that I don't love Return of the Jedi, but I think, I, I don't think Dave said this, but I think he kind of implied it, but I think Return of the Jedi is my least favorite of the classic trilogy. Mine too. So. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine too. It's just the happy bow tie. <clears throat> too many Muppets. Andy. Yeah, too many Muppets. Too many Muppets. <laughs> oh, I, I should have went over this next one with you guys earlier, just in case you hadn't seen, but I can pause it if anything, but it is time guys for a pete's tweets nice shit where's my pete's tweets oh here, hold on i'll find that where are you pete da, 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 da. here we go i told i told pudding cat pete's tweets that's right pete neen he's the only listener that has his own bumper and anytime pete tweets us with a question we are forced to read it on the air no matter what that question is yeah, pete it could be it. it could be uh uh, why does Dave kiss so much fucking ass on this show? <laughs> we might not be able to answer the question that he asked, but we'll try. Exactly. We will try our best. So his question, at PC Leftovers, what do you guys think about the first picks from the World of Warcraft? Have you guys seen these pictures? I have not. Okay, then I need to pause so you can see it.
but yeah, so now we've all had a chance to take a look at it. And what's the, the character's name is Ogrim? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Um, it looks like the love child of Ron Perlman and Shrek. That so. is a great call. <laughs> <laughs> so there little you bit have of, it. A little bit of Gamorrean guard thrown in there for good measure. Yes. Yes. I can see that as well. Uh, just missing the snout, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, it needs more bearded man, bearded man baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Dave! I don't want to fuck the thing. <laughs> <laughs> just well, just... it's making babies. It's Ron Perlman and whatnot. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I did not expect it to look so lifelike when they. You know what I mean? I would. Yeah. Have, I would have expected it to mo- look more like uh, like the like the giant or the troll that you that you saw in. Um, What's it? the Jeremy Renner Hansel and Gretel film? Okay, I thought it would look more like that. This looks it looks like a very very uh, competent mix of, uh, of of CG and and practical makeup. I, I, if that's what I'm looking at, this could all be makeup, but uh, it I think it, I think it looks really really good. It looks. A little bit more earthy than I thought it would look. Yeah, it does look really good, whether it yeah. is CG or, or yeah, practical. Either way, it looks great. Right. So no, the, I, the fact I, that we can't tell yeah. it almost makes it better. It looks better than anything I thought we saw in the second, tri- the Hobbit trilogy. I, I, I think you know what I mean. It, it, it's yeah. getting back to that Peter Jackson kind of like when he used practical makeup and and things like that. This this looks really promising. I it's just another video game adaptation that I'm worried about. Do they really have a world fleshed out that they can give the masses as far as like Oh yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. The the the, the story <laughs> in that it, I don't even play it. Like I I right. played the World of Warcraft for about 14 hours once. But it's like a choose-your-adventure kind of thing, too. Do they have, like, one story mapped out that's going to be... No, no, no. They've had so many expansions and so much world-building mm-hmm. that there is so many different well-developed plots for entire cultures. Like, just the orcs have their own story. Thrall, mm-hmm. the original orc leader, is now the prophet. I mean, there's... I could go on with you all sorts of different right. plots. When you when you play a game like that, you get to choose which character you are and and then you get to go through that adventure. Who is going to be your point of view character, though, in this universe? It can't be all of them. It better be the Horde. Okay. I, I don't know what that means. Hey, but first thing we're seeing is the Horde. Are man villains the Horde, the evil Horde? No, no, no. The, the, <laughs> the Horde and the Alliance, there's, there's different factions. But when we're seeing an orc first shot out of the barrel, I'm, I'm, I think we're getting a Horde-centric movie. That's what I want, baby. Tupperware, this thing looks great. So yeah, as far as like the makeup and and everything, you you like it too, Jake? Yeah, I think it's good. I yeah. give it a taste. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a high taste. It looks really good. I just I'd, I guess I have to see it in, in action. So since the guy who scored HBO's Game of Thrones is doing the music for World hmm. World of Warcraft, wow. So that that'll be good music. Yeah, on paper it looks like it's gonna be great. Yeah, long live the horde. Tupperware. That what picture. studio is doing this movie? What studio is doing this movie? Da 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 da. da. Is Blizzard like highly involved in this? Do you the, know, Dave? Um, the Blizzard guy is writing it. It said, mm-hmm. mm. so it's being written by a, a Blizzard. Ray, Man, Raimi dropped off. I want to go to Dairy Queen now. I was super excited for this when Raimi was going to direct it, but he's off of it now. Uh, so Duncan Jones, he directed Moon and Source Code. Hmm, Moon's a trip. Yeah. So, but you, you don't know what studio? No, it's not. I'm I'm just. Scrolling and scrolling. Oh, that's okay. Studio. That's okay. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. So, Pete, yeah, two taste-its, and Dave, you're giving it a Tupperware as far as the look. So. Damn Skippy. So, do you want to kiss Pete's ass, Dave? It's been He's got his own bumper. What more does he need? I'll kiss Pete's <laughs> ass a little bit. Um, Pete is always super kind to me when I'm doing my periscopes. In fact, yesterday I was talking about my whole move situation, and Pete was wishing me the best of luck with all of that. And yeah. Saying he'd be sad to see me gone for some episodes. Yeah. So, thanks, Pete. I really appreciate that. I know me and you kind of jokingly kind of shit on each other here and there. <laughs> so, I really appreciate the, the warm, well, the warm feelings. That just me. means he'd fit right in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Congratulations to Pete. You know, uh, I said last episode or the episode before that, you know, had uh, had a child and uh, he's a father and he's got a son and named him Peyton nice. after Peyton Manning. So, congratulations to Pete. That's super cool. All right, next email comes from Austin Lynn. Austin Lynn, hello again, pop culture leftovers. Dot dot dot. And Frank, I just listened to episode ninety and was really excited to hear my email being read. I had forgotten about when Ultron fought Cap on top of the truck and that whole scene. Ultron did get some punches in, so you were right to disagree with me. But that kind of shows how unmemorable the movie was compared to the first. Anyways, I just wanted to let you know about a very cool Kickstarter-funded movie that is coming out soon after years of development. It's got everything you could want in a movie. Kung Fu, guns, time travel, and Adolf Hitler. LOL. I have attached a link to the movie's website where you can see a trailer for it. Let me know what you guys think. Hey, Austin. I am well aware of this movie. I actually backed the movie uh, a little over a year ago when they first did the Kickstarter. It's called Kung Fury. I sent Jake a link. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the trailer ever? I did not. I figured. Um, <laughs> that's usually how that goes. Uh, but yeah, Kung Fury, and uh, it looks hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Um, Jake, you would have known that had you watched the link that I'd sent you. So um, Was that this week? You got five weeks off. Maybe you can fit it in. Probably not, but I'll try. Probably not. (laughs) Was that this week you sent that to me? No, that was like, uh, no, you've had three or four weeks to ignore that one. Oh, Christ. Yeah. I I did a really good job of ignoring that one. Yeah, you did. You really buried that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even forward it to me, and I've seen it. Really? Uh, Okay, Dave. (laughs) It's really good. You should watch it. Austin, um, I, uh, I, so when, it, when this does get released, I will be getting a copy of it and I'll watch it and then I'll let, lend it to Jake who won't watch it and then I'll, we'll discuss it on the show. I'll discuss it by myself on the show. Well, yeah, yeah. So you Are they going to raise their money? Huh? Are they going to raise their money? Has it happened? Have, have they raised their Kickstarter money? Yeah, the, the Kickstarter happened over a year ago. Okay. So. All right, next email comes. No, but thank you, Austin. And uh, I'm going to review Kung Fury. Dave, did you back it? Oh, yeah. You did? Yeah, it looked Uh, great. Yeah. Like every great 80s action movie all in one. It's going to be amazing. Who doesn't want to see like a 500-foot Thor? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next email comes from Jonathan Craig. Hey, everyone. I am back with some talking points and questions for Domesticated Dave. Dot, 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 and the rest of the squad, LOL. Uh, we get second billing today. Fuck you, oh, Jonathan Craig. Yeah, yeah. Go suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm going to do with your email? It's gone. Wiping my hands clean of it. <laughs> I, I saw him hit the trash can button already. I mean, anytime we're, anytime we're the dot, 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 but of a joke, Jake, yeah. uh, it's gone. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, can we do the the the, the trash sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> what was the What was the one? The really offensive one? Oh, it was um, where we were like it was like 
They called you Frank. We were like Benny and the Jets, basically, and we were the Jets, and yeah. Frank was Benny. It was well, like, there was one where some a listener called you Frank. Oh, they geez. combined you. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, but I, I remember there was one. It was yeah. like Frank and the Leftovers, I It was think. Huey Cox, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was Huey It was Co- Frank and the Leftovers. <laughs> Frank and the Leftovers. Yeah. We're, we're the fucking Jets, and Frank's Benny. Yeah. So, not so, good. Yeah, next email comes from just <laughs> kidding i'm gonna read it jonathan <laughs> jesus all right when i first downloaded this podcast two months ago i had never listened to a podcast beyond one hour so my first thought was fuck what the hell are they gonna talk about for four hours feels like i'm sitting around my garage talking to my friends for four hours during the week i now find myself thinking "Ooh, jake is going to hate that or i bet frank is loving this show right now all right i'll stop slurping and get to the topics yeah, that's Dave's job. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> 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 anyway, he looks all shocked. What, me? Oh, yeah. You'll be slurping this guy in just a moment. Yep. The Flash season finale was superior Tupperware. I teared up a few times during the episode and loved the final scene. I truly loved Daredevil, but The Flash has been great the latter half of the season. Thoughts? We'll give you thoughts on that later on in, the, in Good Pop, Bad Pop. And these people are excited for your Flash finale review. No, they're not. No. Two two of them are. That's like the second person to (laughs) talk about it. Rant. I hate that the fucking studios are leaking or letting cast photos and videos being leaked. Example, i.e. Civil War and Suicide Squad. I don't mind a shot here or there, but we're seeing untouched and unfiltered scenes of these movies. I hate it. I feel like Ultron and Star Wars had a very controlled flow of info. Now every day I'm seeing a new scene. That shit would never have happened in the Nolan movies. I would have loved to have been surprised by that Lamborghini and the scene where Harley pulls a gun on the Joker. Stop! Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. There's been a lot of it lately. As much as we want to see images of what these characters look like, let's just stop there. Right. We don't need to see them in action and what they're going to be doing and their motivations. Yeah. (laughs) There's been a lot of... I mean, I saw the Crossbones fight. Yeah. Um, We've seen... Different characters showing up on set. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, speaking of Lamborghinis, I've been driving to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude. Fucking driving right long next to me. You know, here I am. I'm thinking I'm all badass in my fucking Camaro and shit. Fucking Lamborghini drives by me. Oh, my God. Black Lamborghini. I was just like, holy fuck. That is beautiful. I wanted to snap a shot on my phone, but... Just like, it was too quick. Too quick. <laughs> Just a blur. <laughs> oh my god! It's actually this, it's the second Lamborghini since I've been up in Chicago that, that I've has seen. Driven the, by you? Yeah, the first one was a beautiful like it was like a kind of like a yellow Lamborghini, kind of like yellow gold. And this one was just a dark jet black, fucking gorgeous. If you could have a Lamborghini, what color would you want it? If I could have a Lamborghini, I'd go with. My my dream as a kid was to have a red Lamborghini. So yeah. I'd let the 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 kid in me have his wish. There you go. So yeah, that's cool. I think I'd go with the black. Yeah, the black one. Or I, I like the like the chrome look too that like they've that. been using that on that a lot of vehicles lately. But oh, and we saw uh, out of my training class, I saw a Maserati. Fucking amazing! It was just like holy shit. There's parked at a light, and then we watch it just. You know, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking gorgeous. All right, uh, yeah, Jonathan. Dave spoke on this last episode, but I love good story. Oh, Dave spoke on this last episode, but I love good storytelling for women. I love Alana and Saga, her humor. 
has me hooked. I just finished the second volume. Is it weird that I wanted to hook up with the stock just to see what that would be like? No, we've already talked to Joseph who wants to fuck bearded man, baby. Yeah, the stock so, is like normal. Yeah, fucking a, a half woman, half spider hybrid lady. That's normal. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's old, normal behavior. Yeah, whatever, you know. Um, are there any other runs that you could recommend to me that are based around strong female-driven characters? Hmm. Well, J. Craig, um, I would say Jay you Craig. need to talk. J. Craig, <laughs> you and your fucking nicknames. You need to start with uh, New 52's Brian Azzarello's. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Brian Azzarello's Wonder Woman. Uh, it's done now. It wrapped up about four months ago. From start to finish, it is the best thing that happened in the New 52. Um, I would I would say, secondly... Gail Simone's work in general, specifically her work on The Secret Six, led by Vandal Savage's daughter, Scandal Savage, is phenomenal, as well as her work with Batgirl. That would be my recommendation, buddy. All DC. No Marvel recommendation? Um, I... The the Captain Marvel stuff has been great, as well as the Ms. Marvel stuff, Mm -hmm. but uh, I feel like any... Anybody, any article they look at is going to point that out right away. Carol Core stuff is going to be – so I'm trying to go a little to the next level. Um, but yeah, the, I'll piggyback on top of that. The, 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 the Captain Marvel stuff from the, from the restart, from the new run, and the Ms. Marvel stuff, the supporting characters in that book are phenomenal. Like the main character is great and you know, the exploration of a female uh, Islamic character is really great. But – like some of her supporting cast, like her brother, who is says he just doesn't he wants to focus on Allah and praying, but he's really just kind of lazy and sits around and uses it his religion as an excuse to do it is a hilarious character, uh, something that you wouldn't expect to see in mo- modern comic books. So yeah, I would start there, buddy. I know you didn't ask me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna name off some comics here, some strong female driven characters. Uh, of course, Dave, Rat Queens, man. Rat Queens. Curtis Weeby. Gotta fucking, re- gotta read Rat Queens. It's absolutely phenomenal. All the female characters are strong in that book. It's hilarious. Um, Dungeons and Dragons meets crack or whatever. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, uh, and then also I would recommend, uh, Velvet, Ed Brubaker, strong female spy. Um, I'm not gonna try to say it's like James uh, you know, uh, James Bond with a vagina. Cause it's, it, it's, it's, I mean, that's how most people would put it, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, Velvet is her own character. Um, and then I would also have to recommend, uh, Gail Simone as well, but her run on Red Sonia has been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I've never read any Red Sonia. The only thing like Red Sonia that I had like watched was like the movie with uh, Stallone's ex-wife, Bridget Nielsen. So, <laughs> You've been reading that for quite a while now. Oh, yeah. You? I remember when Jay first brought that uh-huh. up, too. And it, it's easy to write it off as just like cheesecake-y stuff, too, but it's not. She she ma- makes it on a whole new level. Yeah. And then I've been reading uh, – yeah, if you like that, then uh, they've got a Conan the Barbarian uh, Red Sonja crossover. So it's two different publishers – Teaming up to do this crossover book. Oh, that's super it's cool. It's really good. Is it a mini or are they actually like crossover? It's a mini. Okay. Uh, so that those would be my recommendation. Oh, and Lazarus. 
by Greg Rucka. Mm. It's fantastic. Uh, he also says, are you guys worried about Marvel or the Russo brothers' ability to handle so many characters after Ultron? I am afraid that it will be overstuffed and story will suffer because the audience will be trying to track multiple characters. Ultron has shaken my faith in the Marvel machine. Sidebar, I felt Marvel was really disingenuous with the trailers that they put out, leading everybody to think it would be darker. I enjoyed the movie, but those first two trailers felt like a whole different movie. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, uh... Are we worried about too many characters being in the Russo Brothers Avengers movie, I guess? Civil, number one for me, Civil War, no. Infinity War, yes. Yes. I, I, I think that with the movie being titled Captain America Civil War, the focus is going to be on Steve Rogers and, of course, the villain, which which they're which Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be the main focus. I think, though, once you dip your toes into the event film Infinity War, I think that's where Marvel Studios kind of like they've really got their hand in it. And it's you're, you are going to be dividing – time between all these characters and it becomes a fucking juggling act and with so many different but I, I i hopefully they'll be able to get the voices a lot better than whedon did in this last film i felt like in the first film whedon had a great grasp on all the characters um especially the big three right right and in this one i felt like it was just like snarky comment joke after joke after joke and and, and nobody really felt like an individual, like everybody kind of bled over into each other. And I don't think that we're going to get that from the Russo brothers, but I think the Russo brothers are going to still have that problem of trying to find equal time and make audiences happy with every character. Um, Civil War, no, it's a Captain America centric movie. I think that's going to be the main focus, Cap and and Tony. You really think Tony's going to be the villain? Yeah. I hope he's not. I'm going to say, I, I... I think that he's going to be completely validated by the end of Infinity War. I think Infinity War is going to end with his vision. Remember the vision from Age of Ultron? You're talking about the ending. I'm just saying yeah. during the movie, I think I think they're going to make Tony the villain during Civil War. Yeah, he's definitely going to be Cap's antagonist. Yes. I think, I think you can go into the movie either being team team you know team Cap or team Iron Man. But I think that ultimately they're going the, – the way it will be played out on screen is that Tony will be the villain throughout the film. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to see Cap versus Iron Man posters galore when mm-hmm. it gets closer to um, Civil War. I definitely got your back on that. Yeah. I want to see hashtags like you know Team Cap, Team Tony or uh, – yeah, Team Iron Man. Yeah, that will be so, fun. Yeah. Um, I agree though about the what you're saying about the Avengers being yeah. harder for them to um, juggle all the characters because Marvel's got kind of their toes dipped more yes. into that pool. I mean, look at look what we saw. Like they're they're promoting Ragnarok yes. during the movie. I'm hopeful that with the two movie format, they can settle down on that a little bit. That that's going to give them the breathing room to have it be a little bit more streamlined and focused. Like that they won't feel so rushed that they have to cram so much in two and a half hours. Yeah, but these aren't back-to-back films too. Yeah, but it, it may take until both movies exist to see that that's what happened. I'm, I'm, I have this feeling that Infinity Part 1 is going to be less characters in it. I, I don't think that we're going to see like Thor in that one. I, I don't think that I, Hulk could still be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that we're going to see all these characters like a huge clusterfuck until Part 2. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the end of the first half is the big three finally reuniting mm-hmm. to take on the threat. Right. And that's how we end the first half. Right. So I think that's a very valid point. And Thanos, I mean, if, if, if the comics are telling Thanos will snap his fingers and a lot of the Marvel Universe will be dead or cease to exist. Yeah. So what do you think, Dave? Is I, it gonna, I, is it, are, you, are you worried that, about the Russos? No. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about I'm, Jug- and you're I'm, not worried about them at all jug- doing a balancing juggling act. I think with all I think the he's going to kill a ton of them at the end of the first movie, and they're going to clear the board a little bit, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to focus in on who's left to save the day on the second one. I think they're going to they're just going to wipe a lot of stuff clean. I think I think that Tony will end up being vindicated in a lot of his his goals. Now, how he implemented them will have not been. The best, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think he'll be the villain of the movie. I think he'll be an, a sympathetic antagonist, but definitely not a villain. Okay. Now, this, I, I'm, I'm branching off of Jonathan's question here. Now we're, after, after phase three is completed, we've wrapped up contracts of Chris Evans and, and Chris Hemsworth and, and even, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. himself. Um, you know, and now we've got like the new crew, you know, we've got Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, and whoever they're going to cast as Captain Marvel. Um, I know Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. There's a Facebook page. Join it. Um, but don't like it. <laughs> it's easy to join too. There's no numbers in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, what are you guys thinking? Do you think after phase three that, 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 that in some form or another that, that we're not going to ever see these, uh, these, these, uh, actors, Work together on on future films. Do I think you, there's a chance of that. Do you think that uh, if if we're taking bets, who's gone? I think Cap is gone. So you think that you think Chris Evans is going to leave, do directorial work, and maybe some independent films? I yeah, feel, I feel like a little bit of both is going to happen. That we're going to lose the guys, but eventually we'll see the guys again. Well, yeah. Are we going to see Chris Evans again, or are we going to see a different Captain America? I think we'll, I think we'll feasibly see Chris Evans leave and come back again. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big chance of that happening. I think the movies might try to do some of the comic stuff where we have a new Cap, a new Thor, yeah. but then eventually. In so another- Sebastian Stan's not, Sebastian Stan's nine contract, yes, his nine picture deal is going to come into play here heavily. I think so. And I think that when Sam Jackson gets done, Steve takes over Shield. I think we'll see Steve eventually, but probably not as Cap. Okay, are we going to get the death of Nick Fury? And then then after the death of Nick Fury, do you think Coulson will finally the reveal that he's alive will happen with the Avengers? Or? No, I think I think Steve will take over. Yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. I really, no Maria Hill. No. Okay. Yeah, I really like um that Nick Fury dying thing. I bet that happens pretty soon. I yep. wouldn't be surprised if that happened in Infinity War. Or Civil War. Yeah. Well, what's crazy to me, though, and I agree with what you're saying, Jake, but – about Chris Evans leaving, possibly. Yeah. I, I, can, he, I mean, the writing's on the wall. He's kind of alluded to it himself, talking about directorial work and things like that. But, I mean, if anything, like these Marvel films, they've proven that they can afford you to do movies in the interim. Agreed. Even Chris Evans himself, like he was able Snowpiercer. to do Snowpiercer. And, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look at how much Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, done. Rush, and, and and Dave's favorite movie, Black Hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the Russos <laughs> watch them nickel dick around and kill, you know, oh, we're going to kill an Avenger, and then it's Quicksilver. I think they're going to pull the gloves off and just start wasting some people. Yeah. We're still talking about Marvel Studios here, and none of these deaths are going to be permanent, so. I'm not saying they're permanent. I know. I'm saying that they're going to, they're going to, well, the same thing the comic books do. Sure. When they want to get butts in the seats, they start killing characters. Mm-hmm. And no, nothing's ever – no death is ever permanent in comic books. I know. I, my, basically, the point that I'm trying to make is like they're not doing anything unless Marvel Studios says it's OK. I, I, I can't see the Russo brothers you know, pulling – right now, I think they're the company men. I, I can't see them pulling like an Edgar Wright – or a John Favreau yeah, and getting upset and leaving, or even a Whedon. Marvel's giving them the list of people right. that are going to die. The Russos aren't deciding to kill. Yeah, I, I, I agree with yeah. that too. Yeah, makes they're, sense. They're, yeah, they're going to Marvel and they're being like, "Hey, can we do this?" Marvel's like, yeah. <laughs> right." And oh, the Russo brothers are just like, oh, "Okay, that's it's fine." The Fahey voice, yay! We can work around that. <laughs> we can work around that. We're the Russos. <laughs> the Fahey voice. I love the Fahey voice. <laughs> Uh, he also has a Game of Thrones question, which I can't say because I'm about three, four episodes behind, and so I'm not going to. We'll talk about Game of Thrones in a future episode when I and Jake get caught up. So. Yeah, I look forward to that. It'll at least be six episodes out because you're not going to be here for the next five. Yeah, no kidding. We'll probably be doing a season wrap up right. the next time we. I'm, right. I'm back on. All right. So thank you, Jonathan, for your email. Uh, Sean Lahoset. I want to say uh, he sends us an email, but congrats to Sean LaHose, uh, whose wife had a newborn. Yeah, so. I'm Facebook friends with Sean. I've awesome. seen all the pictures. All right, so uh, congratulations, Sean. Dave, you're not going to kiss some ass here? You're, you're going to well, I'm a father too. He's sticking up He's sticking up his pet name still yeah. for Sean LaHose. Thank you for being one of those downloads that I love so much, and I'm glad that you had a newborn, and hopefully he'll get to download the show one day. <laughs> We'll move up to 801 Facebook likes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. His question is, if the X-Men in Fantastic Four movies share a universe – now, these are both in the Fox side of Marvel. Mm-hmm. If they share a universe, think they could do an Onslaught event? Okay. Um, I, saw, I saw Dave rolling yeah. his head and moving his neck back. Dave doesn't want them to do an Onslaught event. Well, uh, don't <laughs> – I mean, with the with the age of the Fantastic Four in the film that they're filming that that, that they just filmed, yeah, it, Franklin plays a part in this. Right, event. They're, they're not going to do an onslaught event because a onslaught was a, another one of Marvel's dumb fuck events. That'd be like that'd be like them doing an Axis event. You know, it was just it was a really crappy event. I want to argue that. I want to argue this. I, I don't think it, it story wise, it may have been a bad event, but it definitely did the job. I mean, the event launched some of Marvel's highest selling comics of all time. So I don't, I maybe I don't know on what kind of failure you mean this event was. I'm just speaking from a storytelling standpoint that uh, it's it, if you're going to revisit old events, um, like let's let's look at when they revisited the Dark Phoenix saga. You know. Yeah. If you go to them and say, hey, you know, this was a great event. It did all kinds of good things. Remember how well it worked for X-Men 3? I think they're going to be like, oh, fuck no. X-Men 3 had many other problems because, like, during X-Men 3, they tried to incorporate uh, Weapon X as well. Mm -hmm. It was like, let's let's have, you know, two of uh, – a mini event and and then a mega event – and it's like too many things going on in the same movie. Yeah, they should have had a okay, Dark but you, Phoenix saga movie. But yes, the, the, yes. Days of Future yes. Past. The, the whole the whole uh, ignition 
for the onslaught event was when Professor X uh, forcibly mind wiped Magneto, which you're not going to see that happen in an X Men movie. That you're not going to see would, James why? McAvoy mind wipe. Why wouldn't you? Know, you? Because those two are so okay. If you see that on screen, Cap and Iron Man are getting ready to fight. Well, I just I don't see it happening. I think it was I think it was a horrible event, and I think that you would never see that studio put those two characters, you know, at each other's throats in a way that would actually lobotomize the other one. Professor X, the studio aren't going to put two arch enemies at each other's throats. Yeah, but they're like we're best friends, even though we don't agree. They never really go at each other. I, I don't think I've ever disagreed with Dave Moore than okay. these points. I, I I don't I don't see it happening. And all then you go into the Fantastic Four side where in the Ultimate Universe, uh, Susie is way more into Ben Grimm than she is yeah. Reed, and so that kind of eliminates Franklin and Valeria altogether. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, in Civil War, the fucking New Warriors set the whole thing off, and that's not happening. But somehow we're still getting a Civil War. Somehow there's no uh, I just don't see do I don't see War. there being a Franklin and Valeria if they're staying closer to the ultimate universe. I think the name is powerful branding. I think if they were like after X-Men Apocalypse, we're doing X-Men Onslaught. Yeah, I understand what Jake's saying. Dave, you're saying like you're 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 thinking too much comic book and Jake's like all you need is the 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 name of the event and you can work around that story. Yeah, that's some powerful fucking branding. Right. Sorry, you, you I, I guess I have such like hate Hatred toward that old event. Yeah, but what X Men movies have been direct adaptations of any? Days of Future Past was nothing like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And this doesn't have to be either. And right. I guarantee people are gonna. You call it X Men Onslaught is the next movie. People are gonna fucking freak their shit. All right, man. I I, I can't argue with your reasoning. I I have a, I just have such you know hot angry no I mean evil and I toward it. If you're looking at it, you know. Uh, you know, by the numbers, which of course you do, you love those downloads and numbers, Dave. <laughs> you are seeing that, like, you couldn't do this event with the ages of the characters because, like, Franklin. Franklin's a big part of the event. You know what I mean? At least in the beginning. Yeah. So it, it, but if you just use the name for the name, yeah. you can do it. I mean, Days of Future Past was nothing like the comic. You don't even have to have the whole pocket I see universe both of plot. Point. What's that? You don't even have to have the pocket universe plot line involved in it. It right. can just be all about Professor X losing his shit. Mm-hmm. And like, they get into a fight and somehow merge into one entity? Sure. Okay. That 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 could make more sense. That, and, that could work. And I think you should look on the bright side of this. As much as you detest the comics as it seems, things can only get better at this point. Like, a, a loose adaptation is going to be, be I mean, it can't get worse, right? Yeah, look at that's, Age of Ultron. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the fact, Jake. Actually, Age of Ultron was worse. Than the comic? Yeah, yeah oh, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 you, yeah, we talked about that I, on the I episode. I like the comic a lot, too. The comic, I thought the comic was better than the actual movie. Yeah. I, I'm a defender of the comic. A lot of people seem to have hated that. No, uh, you know, the comic, it, it wasn't the best event I've ever read. No. Um, but it may have been better when it came out originally when Bendis wanted it to come out. But my God, it took them like forever to get the art done. So I yeah. think that was one of the things like, and it did spawn one of the best comic books I've ever read in Avengers AI. And I got the Doom Bot, which was absolutely hilarious. So thank you. Yeah, I guess it, it, it brought up such like, bile and revolt in my stomach that I was just like, no, 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 you can't, they can't do that. No. But the more, the more you talk about it, the more I see your point. 
Yeah. I you did. just got to look at it from the movie side. Right. Yeah. It's and, powerful branding that's going to put butts in seats, I think. Right. So. All right. Uh, final email uh, comes from Hyatt Sutton, whose name sounds like a, like a hotel chain. Welcome to the Hyatt Sutton. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Hyatt says, hey, fuckers. Whoa. <laughs> Aggressive. He, he said that to you too, Dave. <laughs> dot, 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 and Frank just started listening to the podcast, and the shit is golden. Well, this, uh, golden you shit. You know what? So one of, our like listeners, one, of our, one of our listeners earlier, no, when I read the, the, the fucking iTunes review, says that we talk eloquently. Yo, listen to this. Listen to Hyatt Sutton. Oh, my God. This hey, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, if uh, fucking Stifler wrote us an email. Hey, fuckers. <laughs> that, 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 and Frank just started listening to the podcast, and the shit is golden. The shit is golden. <laughs> Gold shit makes uh, the workday seem much b- shorter. Uh, I got a question for Domesticated Dave. I've been reading Convergence. I'm always on the fence about it <laughs> until the end of each issue. Is there, are there any tie-ins that you recommend to enhance the story? P.S., the Kurt Cobain documentary was an awesome recommend, and I don't know what the movie you guys watched, but Mad Max was Tupperware as fuck. Keep the cast going. Yeah, we watched a mediocre Mad Max movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a definite taste it. For a me. metal taste it. Metal taste it. <laughs> All right, what's, uh, what are you going to call Hyatt Sutton? What's his nickname, fuckface? Because <laughs> that's your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... I, I already voiced how much I love the Convergence Suicide Squad. That would be my number one. Um, I would say check out the Convergence Supergirl Matrix just because it is the zaniest, goofiest. Uh, Giffen just rocks it. Like he, he was like, yeah, this is going to have no consequences. Let's just. Giffen all over this thing. Uh, I, I've heard good things about this. Yeah, actually, it's, it's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, um, let's see what else. I, I really enjoyed the Justice League one featuring all of the pre New 52 female Justice Leaguers like Jade. Is there a shit ton of spinoffs? Mara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tons of them. Mm-hmm. Like probably 12, 13 a week. Oh, my God. And, and they're all just two issue miniseries. So there, the, there's no, no repercussions. One that I, just picked up and I wasn't super sure about, but because they've so pissed on it in the new 52 was Convergence the Question, but I didn't realize it followed the adventures of uh, Montoya's and she was the female question. That one in hindsight was was really, really good. Uh, I have a giant uh, warm spot in my heart for Booster Gold and the, the Convergence Booster Gold series I really enjoyed. So that would be, I would say, the highlights, um, for me at least. M- most of them have been sort of throwaway. Like, I really didn't like the Batman ones, mm-hmm. um, which was very surprising to me. The Batman- Snyder still? Yeah, it was, that? it was just, it was just very sort of like, whatever their favorite pet thing was, let's, let's do more of that. And it wasn't really, they didn't really take any risks in it. It, I don't know. Well, maybe he didn't want to do this whole fe- event anyway. Yeah, like yeah. you know it, what I it mean. Was, it was. Really like it takes it, these events take uh, you know like the, the these guys out of their groove sometimes. It's like okay, here you are telling a story, telling a story, and then you've got your editor saying, "Oh yeah, coming up in a few months, uh, we've got this event, and you're gonna have to wrap up your story." <laughs> Fuck and, your long form storytelling. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna save 
the new convergence for my bad pop segment. And well, no, please. I mean, it, well, in in answer to his question, like yeah. they the Demos, the guy who remember I said originally presented himself as a good guy, yep. and but he's covered in skulls and chains. Finally revealed in the penultimate uh, issue that his plan all along is he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> Big shock. That's the that's the master plan. Oh, wow. Mm. What, to what to what means? For the power, mm. because he gains power from death, so all of these different powerful beings dying will make him like God. A whole multiverse worth of powerful beings. Yeah, mm. that's that's what I paid three ninety nine per issue for. Wow, that's brilliant. That's powerful. Stuff. Yeah. So um, I just, you know, the guy covered in skulls and chains plan, big master plan was to kill everyone. Yeah. So don't it, trust guys in skulls and chains. Yeah, it just I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be down to probably four books from DC once it starts back up. I discontinued Batman because I don't want to see. You're really not Ch- interested, just to get. Don't want to see Chappy Batman. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'm I, gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna stay on it. I'm gonna get. Actually, I'm gonna pick up some new number ones. I've already. Uh, Omega Men. Omega Men. Yeah. Have you seen? Uh-uh. Dude, that, that that they've been doing a lot of those free previews. Omega Men, mm-hmm. check out. Like okay. it's a mic drop, dude. Okay. Who's the team? Uh, well, okay. Here's 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 just I'm going to present it to you. Uh, it's like eight panel grids, static. Just they don't do anything with the format. It's like a terrorist video, mm-hmm. and it's a big omega symbol behind him. And he's like, "You you members from the Citadel, you talk about the Alpha, the Alpha, the Alpha. Well, there is another side to our religion. There is another side to our cause, and we serve it. We serve the Omega, the side you have forgotten." And you have lied to us. You have spread your lies and sent uh, these emissaries to uh, cause the pain and death of all of our of all of our people. And we stand against it now. And they they pull a guy onto the onto the center frame who's got a black bag over his head. And they're like, "This man was who you sent." He he said that you know he was he was going to uh, save us and help us. And you sent him, and now he has to die for your crimes. And they pull the they pull the bag off, and it's Kyle Rayner, the oh, White wow. Lantern. Yeah. And he's like, you know, this we don't do this, you do this. And and he he walks he walks off the screen and says like, whatever to another guy. He says, do what needs to be done. And Kyle looks up at the camera. He's like, sorry, Carol, because him and Carol are together now mm-hmm. in the comics. He's like, sorry, Carol, gonna be a little late for dinner. And like this big hulking like clawed beast dude just pulls his pulls his head up and rips his throat out as oh, the feed goes piss down. A lot of people off, dude. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I was like, wow. Like you know, in this day and age where we've got ISIS videos and all that stuff, I can't believe people haven't seen this and freaked out. I'm, I'm. I hope we get more of DC really taking it on. It's written by a guy who used to be a member of the CIA. I've never read his stuff. But who is it? I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's he's like ex CIA and DC's kind of saying, okay, do what you do. You know this stuff. Omega Men or Omega Man? Omega Men. I added the, I don't even know who's doing the book, <clears throat> but I added Cyborg. So I'm going to try that. Hopefully I'll like it. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm really down on DC right now. And 
I feel like Convergence was a giant wasted opportunity. It started out as such a fun idea that everybody was just bored by it. Nobody did anything with. Yeah, you were excited about it. Yeah, I was. Yeah. First issues were pretty decent. And then yeah. I realized that even the creators themselves were like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> let's just end it. Yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. Isn't that a waste of killing Kyle Rayner to show it in well, preview okay, pages? Okay, you didn't, yeah. you didn't, okay, but the feed's cutting out as he's doing it. So, like, you, you know. Even right here in the solicitation, it's like the Omega Men are back in an all new series. They've murdered White Lantern, Kyle Rayner. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you didn't, you didn't see <laughs> can him. Can I read it first? <laughs> yeah, you didn't see him murder him. You saw him appear to murder him. And oh, he oh, is sorry. the White Lantern who is in charge of all things living. So, mm. Take from it what you will. Yeah. Back to our early conversation of no comic book character stays dead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just I thought it was a ballsy mic drop of a of a solicitation. Yeah, real fan favorite, Kyle. Kyle yeah. Ryder. That's hardcore. We are gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna have our good pop, bad pop. Let's do it. Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, we're back, and it's time now for Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more Leftover Reviews. With good pop, bad pop. All right, good pop, bad pop is where we discuss the things in the previous week or weeks that we either read or watched, and sometimes we rate these things. If this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system and how it works. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so toss it, taste it, Tupperware. That's the rating system. We're going to jump right in. Uh, first thing for Good Pop, Bad Pop is I'd like to remind our listeners or even just make them aware of one of my favorite cartoons on Adult Swim uh, called China, Illinois. Uh, it's making its season three return on May 31st, and I could not be more excited. I absolutely love this show. I've watched the first two seasons multiple times. It's created by Brad Neely, who also does voice work for the show. He does Baby Cakes. Uh, I love Baby Cakes. Uh, it's about Steve and Frank Smith. They're brothers who teach the history department in the worst university in America. Um, literally, in the intro of the show, uh, they show the brothers drinking and throwing beer bottles on campus. It's <laughs> 
fucking hilarious. Hulk Hogan himself voices the dean of the university. His daughter, Brooke Hogan, she does voice work for the show as well. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development is also on the show. I absolutely love it. Hey, now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Tupperware in its bizarre style, and I hope some of our listeners will give it a shot. Uh, You can watch old episodes, of course, on adultswim.com. Again, it's called China, Illinois. Anybody else a fan of China, Illinois? No, I've never seen it. Um, I got really excited because I read a couple weeks ago that Netflix signed some huge deal with Adult Swim. And that almost all of the Adult Swim and current Adult Swim cartoons are going to be on Netflix streaming pretty soon. Awesome. So I'm going to get to see a lot of material that I haven't not seen in a long time. Well, this is all available on uh, AdultSwim.com. They have everything available in their catalog there all seasons. You can watch them there. But yeah, Netflix is so much more accessible for most people. So that's great. Dave, China, Illinois. Yeah, anything as a a little... Baby Hulkamaniac, yeah. uh, I, 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 I was sold at, at the concept and, uh, it's definitely really, really funny. I, I would give it the, the, some, some episodes go a little off the deep end, I, I I'll admit, but all in what, all. the episode where the giant baby? Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, I just, I just know I'm going to tell them, oh, Tupperware this, it's hilarious. Yeah. And then they're going to hit the giant baby episode, but, um, it's, I it's, love the giant baby episode. Yeah, but it, it's a good show. Give it but, a. Uh, the, I know it's no bearded man baby. No, it's, uh, it can't be. It's it's only a taste. It with no bearded man baby. Yeah, but uh, no yeah, wet Hulk, t-shirt contest. With Hulk Hogan is a character on the show. Like, how can you go wrong? Yeah, Hulk Hogan actually does the voice work on the show. So Hulk Hogan, as himself, is the dean of the school. Well, he's a, a obvious homage yeah, to him. Exactly. Okay, that's funny. Is yeah. it like the fifteen minute format that a lot of these Adult Swim yes. shows have? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love China. Illinois. So season three coming up. I didn't know if we were going to get a season three. I'm very excited, and it's already set on my DVR, and I hope some of the leftover army will give this show a shot. If you don't like bizarre fucking cartoons, you're not going to like this. This is bizarre, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's very low rent. The animation's like incredibly low quality, but like on purpose. Yeah, you know, um, Rick and Morty has really opened my eyes to um, wanting to get back in the Adult Swim thing and see what's what's going on there. I I feel like I'm just so out of the loop on the Adult Swim stuff, and I'm probably missing a lot of really good stuff. Well, you did get traumatized by Mike Tyson's mysteries, so I'll give it, I'll give you a break on that. Sorry, I love Mike Tyson's mysteries. (laughs) I love it. And then, um, I'm also loving, of course, season six of Children's Hospital. Oh, my God. I oh, love yeah. Children's Hospital. Oh, who's the main guy in that? Rob Corddry. Oh, okay, okay. There's someone else that I really like that's on that show. I, oh, man. There, there's so many people involved yeah, in that Ken show. Ken Marino's on it. My, my, yeah, uh, I love my, him. My buddy Brian has a uh, – Brian Polk, he used to live around here. He's got an amazing uh, like operation game version that's uh rob corder's oh, character nice, nice. it's it's the most disturbing thing if you go around the corner in his hallway and see this thing if i saw that in the middle of the night i wouldn't make it to the bathroom i'd poop myself right there are you a parks guy dave <laughs> parks and Rec? yeah I, I, I dabbled you ever see the episode where the guy does the kablam yes like that guy isn't he a big guy in children's yeah there, there's 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 a ton of people in that show okay, okay. it's it's just yeah. it, you can just tell they're like we Friends. want to figure out to get how to get paid and hang out together. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Ken Marine, I loved him on Reaper. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Jake, what do you got for us, man? Um, I just briefly, I watched Pitch Perfect for the first time last week. Sorry, Jake. Uh, yeah, my half-brother told me he really was surprised by it and liked it, and then a bunch of other people I know told me that I would really like it. So I'm like, well, I didn't think I'd really like this, but mm-hmm. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my surprise face. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I tossed it. It was, oh, it was terrible to me. It was, Number one, I wasn't expecting all the vomit humor in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. when you sell me on Pitch Perfect, I'm never like, oh, I can't wait for all those vomit jokes that are going to take place in this movie about a singing acapella competition. But there they were, multiple vomit jokes the, and multiple scenes of vomit. The only thing that I really like – I'm a big Workaholics fan, yeah. so I love Adam Devine. Um, so anytime him and Rebel Wilson had, like, that weird, awkward flirt, Yes. That was like my hands down the best part of the movie for me. So. Yeah. The characters were so paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. Like you just knew and you knew how the whole thing was gonna work out from the beginning it started. Right. Oh, Harmar Superstar was in it. He was one of the, the the quartet, the the guys. Oh really? Yeah. I love that guy. And Annie Kendrick's mouth weirds me out. I don't know what it is about it. It's like her mouth is too small for her set of teeth or something. No, this is a common complaint a bunch, uh, amongst a bunch of reviewers, Jake. Her mouth, it, it gets brought up in a lot of re- – I'm just fucking with yeah, you. Yeah, I oh, can't yeah. comment on Anna, Anna Kendrick in any way that would be respectful to our female listeners. It's crazy. So I, I just got to stay quiet. My advice to Anna Kendrick is stay away from movies filmed in 3D. We'll not do your mouth any favors. <laughs> I'm gonna. I've never noticed her mouth. Look like, at before. it. It's weird. I let me bring up pictures. It's like. Is it like Megan Fox thumbs weird? It's really. It was really distracting to me. I'd never really seen a movie that featured her prominently in it. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, "What is up with this What's chick's up with Anna mouth? Kendrick's mouth? <laughs> it's too perfect and beautiful. It's it's like the teeth set are too big for the. the She's not a listener, Dave. You don't have to kiss her ass. The mouth is too small. Oh, here we go. I can't respond to that statement. Like, look at that smile. It's like that's. Yeah, it's she looks like a Rob Liefeld drawing. Just, <laughs> look at there she it does. Is. She does. There's pouches on that dress. <laughs> oh, there's something about it. Oh man, she has the weirdest teeth set. Ah, it's, uh, it's weird to me. Okay, so you get your toss and pitch perfect. Yeah, and Andy Kendrick's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double toss it two for the price of one here and Dave you told me I told Dave after the show that I was going to watch Pitch Perfect next week and he's like it's horrible I'm like yeah everyone says it's good mm. <laughs> I, I, I associate it with sex because I, I got laid after that movie I suffered through it but I got laid so yeah. good shit that would have helped <laughs> alright what is it? What, 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 what do we got now it's Dave it's your turn yeah that's all I got that's it yeah, that's it Okay, well, uh, I, I briefly went into the bad pop with talking about convergence, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the other bad pop I had was... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a segment now. I'm christening this a segment. Okay. This is not going to be part of Good Pop, Bad Pop anymore. This is the last week where it's part of Good Pop, Bad Pop. Okay. This is Domesticated Dave's Comic Book Corner. Okay. And with segments, don't segments usually get bumpers? Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this? No. All right, here we go. Domesticated Dave's comic book corner. He sounds like Macho Man. <laughs> but he looks like Natalie Dormer. It's comic books and shit. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, again. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Here we go. One more time. One more time. <laughs> One more time. Dave's losing it. Dave's losing it. This is great. This is great. Here we go. One more time. Domesticated 
macho man But he looks like Natalie Dormer It's comic books and shit <laughs> Oh, that's awesome <laughs> Is this a true thing? People say Dave looks like, look like Natalie Dormer No, it, 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 it rhymed with corner oh, so I, I love it though Yeah, it, he looks nothing like Natalie Dormer Oh, I'm lost. <laughs> Uh, I was so like, man, because I'm, I'm really attracted to Natalie. Dormer. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm getting all fucked up in the head from this shit. Uh, uh, Jake's fapping the beard, bearded man babies, and I now, don't know. Now, now I don't know what's real Dave. anymore. <laughs> Dave, you better, Dave, you better start wearing a chastity belt or something. Dave, get the fuck out of my fat dreams, dude. <laughs> wow. Uh, Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm rubbing the eyes. I'm crying. I'm saying one more time. Yeah. Domesticated Dave's comic book corner. He sounds like Macho Man. But he looks like Natalie Dormer. It's comic books and shit. Man, I love the vocals on that. That guy killed it on those vocals. <laughs> uh, okay, what, what was I supposed to talk about? All right. Natalie Dormer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, hold on. Before you jump into this, um, uh, I, new contest. New contest. I write like I I write like the um, lyrics for all this shit, and I sent it to the guy and had him do it. But I want our listeners to write a song about Jake, myself, domesticated Dave, and Frank. Write a song, thirty seconds long. A, a thirty second song, song for each of us, or one that's all one about that, all of the us. One that one. encompasses all of us within thirty seconds. It can't go past thirty seconds. It has to be at least if you sing it, it's got to be thirty seconds. You write a song as ridiculous or whatever the fuck it is. If you write a song and then send it to popcultureleftovers at gmail dot com um, and title it uh, uh, PCL song. Uh, and then, yeah, PCL song. That's awesome. I, I and will, then, and then, the best lyrics. I'll choose from the best lyrics. Okay, that's awesome. I'll choose from the best lyrics, and I'll turn it. I'll have this guy turn it into a song, and we'll just play it on an episode. Nice. And you can do a lot in thirty seconds. I mean, the Dave song there has got to be less than thirty seconds. It's ten it, seconds long. It packs a lot of material. It's ten so seconds long. Triple that worth of material. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, just give us a good song. Send it. Yeah, just uh, PCL song. Um, leftovers at gmail.com. Yeah, Dave, you got your own fucking segment. It's not going to be part of Good Pop, Bad Pop anymore. You're going to get Dave's Comic Book Corner. That's it, that's it. It's now your segment, Natalie Dormer. Okay, I got, I got, I got <laughs> I'm, I'm Okay, I'm ready to go. Collect so, yourself. Yes, uh, Convergence, I talked about. Um, it's become a complete clusterfuck so much that I'm not even buying the last issue because I have better things to spend my money on. Which doesn't include cigarettes, which I've gone a whole week not smoking. Yes. So, uh, uh, proud of you. Enjoy this gravelly voice while you can, folks. It's going to start getting smoother, possibly more like Natalie Dormer. Wow. And um, we've got <laughs> that also even more creepy. <laughs> also in the bad pop area, uh, uh, last days of Loki, Agent of Asgard. I started out red hot on this series. And through the course of it, they've done nothing of the promise of what they could have done. They started out with the death of Kid Loki with the new aged-up Hiddleston Loki. Yeah. Boo. And, yeah, and even made it even worse by killing the aged-up one in favor of the old man original evil Loki Mm -hmm. that Freya was holding hostage or he was 
tricking her. It's hard to say. Double boo. Yeah. And I, I was reading this too. Now he's storming the gates of Asgard with the world serpent and Odin's big play is to pull out the gamma bullet chain gun from original sin. Mm. Yeah. Like I was just like, wow, I never thought that this would get so bad that I wouldn't want to read Loki agent of Asgard. That so blows. I love kid Loki too. Kid Loki's gone forever. Yep. Dead. Um, now, speaking of good comics, Planet Hulk. Yeah. Jake, um, this was the first tie-in for Secret Wars I've read. It covers the area of Battleworld known as Greenland, yeah. which uh, is the obvious homage to the Planet Hulk storyline. There is also another homage. The Did you read Planet Hulk? Yes. Uh, well, it is run by the, the Baron known as the Red King. Okay. And guess who the Red King is? Uh, is it Scar? Red Hulk. Oh, Red Hulk. Yeah, and um, basically... He's still alive? Well, it, no, everybody died. Oh, and, oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So uh, it starts out on a, in a different area of Battle... Well, Battle World, a, a flock of the Thor Corps are flying by, and the Hulks are like chucking, literally chucking their own shit at the Thors. <laughs> <laughs> like He's like, oh, it's, it's stones and scrapes, and... Dung, <laughs> and so they shoot some lightning at him at the at the different Hulk camp, and the the Red King's just kind of sitting back watching and laughing. Greenland is apparently one of the areas of Battle World that is actively working against God Emperor Doom, mm. and we go to another segment of Battle World. It's not really sure. I'm not really sure where it is. Let's see the the Hillaceum on the outskirts of Doomstad. <laughs> the 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 Coliseum uh, where there's all this fighting going on is run by the Baron Arcade, which okay. is kind of perfect. Yes. And I love Arcade. the current champion is the captain. Okay. And his pet Devil Dinosaur. Like, I don't know if you guys know the Silver Age character Devil Dinosaur, but it's a great Kirby, just Kirby character. No, and I'm not familiar. Love Devil Dinosaur. Yes. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we've got... I know Arcade, but well, not familiar with Devil he, Dinosaur. He tricks Arcade, uh, the captain tricks Arcade into coming down to greet him after his latest win, and Devil Dinosaur eats them both, mm. and basically caps like going to push him down into Devil Dinosaur's stomach unless he helps him. So he's brought before God Emperor Doom for his insolence, and Doom, uh, Sheriff Strange, says he's going to kill the captain, but Doom stops him and says, we're going to give you this opportunity to go to Greenland, another area of Battleworld, and you will be absolved of your crime if you kill the Red King. And he says, fine, but... My dinosaur comes with me, <laughs> and the his his auspi- The reason he uh, agrees to do it is because Doom says he knows where Bucky is. So he's going to kill the Red King with the promise from Doom that Bucky, who is for some reason he, he's something's happened to him. Okay, and uh, I am so excited to read this. Uh, it's action packed. Uh, he's going to be overwhelmed by these like hulked out insect things at one point, and then Doc Green saves him. Hulked up animals has been bad in the past. That's yeah. awesome. And and he's saved by Doc Green. Who's so, the team on this? The team is... It's a little Kev Walker-ish on the arm. Um, Humphreys, let's see. Oh, Sam Humphreys. Yep, Sam Humphreys and Mark, Lam- Mark Lamming is the artist. Okay. 
But yeah, check it out, dude. It's great first issue. I'm very excited about it. Is this a mini? Is this yeah, they're they're all they, uh, yeah, they're all minis. Mini. There's no regular comics happening right now. Yeah. It doesn't tell you how many it's going to be. <clears throat> no, I don't think they really know. I, I found out that Secret Wars is not a weekly. It's uh, currently slated to be eight issues and about two per month. So it looks like it's going to be bi monthly. Oh, that's weird. Wow. The first two issues did though, come came out, out weekly. Week, week, did come out two okay. two weeks in a row. So no Secret Wars three this week. They just keep no. They just keep adding new. Like they just announced the Thor Core. Uh, the it's called Thor's right. Yeah the um, the Thor's yeah Thor's. But they refer to them in this book as the Thor Core. Oh, okay. Um, um, oh, that's 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 Doom's. He controls all yeah, the Thors. There's yeah. the Carol Core. Uh, just got announced. Like they're literally titling a book that. Okay. Uh, they just keep announcing titles. So. Mm. I think they're going to just kind of see how far this goes. Right. Uh, question for you, movie-related, since you were talking about Red Hulk. We already know that General Ross is going to be in Civil War. Do you think that we're going to get Red Hulk? Hmm. Well, if they... Because if they Hulk pulled, is gone, right? Yeah, if they pulled Green Hulk off the table, why not? And that would cause them, you know, cause if somebody gets killed or really screwed up by Red Hulk, that might cause Banner to come back. And... Um, I'm just thinking <clears throat> it'll sell toys. Oh, yeah. I want She-Hulk more than I want Red Hulk, if you ask me. But I'm saying, play. like, oh, yeah, I'd rather yeah. see a, I'd, I'd want to see a She-Hulk Netflix series. A-Force yeah. number one came out this week as well, and She-Hulk's the baron of her of her area. Oh, wow. Yeah, get, check that out, that new A-Force. You picked that up, too? I didn't bring it with me. Oh. Sorry, I had to go to work today. I forgot a couple things. But we also got uh, the new Uncanny X-Men uh, a couple of the comics that have been delayed, they're still finishing them out. Yes. And, um, have, they, have they, has the Fraction, uh, final book, the, has the Hawkeye book finally come out? Fraction's last? Yes. One? Okay. And yeah, I think the first Lemire even came out already. Yeah, it, it actually the came Lemire out came, before yeah. the last. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the first time ever that this has ever been done. Yeah, Lemire's Hawkeye number one came out before Fraction even finished his run. Well, this cleans up. up. This is uh, Uncanny X-Men number 34. (laughs) Bendis is writing this. Yes. And it's sort of cleaning up, like, what's been going on with some of the characters in his book. What's that gatefold that you just passed? What's going on? More secret secret war solicitations. Oh, my God. Guardians of Nowhere, the Korvac saga. They pulled out the gatefolds. Runaways number one. Marvel Zombies number one. Runaways number one comes out this week. Runaways, you say? Runaways number one, yeah. Thor's Ghost Racers, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies number one, and Star Lord and Kitty Pride number one. Big writer for Runaways. I mean, you got to right. It's you're following Brian K. Vaughn. But and no, well, I mean, Whedon. those stories of those characters have come up in in other uh, you know comics, oh, but yeah. they've never been as good as they were in Runaways by Brian K. Vaughn. I'm having a hard time to believe this is going to be good. Yeah, as it's well, gonna be, as well you should. You know, we all read uh, Secret Invasion Runaways, so it seems like more more of the same crap, right? Well, they in this they clean up some of the stuff with uh, what happened with Dazzler in his run. But the great thing that happens at the end is the kids from the new Xavier school, the Gold Balls, Hijack, all them, they get a open invitation to go back to the the Jean Grey school, but they reject it and they pretty much say we're going to go off and do something else. And it's sort of heavily implied that they might be the new new mutants. Oh, awesome! Oh, so, wow. like, it's it's the magic, you know, yeah, is like magic. Oh, yeah. I have an idea of something we could do. 
So she's magic is sticking with them, I think. And I, I'm really hoping and praying we get a new New Mutants title following the kids from the new Xavier school. I got a question for you. If Rob Liefeld drew magic, how big would her sword be? Oh, man. I'm saying size of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. If not, I mean, minimum. Minimum um, yeah. Eiffel Tower. Right. Yeah, I can tell you just saw Tomorrowland. Yeah, we'll right. talk about that. <laughs> and for my last bit of, um, I guess I, I, I was planning for good cop, good pop, bad pop. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the world of ice and fire. It got sent to me by the Stark Raven Mad podcast. And thank you guys. It's like a $50 book they just sent to me. And I read it, burned through it all. That's why the stack of comics isn't as big as it normally is. And basically, if you ever wondered why in the story of the Song of Fire and Ice, why people talk about the Targaryens with such affection, why the people that follow Daenerys seem to think that she will just be welcomed in with open arms, this is why. Read this book. There's a reason why the Targaryen symbol's on the front of it. It really tells you the stories beyond the Mad King and how, how bad things got with the Targaryens. This was the Targaryens in their heyday and why they were so amazing and magical. Uh, that, that, that's my big takeaway from this. And I'll be, I'll be rereading this immediately again. I burned through all this in about six days. So you're going to look at the Targaryens in a different light? Now, well, because of this book, I, I I I always found the Targaryens to be the most enigmatic and mm-hmm. interesting. Now I know why they're my favorite house. Awesome, and that's all for uh, my new segment. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's called Domesticated Dave's. Co- Here we go, one more time. Yes. Comic books and shit. <laughs> I'm glad I got some Game of Thrones in there for it. It's but. very offspringy, right? I'm trying to keep trying. To- oh yeah, it is. It? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking to myself like, when I wrote that, I was like, "What rhymes with corner?" <laughs> Natalie Dormer. He looks nothing like Natalie Dormer. That's what makes this so fucking great. <laughs> All right. For Good Pop, Bad Pop, I'd also like to talk about a film that I saw last week in the theaters, Ex Machina. Mm. I saw it uh, in while I was up in Chicago um, at the theater on Yorktown Road, I think. It's an AMC dine-in theater. The first time I've ever been to one of these. I saw you posted about this. And uh, I've heard of Cinnabar, and they've got those all over the country. <coughs> but I've never been to an AMC dine-in theater. I've never been to a Cinnabar either. But AMC dine-in theater, it was amazing. I, I walked into this absolutely huge theater, and uh, you go up uh, and, and, and you – get to there's a uh, touch screen and uh, you slide your card and then from there you get to touch which seat you want to sit at and each one is like labeled like here's d23 or here's whatever whatever and you get to touch which one you want to sit down at and so i was just like okay i was not familiar with that so i wanted to talk to the girl and Mm -hmm. so i talked to her and she's like where do you want to sit and i was like um here i guess and i touched the screen she gives me my ticket, and then from there uh, you can go to a you can you can go to a bar and get something to drink. Um, you can order food, um, like alcoholic drinks. Yeah, alcoholic drinks. You can order food, and the food is like you can get chicken tenders if you want to. But I mean, you can actually get like real food, like like these sandwiches and shit, like real like restaurant type food. Wow. Um, so I walk into the theater, never going into one of these before, and like. Totally surprised when I walk in. 
I see people sitting down on leather recliners, laying back with their feet kicked up, and like a swivel table in front of them with drinks and food, and they're, you know, getting ready to watch the previews. And I'm just like, this is fucking insane. So I sit down, and you can hear like the squeak of the leather and shit, and then I hit like this little button on the side. It's fucking motorized. The leg, the, the, the legs, the, you know, I came up and I'm like laying down watching a movie. If you want something to drink or you want them to take your uh, food away, there's a little red button and it'll like send a signal to somebody in the theater. And next thing you know, you've got like, you know, people coming in and taking your plates and your. Are you tipping people when you experience something like I this? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't order any drinks or food or anything like that personally, but I don't know if they expect a tip or anything like that. Yeah, that'd be, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, it was, it was really cool though. Like you'd see, you'd see them walk in and, and do, you know, take orders orders and give out food and stuff and you'd hear people in the back you'd smell their food you wouldn't like smell like popcorn like you typically would Mm -hmm. and the theater is just gorgeous the the leather seats were just amazing i couldn't believe it was real leather i'm like they spared no expenses in these amc dining speaking of expenses what did this cost ten dollars and eighty cents I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you're gonna be so spoiled now when you go to a regular cinema and Mm -hmm. you you're spending twelve dollars on popcorn and a drink, you're gonna be like, Why do I why do I come to these? I'm going back. Well, it's ten dollars just for the movie ticket, though, Dave. I don't think that can, can counts any food and drinks or anything. No, no food and drinks. It was ten dollars for the ticket. Yeah, but what what all did the food cost? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even look. Oh, I'll, t- I'll no. I'm, I'll report back next okay. week and I'll let you know because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tomorrow and see Poltergeist. I, I don't even care to see Poltergeist. I really just want to lay down and watch a movie again. Ten dollars isn't really that far off from like. Current movie prices, anyway. You Agreed. know, it's, well, it's but this wasn't this. Yeah, this was just like a standard showing for Ex Machina. This wasn't a 3D ticket or an IMAX ticket. I was going to go see Tomorrowland on Thursday, but kind of like a snafu happened, and I wasn't able to see it that night in the IMAX there. But um, yeah, ten dollars and eighty cents was a good price. I thought absolutely mm-hmm. to like lay in a leather recliner. You know, I still think that they, I think they want to make their money back on like the food and stuff like that. Oh, definitely. So, but, uh, I can't imagine what it would cost to take like a whole family there, but you're going to, you're going to get a great experience though. You really are. I mean, it was like, it felt like, like just watching, it felt like the Disney experience of movie theaters. It was very cool. Wow. Nice. How many screens would you say they had in the theater? Oh, Tons. Really? Tons of screens. I mean, you saw the picture of just, that was like, you didn't even get to see the full lobby area. That's okay. just like half of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gigantic theater. That's lobby A. So if, if you're, <laughs> if you're in, uh, Oak Brook, Illinois, um, yeah, let me know if you've been to that theater. It's the AMC 18 Dine-In Theater. It's it's amazing and it's it's awesome. Well, yeah, I kind of want to road trip up there and just I check wanna, it out. Yeah. I want to road trip up there too. I'm like looking at you just like, "Oh man, I got to Google this shit." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. So, um but yeah, I saw uh Ex Machina uh uh, here's a synopsis. Uh, Caleb, a 26-year-old coder at the world's largest internet company, wins a competition to spend a week at a private mountain retreat belonging to Nathan, the reclusive CEO of the company. But when Caleb arrives at the remote location, he finds that he will have to participate in a strange and fascinating experiment in which he must interact with the world's first true artificial intelligence housed in the body of a beautiful robot girl. It's directed by Alex Garland. It's written by Alex Garland. Um, 
And, and what's bizarre about this movie is like the two stars uh, are Domino Gleason as Caleb and Oscar Isaac as Nathan. These are our Star Wars actors. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we had uh, Alicia Vikander as Ava. She's the uh, the uh, robot. And all I could think of was <laughs> Alex's <laughs> Ada. Yeah. And her when, name's Ava. When I saw that, I was like, man, this Brian's going to love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Sonoya Mizuno as Kiyoku. Uh, Dave, you saw this as well. Uh-huh. Okay, so we both saw it. Um, I, can I go ahead and rate it real go quick? Go, man. I, I'm going to give this a Tupperware. I, I've been waiting to Tupperware a movie all fucking summer long, and I find I don't know if this is a summer movie, and it's not like your typical like blockbuster summer movie. Um no, it's a it's an art house movie. It's yeah. totally an art house movie. And, and I'm still waiting for that Tupperware summer blockbuster movie. I, I haven't gotten it. But as far as movies I've seen this summer, Ex Machina is a Tupperware. It, wow. it, it's one of those movies that makes you think um, about like if they really did create artificial intelligence. Like what things could happen once it becomes aware. Like, and I think other movies have tackled that subject, but this one tackles it in a way to where they become aware, but they're aware that they're being held captive. They want freedom. And I think it does an excellent job at that. And I want to thank Kenneth Tagger, uh, one of our listeners, for like, I had heard about the movie, but he's like, I've seen it. You need to watch it. And it gave me more incentive to see it. Um, Dave, and, and, and guys, the theater experience did not sway my opinion at all. <laughs> a shitty movie is a shitty movie, and this is a great movie. Dave, what are your thoughts on Ex Machina? I saw it in a theater that did not nearly have the bells and whistles, and sure. I felt exactly the same way. Because mm-hmm. Caleb is a great point-of-view character, um, just because you, you really start asking yourself, like, what would I do in this situation? It's He's a wonderful character to identify with. Uh, Oscar Isaac as alcoholic Steve Jobs is amazing. Wow. He is yeah. so That's like, a great Yeah, that's he, a great comparison. He's he's just that's that's the best way I can describe it and um just even like the the maid the the who is very tangential to mm. the but uh not yeah, she's she's mm. she's really really well done. It's it's such a just microscope like a little character piece and you find yourself asking questions and not waiting for the twist being surprised by the twist wow, you know it's a rare thing yeah you're because yeah. you, you, you you keep asking yourself oh where are they gonna where are they gonna and, and the movie takes you the movie takes you you're not always trying to think a step ahead you're just letting the movie take you to that to the ending. Well, and uh, anybody who's been sort of like maybe a little hesitant about some of the Star Wars castings, I don't really know these people. Well, okay, um, I you know I'm I was one of those people. Like with Domino Gleason, I saw Frank, and I know a lot of people enjoyed the film. I personally didn't think he was the problem. I just thought that I couldn't find. I didn't know what the theme of the movie was. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was a good actor in it. I thought uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was horrible in that movie, but I thought Domhnall Gleeson was pretty good. But as a, as far as like uh, an indicator is like how he's going to be in a Star Wars film, <laughs> no, it didn't even touch the surface. This kind of gives me more of an idea of uh, like his range as an actor. Well, and Oscar Isaac and Oscar too, Isaac. Like, like I, I I liked I tasted inside. <laughs> Lewin Davis, 
but I didn't Tupperware that movie. And I thought he was really good in that film. But my God, this – I'm thinking like this guy – I'm thinking Al Pacino. You know what I mean? Like he has that and, – And man, he, wow. he just transforms himself. And yes. Just, he's one of the he's – like, he's like a great front man of a rock band where you're like – is this guy overrated? Is this? And then all of a sudden you go to the show and it's like he just grabbed you and pulled you in and he's holding you right in front of him while he's singing. He's like that. Wow. He just grabs you and you, you're, you're, you're right. You're at his mercy. Yeah. You're Dave right was, there. Dave was pulled in by the Oscar Isaac tractor beam. Yep. So, you know, he, he was actually, he was phenomenal. You guys got me film. super pumped. I, I really want to see this shit. And just the, just, just the, just the imagery of the, like the, the, of Ava herself. Um, there are times where you are kind of like, uh, she, she, she's, she's curious and it's almost like kid like. But then at times you realize like this is this is something that's thinking for itself. Yeah, you've, you, I don't think they've ever shown like like vision seems like a joke compared yeah. to this. Yeah. The, this this is this is a real a real individual. It's one this of my is, favorite like science fiction subject matters. I, I need to. See well, this. yeah, you really need to see this. You thing. really need to see this. I, this is a movie I could watch over and over and over again and get something different out of it each time that I watched it and appreciate it for different things. Um, I don't, I, I like would love to delve into like the ending, but I'm yeah, not going to, no, no, I'm no, not going no. to, but there are scenes that make that there are scenes where Oscar Isaac makes you laugh. There are scenes where you like hate characters. There are chilling scenes that fucking like rock you to your core. Like, holy shit. Like there were times where like my heart was racing and I was just like, I cannot believe I am watching this. And I can't believe that the director fucking pulled this off. And then I'm feeling exactly the way I should be feeling about this scene. This scene is that fucked up. And this all happens in like five rooms. Like, yeah, like it's right. like, it's like watching a play. Right. Like wow, it, that's there's, cool. there's no action set pieces. Yeah. There's no, this just, this could be on, on a stage, on a play. Right. It's, it's amazing. So, I'm oh, sorry. Does this give you any desire to read the comics? Like to go check that out? The, this is, is this based off a comic book series? I thought this was Ex Machina based off of Brian K. Vaughn's Ex Machina. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that the, it's a direct translation. Really, I don't. I don't believe so. It doesn't have any. It doesn't owe any credit to it. Uh, there, there might be some inspiration there, but I, I didn't, I didn't see him in any huh. of the credits. It's just the name is such a unique name. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't see him in any of the credits. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was based off of Brian K. Vaughn's work. I didn't see anything like based on the work of. Yeah, Brian I, K. Vaughn. I don't believe so. Yeah, I trust you guys, but I'm just yeah. like I said, it's such a unique name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anything director Alex Garland writes or directs in the future, I am there for this. Yeah. I, had no, I don't know if I've seen any of his other work though, but um, this was absolutely phenomenal. What Star Wars no, anthology no, no. movie would you have him do? Oh, Garland. Garland. oh um, what in Star Wars anthology? Yeah, if, if he could get a Star Wars anthology gig, what would you think his best subject matter in that universe would be? Hmm. Right, direct a Star Wars movie. We lost could Frank. You, this could guy you, gets the job. Could What's you look up what Garland's done? Because it's on the tip of my tongue. I know there's a couple really great movies he's done. Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland. I'm just <laughs> What's the first name again? Alex. Alex Garland. Oh, it's killing me. What was it? Um, uh, 
this is great podcasting right now. No, oh, no, yeah. no. Oh, I'm we, sorry. Oh, we did Dread. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say it's like uh, Dread. Well, uh, and that's uh, another Tupperware for me. Yeah, that was yeah. my. Second favorite comic book uh, movie in 2013. It was killing me. I'm like, I know it's right there. It's one that we all liked. <laughs> yeah, I love Dread. And Dread only took place in like it felt like a few rooms mm-hmm. because it was in that building. Oh, in that building, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I, I would like to see him direct a my one of my favorite parts of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, all centered around Jabba's palace. There you go. That would be amazing. There you go. He also wrote 28 Days Later, the first one. There we go. Which I love, too. I love that movie. Yeah, um, yeah that was, like, my, I think my first introduction to, like, the European zombies, mm-hmm. like, where they move off The running zombie. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God, they're running. Yeah, I would love to see him do a Tales of Jabba's Palace. Nice. All right, let's move on. So, Tupperware the fuck, Jake, you need to watch this movie. I I'm think on to. that app I gave you, you can watch it on your phone. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, if one of those existed. <laughs> if you'd like to know what we're talking about. Stay tuned for the Supergirl review. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, let's move on uh, to our next movie. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, it's a Disney movie. It stars George Clooney and uh, other people. I have no idea <laughs> who else is House. in House. House was in it. Oh, yeah. Hugh Laurie from House <laughs> is in this. So, yeah. What are you pointing at before there, Dave? <laughs> That's funny. Anybody got the synopsis for Tomorrowland? I don't even know how to describe this thing. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Written, right. written by two of my favorite people. I love Brad Bird, man. I love Damon Lindelof. There you go. All right, let's talk about it and rate it. Uh, who wants to rate this bad boy first? Jake. Oh, talk to me, Chief. Yeah, I am tossing the shit out of this movie. Really? I fucking hated it. Oh my god, I was so bored, and then it's and then it's making me feel bad because I may have liked post-apocalyptic fiction or video games at some point in my life, and I'm the cause of the. <sighs> Oh my god, shoot myself in the fucking face. If I'm a parent and I'm taking my kids to this movie thinking I'm taking them to see this like fantastical, fun, Disney, Brad Bird adventure movie, and then they're shoving this shit down my kids' throats, I am one pissed off motherfucking parent. I don't think I've ever tossed a movie on this show more than I tossed Tomorrowland. Wow. I can't think of a worse movie I've ever watched for the sake of this show. <laughs> wow. I was just blown away by how much I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Worse than Man of Steel. I would watch Man of Steel a hundred times in a row before watching this movie one more time. Wow. I am fucking, I am out. Oh, wow. I mean, they showed, the trailers are just, talk about, you think Age of Ultron has deceiving fucking trailers. Yeah. yeah. This movie fucking hits you with the super whammy. Right. I mean, you really do think you're getting ready to see, like, a, you know, a good time popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. And then it just smacks you all over the face with this heady bullshit. And it's like, <laughs> I've never, not since Matrix 2 have I seen a movie literally have to time out the fucking action to deliver fucking 10 minutes of just nothing but exposition. I mean, every eight-year-old in the theater had to be rolling his eyes, not even fucking knowing what's going on anymore. I mean, this, oh, this movie was terrible. Oh, please don't Tupperware this movie, you guys. I'll pull my hair out if I had any. (laughs) Dave, honest rating, what is your rating? Well, um, when you go into a Disney film, and I mean like a straight-up Walt Disney film. You have to understand, you're getting a commercial by the mouse. You're getting a big, just, 
you know, when you wish upon a star, you know, it's it doesn't need a factual heavy premise. Well, look at the Tom Hanks, Mary Poppins movie that was like not even close to what really happened. Well, and I mean, like literally, your your whole the whole plot is wrapped around a pin. You know, like that. It's it's a it's a heavy. It's a very heavy movie to pin your whole premise on a pin. Yes. Okay. But think of big Tom Hanks movies mm-hmm. included. You know, the the whole premise was based on a, a carnival game. You know, it's it's not it's not out of character to see movies that are heavily based around one simple little thing. The Big Lebowski based on a rug. Yeah. So um if you're going into this hoping for a cohesive narrative, you're not going to find it. Okay, it is um, the the it it delivers promise of whimsy. Um, I really identified with George Clooney's character. Like I feel like I understand that character. That that was the only character in the whole movie I understood. Don't get me wrong, but when you when it goes into how he he wanted to to create this rocket pack and he believed in all this and now he doesn't and he's cynical and jaded. I totally get that. Yeah. So, um, I have to say that this movie was a very low tasted because I felt like they like, why it wasn't a toss it. Damn was, it I wanted to have a toss it party. You know why it wasn't, <laughs> you know why it wasn't a toss it. The scene on top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. That's why it wasn't a toss-it. Because I was like, in that scene, it grabbed me. I was there. Uh, th- what they were going for, they had me at that scene. All right, next. It is a very low taste-it because I it totally grabbed me on that scene, and I cannot toss the movie. When he said low, ta- low taste-it, I was thinking like, Dave, there wasn't any musicals in this fucking movie. <laughs> no. That's the only reason. No, I just I couldn't toss it because I really loved that scene. And you you start dropping Tesla type theory and yeah, stuff in yeah, any yeah, movie, yeah. I, I'll give it a shot. To be fair, I, it wasn't until the second half of this movie that I developed my pure hatred of it. Okay, in my toss it rating. That's exactly where I'm going with this. Okay. I, mine is not as strong as Jake's, and it, mine's a taste it. Because it, it was it was that first half of the movie. I loved it. I loved where this was going. When it, I was rolling my eyes during that, that oh, whole Hugh Laurie speech. It was too much. My God, I was just like, "Nah, come on, let's don't." Why'd you have to go that route? And I was rolling my eyes there. That, and I was actually being taken out of the movie actually before that too. There were other things that were taking me out of it. Where I'm just like, "Come on, let's move the story along." What happened to like? It felt like. Uh, there's there's parts like where she was touching the pin and going into Tomorrowland and watching like those kids about to board that shuttle where I was like I'm watching this I, they're totally ripping it off but I'm buying it I, I'm watching the science version of Harry Potter <laughs> yeah I thought science version of Harry Potter yeah. too science especially with the Eiffel Tower stuff like stuff happening in the real yes. world that other people didn't know was yes. there yes yeah yeah and I was like I'm I said I know they're totally ripping this off of J.K. Rowling and everything Harry Potter and making it science Potter but I'm buying it and I'm loving it and then somewhere in the movie. It's almost like they got a different director in there and all that fun stuff that I was really enjoying, like, you know, like uh, uh, Rocketeer Clooney and all this stuff. I said Rocketeer Clooney too. It went away and I'm watching a different movie 
And then I was just like, Brian, you're not liking this movie anymore. It's not as fun as it was when it first started. No, it was the opposite of fun. Yeah, I'm like, I'm tasting this. Yeah, it was like that point in the vacation to Disneyland where you realize how much money you've spent and how much... (laughs) How much time you've got left and how much more you're about to spend, it was that moment of realization. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Oh, man, that, that Hugh Laurie speech, like, yeah. when it happened, I was like, yeah. I think that just ruined the whole fucking movie for I me. I can see that. And there were so many things in there that were just completely unanswered. Like, why, as a kid, was he going to show off his rocket pack at the the World's Fair that he yeah. knew didn't work? Yeah. Like, what? And you guys yeah. said something during, Brian said it during, I forget who said it, but during the Ex Machina review about how that movie brought you with it and you learned it's like, you weren't like anticipating the twist. You were right. just getting them when you got them. Yeah. And this movie was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you all were sitting there going, "What? what's the little android um, girl's name? What's, oh, what's, yeah. What was her name in the film, Dave? I don't Athena. Even, yeah, Athena. I, I, it's Athena. like Athne or something. If, I, yeah, if, 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 if any Athena. one of you weren't ten steps ahead of that storyline and knew she was going to die saving Clooney, then sure. I'm ashamed of all of you. And I know it's I know it's Disney and everything, but I'm a huge fan of many of Disney movies. Yeah, and this is not one of them. You know, and, and it had such a great start. And I mean, even when you got to Tomorrowland, I kept thinking to myself, like, they're not going to be able to show me anything that's going to, you know, blow me away in this. Like, all the future stuff. Yeah, Back to the Future 2 did that for me when I was fucking 12, 13. I'm not going to get blown away by any of the future stuff. And then I saw kids diving into those swimming pools that are hovering. And mm. I was just like, that is awesome. Those anti-gravity pools or whatever that was. I thought, that was cool. And then, uh, you know, and that was very, like, Harry potter Esque yeah. science shit right there, and I was just like, "This is cool." Keep showing me more of that kind of stuff. Keep, yeah, keep showing me some cool Tomorrowland stuff. More like, Tomorrowland, the, less the, Sorrowland. Exactly. Well, okay, but it's going to be Sorrowland when all these kids watch this movie and then they get to Florida and realize that there are no floating pools, there are no rocket pads, there's no su- flying subway snake. Yeah, yeah. no eight year old is walking out of this movie wanting. Tomorrowland toys or to go to Disney World after it, I don't think. I, I don't know, man. I, I really think kids won't even like this movie. I really thought it was terrible. I, I, maybe teenagers, but I, young kids are going to be bored as shit during this, in my opinion. After those first half an hour, it, yeah. I don't think there's much there for young kids anymore. It had a great start, in my opinion, and then just took a nosedive. What are we doing here? Well, are we yeah, taking calls? <laughs> no, I don't know what's going on. My ringer's off and it's talking. <laughs> you got Siri on that thing? No, it's like a, the dumbest of dumb phones. <laughs> Maybe Ava hacked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's it's a shitty time for it to do it, so it's probably Athena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad Bird and Damon Lynch. You'll remember <laughs> my name, asshole. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, no tossing party, but... That's okay. Yeah, there's I'm, no Tupperware mixed in there. No, no, oh, no. Man, this was awful. Yeah, you know... It, it was almost awful for me. Well, it's so awful that because it was like it had so much promise at the beginning, uh-huh. and then they just, like you said, Jake, they just slap you in the face at the end. I was trying to explain to my coworker about, like, the whole thing, and I'm like, so basically they say that they were sending subliminal messages about the end of the world 
to the people in the past, but mm-hmm. instead of heeding those warnings or even seeing them as warnings, that's where a lot of the conceits for a lot of popular post-apocalyptic fiction and video games and comics came from. Mm-hmm. And basically, you're a giant Earth-destroying asshole if you enjoyed any of that stuff. Oh, so, God, that message pissed me off. I was like, basically, and I'm not one to stand up for Walking Dead fans very often, but I was like, oh, man, I feel terrible for Walking Dead fans. This movie's basically telling them they're a bunch of fucking world-destroying assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> any anyone that's enjoyed a Resident Evil game or enjoyed Stephen King's The Stand is basically a... Yeah, big, my response to that is... Brains. Yeah. <laughs> this message was just, it was so heavy handed and not yeah. fun. Yeah, I thought the science in this was actually worse than in Interstellar. So, oh, it was way I know, I know, worse. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. everybody loves Interstellar. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, final thing. I think we'll move on from Tomorrowland. Uh, can I just say one more time how much this movie fucking? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's what's funny about Jake is like. You know, you Tupperware at Age of Ultron. Yeah. But man, it's like people probably were wondering, like, why isn't Jake sticking up for Age of Ultron when I was just kind of like tossing it the whole time? Yeah. And it's, I figured it out. It's because Jake has so much respect for people when they toss something. Because you love yeah, tossing yeah, things. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, it's like Jake doesn't, you're being torn. You know what I mean? <laughs> By two sides. It, and, and so it's like Jake's like you know I love this movie, but on the other hand, I have a deep respect for people that toss things because I love to toss things. <laughs> yes, so yes. Jake was kind of torn. He felt like you know I definitely wasn't <laughs> upset. Like, right. I wasn't one of those listeners that's like, right. oh, how is he tossing this? Right. I was like, oh yeah, I can get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Jake views tossing as an art form. Yeah, I Tupperware it. I think I joined in on yeah. more tossing during that yeah. podcast. Yeah. Than I, did. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh did. yeah, I mean, I Tupperware. It, but I'm not missing out on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The final thing we're going to talk about uh, for Good Pop, Bad Pop, <laughs> then we're going to break and then come back and do news, uh, is the Flash finale. Uh, Dave, join me. You, you've ta- you watched the Flash finale. Oh, yeah. All right. Flash finale. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the Flash finale? Oh, man. I'm already breaking. I'm going to text a little bit. Okay. <laughs> 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 My sound will be down though, Dave. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I was, I was going to, I, I was, I was a little underwhelmed by the lead up to it because I didn't want to see Harrison be defeated. I thought he was going to be a big, long, super, big bad for a long time. So, um, I was not really excited about the finale, to tell you the truth. Really? Yeah. I was like, what, you didn't care for the, uh, Robbie Amell wedding scene? Yeah. You that know, didn't really do anything I, I, for I you? Thought, I thought, I was like, well, you know, he's, he's already inside. Maybe they're going to oh. lead up to Legends of Tomorrow. All right. Spoilers you know, for the Flash. You know, so. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Spoilers for the Flash, uh, finale. Yeah, you you mentioned that Har- Harrison's not dead. Harrison Wells is not dead. Harrison Wells is coming back. Because we had the whole talk between um, Cisco and Reverse Flash, and he said something about you have powers too, and he mentioned vibrations. So Cisco will become the superhero known as Vibe, and I believe that there's going to be an alternate universe version of Harrison Wells' Reverse Flash, and Cisco himself will be responsible for bringing. Reverse Flash back into the show. 
Nice. I, I always loved the vibe character. And the New 52 vibe was hilarious. Like a great, great, great uh, series that didn't really last as long as it should have just because the old version was such a punchline. Vibe's cool now. I always thought of Vibe as bad stereotyping oh, at its he, worst. He, <laughs> he was. He really, really was. But the new 52 like, version of it was great. Like worse than original Luke Cage. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> the, the old Justice League Detroit version? Yes. Yeah, really bad. But uh, the the new version was, was a hoot. It was a lot of fun. Well, they had to make him join the Justice League. And then Justice League and uh, uh, was Justice, Justice League, League of America, America. the one specifically then, designed yeah, to bring down the Justice exactly. League. Exactly. And that was headed by Mar- Martian Manhunter. And in he the was 52. he was designed to take out yeah. the Flash. And then hmm. they actually had to call the comic book Justice League of America's Vibe. Oh, so. Gosh, that's a terrible name. But <laughs> I think Cisco will bring back Reverse Flash. He's not gone. What now. can't Cisco do? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, but we didn't, you know, we didn't. He, know. No, he invented a time machine in this one. Remember that? Right. We didn't. We didn't know that uh, that that Harrison would be erased in oh, this one. In this you know? one, sure. Uh, so I just knew he was sitting in a box, and I uh, I have to say I loved the the shout out to Jay Garrick. Mm-hmm. That was great. That I, I stood up in my seat because I thought Jay was coming. Right. So. I loved that. I really liked that when he finally was running through time, when he, when he, when he broke the time barrier and the stuff he saw in mm-hmm. the Speed Force. I thought that was a ballsy choice. We saw Killer Frost. That was fucking awesome. Jay Garrick, the Golden Age Flash, right? For people, is that- well, at one point they're mm-hmm. opening up this time singularity, and Jay Garrick's fucking helmet, helmet comes through, and Harrison Wellens goes, "Well, that means I need to be going." Like, <laughs> that was cool. It was, it was great. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. Um, so I liked when he saw his future self, and the future self waved him off. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought there were little moments that were phenomenal, but. Um, all in all, it was it was just a taste it for me. I disagree. It was a Tupperware episode. Yeah, I, it was a taste it. I loved it. I, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's shit that I just I didn't like. You know, uh, Cisco. He, he's my main issue with this yep, whole absolutely. fucking series. Absolutely, Cisco is just a fucking worthless character in this <laughs> fucking universe. Yes, and that with the whole big scene of like, oh, you really you're going to turn him into Vibe? I dig Vibe. New Fifty Two Vibe's awesome, and you're yeah. going to piss all over Vibe with Cisco. Yeah, uh, but uh, and then the whole uh, the 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 whole Robbie Amell Firestorm yep. wedding. I thought that was stupid. Yep. Like she is so into him, and like he's just like yeah, and, like he said, she says I love you, and like. He doesn't say it back. Right. And I just thought it was a lame-ass wedding. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I had a lot of fun with this one. I couldn't understand while, you know, while uh, Barry was in the Speed Force and he's, and he's looking at everything, Harrison's still talking to him uh-huh. and he can hear him. I didn't understand right. that. It didn't make sense. I didn't understand. I, that. I, I thought I thought it took away from the imagery that mm-hmm. was going on in the Speed right, Force. Right, right. You know, I think Barry would be able to figure this out himself unless, unless it was just kind of like, you know um, – well, that's the whole point Reverse of what Flash he, being able to see this and having having a dialogue with himself. No, it, it was it the did. whole point of why he was doing it was to go save his mother. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell him focus on saving your mother. Right. It was, it was, it was like it was like they thought the audience was that stupid right. that they had to explain it. Yeah, the, and then and then the saying, you know, oh no, he's being erased. Mm-hmm. Like no shit. Is that what's going on? Right. And 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 Eddie shooting himself. Like okay. 
Think of every, like, okay, now if Eobard is gone now, mm-hmm. think of everything Eobard's done. Eobard just got erased. Right. Like, okay, he's been alive for what? As Harrison Wells for sure. 25, 30 years? Yeah, and they already talked about how if Barry did this thing, like, nobody would remember. Right. So their whole theory of this time travel and how it's it reacts totally in wrong. this universe is totally wrong. Right. So now Barry should be kicking himself and realizing, holy shit, I could have saved my mother and nothing would have changed. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just... You're absolutely right. I, 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 somebody, it, like, seriously, like, everybody, does everybody need to seriously talk to James Cameron before they do a time travel movie or Robert Zemeckis or something? There, there were things about it that I loved. Mm-hmm. and But there were things about it that I really hated. You're still, so yeah. that makes it a taste. Is he talking you out of your Tupperware? No, no. I still had a lot of fun watching this. Yeah. No, but the points that he's making... I, he's not He's not going to argue with me that my taste it is wrong. Exactly. You have every right. I had a lot of fun watching this, and it, it's not taking away from my, my, my experience of watching the show. I can't wait to see her killer frost. But I cannot dispute your thoughts. <laughs> I can't wait, really, like, just the flash of killer frost, like, ugh, I cannot wait for that. No, really, dude. <laughs> is the killer frost attractive? Was that? Enough? Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah, killer frost in the comics, not so hot. The killer frost that we saw a flash of? Ironically, let's hear the noise again. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to sound like Natalie Dormer while I do it? Yeah. Don't make me play it again. <laughs> the listeners has had enough for this week. Yeah, I kind of want to hear it again. We'll, we'll listen to it a few I'll, more well, times. Hey, 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 after we pause here, we can listen to. I it want to make it my phone ringer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So what we're gonna do right now is uh, we're gonna take a pause. We'll be back and we'll go over news. All right, hey, welcome back. It is time now for the Pop Culture Leftovers News. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, I think that's taking a back seat as far as, like, the bumpers go. I think, Dave, I think I think yours is, like, up there now, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it again next episode. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to wait till next episode? <laughs> I, I didn't get my entrance music this time, so I I I I was uh, suspended from my entrance music. So I gotta I gotta make sure that uh, I'm 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 up to speed again and up to snuff for my Macho Man next episode. We're laying down all kinds of new rules for Dave this episode. <laughs> How many downloads are we at, Dave? I don't know. I don't check those sorts God. of things. Anyway. <sighs> All right, news. Before martial artist turned actor Bruce Lee died, he was writing a new show that was called Warrior. He never got to see his work come to life on the screen. Now, director Justin Lin from The Fast and Furious, as well as the uh, series True Detective, is developing the show based on his writing and concepts for Cinemax. Deadline says that the show is a visceral crime drama that traces the path of a gifted but morally corrupt fighter thrown into crisis after a lifelong quest for vengeance is undermined. It's written by Jonathan Trooper, who is the co-creator of the Cinemax series Banshee, which I hear Banshee. I've been hearing a lot of good things about Banshee, which I have never seen. I think... That's one of those shows that I need to put on my list. I've heard buzz about it, too. Yeah. Now, is this the same Fast and Furious director set to helm the Star Trek movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, um, the one that you kind of shit on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I still shit on him. Yeah, of course you do. (laughs) That's what it does. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) 
<sighs> so yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I, I you know, it, it, it's just it's it's sad that it's of course it can't be Bruce Lee, and I don't know who they're going to have in this that's going to really, you know. This is interesting. This is the first I heard that they were resurrecting this. Mm-hmm. So maybe Tony Jaa will come over and uh, break through into the American market. How great would that be? Well, I mean, we we've seen Tony Jaa in. Fast and Furious films, but not get that. See, the thing is, I'm just worried about with him. I'm not worried about like his choreography and shit like that. He's amazing. I'm just worried about his English. It's not as strong. Yeah, but he's had to have been working on it because well, sure. there's got to be people who are like, "Come on, buddy, get up to speed. Let's do this." Right. Oh no, I totally agree. But yeah, I mean, can he hold a whole series? I mean, people. Fuck. I mean, people are worried, Dave. People are worried about. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa, and I mean, he does speak the language. They're worried about him holding an entire movie, you know. But I mean, every once in a while, you'll have one of these actors that's not like you know born in America and not 100 percent you know great with the language, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger who just takes it to the next level. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'd love to see Tony Jaa do this because like he's like the closest thing to Bruce Lee. In my Absolutely. Opinion. Man, you ever watch those old Bruce Lee videos? Not, I'm not talking about just the – I've watched the movies. You know, I love the movies. You know, uh, what's the one where he's fighting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Was that Enter the Dragon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I, the same one where he fights um, Jackie Chan too, right? I don't remember Because they're both, on, they're both like on different parts of the floor or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't remember Jackie Chan being in the movie. Yeah, I thought I thought he fought Jackie Chan in that Yeah, but there's movie. different levels, yeah. yeah. I thought – I'm sure Jackie Chan was one of those levels. Um, but um, – do you ever watch like the old videos where he does like the push-ups on his fingers? I've seen, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then um, you ever see the one where they throw the matches? Yeah, when people don't say they don't believe in magic, uh-huh. I, I tell them you should watch more about Bruce Lee. I tell them to watch old Lakers because Magic Johnson was amazing <laughs> back in the day. No, I mean, the, dude, the dude was tapped into something intense. Yeah, they would throw matches at him, and he would use the nunchucks and be able to light them in midair using nunchucks. Holy Fucking shit. Fucking amazing. I mean – you got to watch some of these, not the, just the movies, these like these fucking videos. The demonstrations he would do are just, you'll be looking at him and you're like, this can't be real. But it was. Oh, man. A yeah. couple, couple people on Periscope are saying they should keep this series dead. Keep it dead? Yeah, not try to resurrect this series. Yeah. Not, they're not going to do it justice. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a valid point. I mean, it, without like the visionary behind it, yeah, in a way I can see that. I don't know if anybody could do that justice the way that you know Bruce Lee would have. I agree with that. So that makes perfect sense. All right, we're gonna move on. That's all I got for news. Unless you guys had something. Uh, I saw that there was a. Uh, you guys familiar randomly? Uh, the Crow remake. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I saw there's a casting of Top Dollar. No. Top Dollar was the character that was the long-haired gentleman who was the head of all of the crime people on Devil's Night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But now we're getting a female Top Dollar in the I new one. I didn't see that. Um, the young lady who's going to be playing Top Dollar is I'm trying to think what else she's been in. She's very pale, long red hair. Um, Brave? Uh, I'm kidding. That's the cartoon. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember um, what her name is. Fascinating news here. No, no, yeah. no, no. I, I'm glad that you I, very I, well prepared. Normal, no, normally I'm just uh, I'm just reminding you of the the news stuff. 
Um, no, I saw this article. I just didn't add it to my news. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm so into anything crow related sure. that it just grabbed my attention. Are you excited about Luke Evans being the crow? No, oh, yeah. He was amazing in Boardwalk Empire. And like, remember, remember when I was telling you guys, no, 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 don't worry. This Charlie Cox guy, he's good. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He killed it. Well, realistically, Dave, I mean, realistically, just let's 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 talk about this. Is he going to be better than Brandon Lee? I mean, why do a fucking crow reboot if it's not going to be as good or better than the original? I agree. I okay, agree. why do it? So is Luke Evans, Mr. Dracula Untold himself, which I gave it a taste it, which is probably generous. Okay? Um should should this movie even be happening? Honestly, the studio, this has been in like post-production, it's been in production hell for so long. The studio is just going forward with this because they've sunk so much goddamn money in it. That is not a good sign. And I'm not really thinking this movie's going to like reinvent the fucking wheel here. Come well, on. given given anything that's come post the original, mm-hmm. that would definitely be a safe uh, way to look at things. Like, no, I know, keep those I, expectations but, oh, low, boys. I know, but, but see, this is why it's an, this is why it's an interesting conversation because i'm not comparing we're comparing brandon lee to luke evans we're not comparing brandon lee to edward furlong i mean so that's what makes this an interesting comparison because luke evans is a is is a pretty good actor in my opinion Mm -hmm. so i want to know do you think there's any hope that this could be better than the original because why make it if it can't be no you're you you got lightning in a bottle in yeah. that original performance. I got a couple of people telling me that Luke Evans has dropped out of this project recently. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, who hasn't? Bradley Cooper was yeah. once attached to this thing? I'm going to say, I believe the current yeah. guy working on it is the gentleman from Boardwalk Empire. The, did you watch Boardwalk Empire? No. no There's a no. gentleman who plays the right-hand man of Nucky's adopted son. Uh-huh. He has half of his face blown off in World War Two or No, World War One, And... He, I believe, is the character who is going to be playing the crow. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, Bradley Cooper was one time attached to this thing. And then they've had so many different names attached to this thing. And now, oh my gosh, yeah, Luke Evans dropped out. This is is not good. They say this new guy is the same guy playing Ben-Hur, the guy from Boardwalk Empire. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he was attached to Ben-Hur. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. I, I have I have high hopes for it that are totally not founded in any sort of reality. Okay, so it's kind of like me with Terminator. Yes, yes. I love Terminator. Yeah, I love I'm the always crow. looking at the bright side and like hoping that we're going to get another good Terminator movie. Right, and I and I'm looking at it like how in the world you know when you have to say oh don't worry we've got more big reveals don't worry yeah. you know that just makes me say I don't even want to go see this bullshit. Why don't they do a female crow movie? Yeah, I forget making that other character female. Why not? Why don't we have Tatiana Maslany as the female crow? Oh, man, you just blew my mind Thank with that. you. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be great. Wouldn't it? Oh, she could play split personalities within the personality. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely, just flip man. into total freaky mode. Ronda Rousey could be one of the bad guys. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> you heard it here. Tatiana Maslany as the crow. Make it happen, Hollywood. That's a crow remake I would actually give a shit about. Me too. Remember, remember the guy who was always going, fire it up, fire it up. That'd yeah. be Ronda Rousey. That'd be great. <laughs> That's funny. Skank. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I don't Skank, know. Skank's dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Ronda Rousey, we want you to play a character named Skank. 
<laughs> no, really, I'm your agent. Stop hitting me. <laughs> stop it, stop it. It's a script. Stop. All right, we're going to move on to DC News. Unless Dave has some more uh, well-prepared news segments. <laughs> I have a giant stack of comic books. <laughs> I read a book, goddammit. A whole book. Yes, you did. You did. You did. But it's still killing air. Unforgivable. Yeah. Right. Uh, my printer will be working as of next episode. All right, guys. There's an actress, and she's going to be in the new Crow movie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's this broad that's going to be playing the block. We still know. We still know. Why do I sound like the Vlasic Pickle Store? This, <laughs> this, this movie's going to be horrible now that I got these broads yeah. playing all the characters. Oh, man. What do you think these skirts are going to overlook Brandon Lee? Oh, come I feel, on. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Agent Carter. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe this is like Boardwalk Empire right here. Yeah. I've been watching Mad Men too much. Uh, so. <laughs> all right, guys. Moving on. El Miambe from Let's Tina Review was on the Shanalan on Batman podcast and claimed that Doomsday, we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. I didn't know that the, like this was as big of a deal as it is, but Doomsday will in fact be in the film. Lex Luthor will be the primary antagonist, but it's actually Doomsday that will be the muscle in the film. Comicbook.com back in January reported that Doomsday will be in the film and that his origin is quite different from the comic. Wow. Here's what they said back in January about his film origin. The villain seems to be the key to the DC Cinematic Universe going forward. His corpse is stolen or perhaps just acquired given his military contacts in most versions of the modern mythology, by Lex Luthor and experimented on, presumably in the hopes of finding a weakness to exploit against Superman. In the course of his experimenting, we've been told that he triggers the doomsday genome, causing the corpse to reanimate as the mindless killing machine at the center of the death of Superman. Doomsday rumors have been omnipresent for months, and while it seems like a waste to use the character and not do the death of Superman story, there are some obvious upsides to his inclusion, not least of which is that there are very few villains who can be a physical menace to Superman, and many of those are likely characters they'd like to dedicate a full film to in the future. They're here for you, Dave. You're right. Nice. Doomsday is essentially one long fight scene incarnate. So if they can blow audiences away with that scene, why not? Uh, That sounds terrible. Once he's Doomsday, of course, it's likely that Zod's body will take on the appearance of Doomsday. And from that point on, he could be anybody. Another actor could do the heavy lifting or even a stunt performer, none of whom would necessarily have been recognizable on set, whereas any extended period of time that Zod spent would have been noted. Meanwhile, Shannon could have done whatever mocap wasn't already cataloged from Man of Steel on a close set, even far away from the action if needed. If they decided that it would be him to do Doomsday. And there are some rumors that Doomsday is going to be a combination of both practical effects and CGI. Um, I mean, this just goes against everything we predicted. Yeah. Basically. And El Miyambi, he then goes on to say, you know, that the, the tell me do you bleed portion mm-hmm. of Batman v Superman footage is actually a dream sequence. Oh my gosh. So, guys, um, what are you thinking about this as far as um, them straying away from the comic book origin where he's like 
isn't the comic book origin like he was created by a scientist on Krypton and uh, he he's like an ancient he's also almost like an ancient being. Okay, the uh, they they're in the new fifty two. I'm talking uh, about pre fifty two. Right. Well, but here's the thing: in the new fifty two, Doomsday is a basically a nanotech sentient sort of like virus that infects Superman and doomsdays him dooms, like doomsdays him out okay. where he's like doomsday Superman. Um, he makes these like death spores that turn people into doomsday. Um, okay. Remember the conceit of man of steel where Zod wanted the genome. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if the, where, where was the genome when last we saw it in the movie? Do we know? I was asleep. Well, but you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if they're going with the whole, maybe Zod got a hold of it. Maybe are maybe- you talking about? Are you talking about the uh, what do they call that? The Codex? Yes, the Codex is in Superman. Okay, so what if what if there is some sort of uh, security that gets activated for the Codex? Some sort of Kryptonian security, or possibly some sort of device that. Zod had as a fail-safe to seek out the Codex. That's why it would be after Superman. And so it reanimates his body, turning him into the thing that's going to rip the Codex right out of Superman. I just don't want any of this in Batman v Superman. It just seems – it really does seem like – It seems like this should be part of a Man of Steel movie. That's too big of a Superman versus Doomsday. If that's truly going to happen, like a huge epic fight between the two, that seems like it would be the action climax. Of, and I, and of I the don't movie. think Dave's disagreeing with you. I think Dave's no, just coming either. up with theories. Well, at this and point. maybe maybe they're incorrect. Maybe they're starting to film Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. and they're they're getting their wires crossed because that seems like way more of a Dawn of Justice type storyline. Because you've got Batman versus Superman right there, and you could. You have I'm a very reason. confused, David. Dawn of Justice and Batman v Superman are the same movie. Well, but what, what's he's thinking of? You're thinking of Justice League. Yeah. Right? What's what's oh, it le- sorry, what's it what's it leading up to? You know, like what what unites them all? This might be the thing that comes in at the end that that unites them all. We thought it was the fight between the two of them that unites them. Maybe this thing manifests itself near the end of the movie and that's what brings in all the big powers so the final action sequence will be batman and superman versus having to come together over this nasty thing that has made them put their differences aside seems like a big waste of doomsday when you could have that movie based off the most popular superman arc ever created but uh who am i who am i this goes back to x-men onslaught yeah you know i mean just taking like uh you know, Superman Doomsday and just totally, you know, flipping the story on its head, yeah. and getting a different story, but sounds like a much... I just don't want that story to happen in Batman v Superman. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, hear but it, 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 we've, we've surmised that they're going to fight and duke it out and at some point decide they have to put aside their differences, and that sounds like a f- plausible thing to make someone put aside their differences. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, it, it does. I, I just... I. I I understand like your theory and, and where you're going with it, but I'm I'm gonna agree with Jake one hundred percent. Like it this just needs to be Doomsday just needs to be left out of this film. Yeah, that's too much meat for the sandwich. It 
Right. It's just not good. Even like what brings them together at the end, I think I think that's all kind of organic to this story already, in my opinion. You're having um, the, the, the story, the theme is already played out in the trailer that Superman is big enough to have Aquaman and Wonder Woman brought out into the open. I mean, false yeah. god. I mean, that. I think he himself is big enough. You don't have to have Doomsday. Um, but you're saying that you have to have some big bad bring them all together. Why not have, pick somebody else? I just, you know what I mean? Yeah, whoever. Yeah. Well, yeah. but we were, th- we were thinking about Darkseid, but... Darkseid's going to seem real redundant after we've seen Thanos. so much Thanos. I, I agree with that, but like, let's do Brainiac. Let's do something else. Let's leave Doomsday for a Man of Steel movie. Or even just Lex <clears throat> gone just berserk or anything, yeah. but Doomsday as like a side a side dish in this movie. Yeah, just yeah. Like, they're saying that, that Lex is the primary antagonist, and they kind of compared it to like, um, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin and... Uh, uh, and Vader, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, I don't know. All right, since we were briefly talking, at least, at least Paul Giamatti isn't playing Doomsday. Yeah. No. <laughs> the sad thing is, is, I normally love Paul Giamatti. Right, but it's just ever, ever ever since I saw ever since I saw him as Rhino, man. Anytime he shows up in a movie, I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you, Paul Giamatti. Another sad thing is, is Paul Giamatti claims he loves that character. Yeah, right. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> his favorite character. That's, that's why I hate him because I'm like, man, what? Why? Why would you do that to your favorite fucking character? I have favorite characters too, but I don't aspire to ruin them by being <laughs> them in movies. All right, we want you to grunt like you've got a bunch of potato chips in your mouth. <laughs> Once a public stop. Yeah, the the more we hear about it, the more they're just like, let's just throw this shit all at the wall and see what sticks. Is yeah. really what it sounds like. Yeah, but these are all rumors. Let's not fucking uh, flip out before we see the movie. I get scared when it comes from Latino Review. I do too. I do too. But they've been wrong before. I, I know. I, the I track mean, record's good though. Their track record's good, but I'm telling you, like when it comes to this latest Star Wars news that's coming out, making StarWars.net is killing it, and El, and El Miambe and, and these guys have been wrong. So True. let's True hope enough. that they don't have their ear too close to the ground when it comes to Batman v Superman, because I didn't like any of what I just read. Uh, since we are talking, you know, talking about Lex Luthor, JoeBlow.com um, has rumors that Jesse Eisenberg's film version of Lex, uh, he will be wearing the purple and green war suit from the comics. Yeah! Awesome! That is awesome. That's their rumor. Claiming that they've heard this from a trusted and reliable source. Uh, according to Joe Blow, the war suit will be very much like the many variations we've seen in the past and will obviously fit the style and look of the film uh, you know, it's so as far as like you know, <laughs> Superman suit. It's not like the bright blue that we're accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, it's more of the. It'll be darker. very dark toned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. We needed some good news for this shit. So that's that's the rumor there. Uh, I think it'd be hilarious for Lex to show up in this universe with a, not a dark tone. <laughs> like, like, just, like, I had the Joker paint this for me. Yeah, he's the only <laughs> bright character. In the, yeah. I think just the irony of that would be hilarious yeah. to me. That would be awesome. Now, do you think um, – oh, what was I going to say? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, like, I think that would be enough. Like, you don't need to have, like, that whole doomsday 
no. like tees at the end or whatever. You could just have like you could have Jesse Eisenberg wearing this fucking suit at the end, and I'd just be stoked for that. Yeah, if, I mean, if this movie clocks in at three hours, and it's because they've got forty five minutes of this doomsday stuff mm-hmm. like pouched in there, oh, I'm gonna be so upset. Yeah. Ugh. El Miambe, uh, yeah. So you guys are you guys are kind of Tupperware in that idea. Shit, yeah, love it. <laughs> Give me that loud and green fucking power armor. What do you think would ma- What do you think like would make him you know do that suit? Do you think like his dreams of being the president are shattered at that point, or do you you know what I mean? Or maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe he's looked upon by the hero of the public by making that suit to go take Superman down with. That's that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, he's always got his face showing front yeah. and center. Oh, that's, yeah, absolutely. That supports Jake's theory. I still have that figure. Cool, at man. At home. <laughs> I've got Somewhere. The, I've got the Lego version of it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite Legos. I've got him holding Wonder Woman ready to drop her right now. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, El Miambe from Latino Review also posted this rumor on Instagram about Wonder Woman in the upcoming films. In Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman is old, very old. In the movie, there are pictures of her that date hundreds of years. So this falls in line with the rumors that we heard that the Wonder Woman movies, one is going to be based in World War One, the second one is going to be based in World War Two, all leading up to you know her in the Justice League. Hmm. Um, now uh, it's <sighs> okay. We've talked about this in the past, and we've kind of agreed that we think that Snyder's going to go with the. New 52 origin, the mm-hmm. Greek goddess, daughter of Zeus, you know, half human, half god. So, but do you think that there's any way that they're going to go with the pre-52 or do you think that they're just going to like redo her origin completely? I think like doing it this way, Z- daughter of Zeus definitely could get away with her being, you know, hundreds of years old. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think they'll kind of pick and choose what pieces of the origin they like. A little bit of both, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know how the movies like to do. Mm-hmm. Well, the supporting cast that Azarello created in the Pantheon mm-hmm. is easily farmable for for like yeah. You put Strife right in the middle of World War One. Perfect. Like that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Causes dudes to like kill each other and fight. I'm excited to see a Wonder Woman period piece. Yeah, I think that sounds fun. Yeah, I, I I like it too. I like it too. And like, as far as like talking about pictures in the movie that date her hundreds of years, I think that lends a lot of uh, proof that you know if this rumor is true that that those, those are the types of movies that we're going to get. I guess I'm confused. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. She's hundreds of years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does, does does that affect the way she looks to us as an audience? No. Yeah, she's still basically going to look the exact same, right, right in all these movies. And I don't right. think it's not should... she's going to have gray hair and wrinkles. And I definitely, no, 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 no. I don't think we should call a Wonder Woman movie a period piece. Oh, jeez. What? 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 All right. The thought never even crossed my mind. Oh, Dave. I didn't think Frank was on this episode. I know. I was getting ready to make the same joke. I was like, <laughs> I was like I've already called Dave Frank once. This that episode, one was for so Frank. I'm going to leave it be. Touche, sir. That was, that was good. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I hope they go with the new 52 version of the origin. I just think it makes more sense. I mean, the original origin where she's formed out of clay, I don't 
Silly. Yeah. Well, and putting it all centering around World War One and World War Two makes perfect sense when you consider how important war becomes in that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that original origin is crazy, where she's basically like a golem, like a stone creature or whatever, or like formed from that. That's some weird. Yeah, thing. and in, in the in the in the new Fifty Two run, uh, Hera gets pissed off about that lie, so she turns. Her mother into a clay statue. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, that's awesome! Yeah, is Az- Azarello still on that book? No, he he finished his story. Yep. It's all done. Yeah, that runs over. With yeah, it, but it, I mean, it's it's fucking perfect from start to finish, man. <laughs> he got the fuck out before convergence. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he was like, eh, I'm done. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him. I mean, that's like fraction too. Well, like, and I'm like, done with Hawkeye. What's great is war. The the god of war in that book is Azarello. Mm. Like he's drawn. Exactly like Is that him. Aries? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, as far as like uh, the look of the film, we and we don't even have a director yet. McLaren, uh, Michelle McLaren left, yeah, right? Left. Did, yep. did we get a Did we get a replacement director? Not or yet. Just not rumored. Yet. Not yet. Yeah, that's not good news. I haven't really heard any powerful rumors on that to deal. As far as the look of the film goes, I hope that you know, like, I hope they take a, a, a like note from like Brian Singer like when they traveled in the past and went to the 70s how it had like that 70s film look oh, I love that wasn't it great yeah. I think like like with this they should do they should do something like where it looks like how you know Spielberg and Hanks filmed like Band of Brothers and shit oh I love that too you know yeah. I, that's exactly what I think Fury had do. that kind of vibe yes yes can you believe fucking Fury? That was a great movie. Yeah. Can you believe that that director is doing Suicide Squad, Dave? Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Don't worry, hey guys. Don't worry about these pictures of Killer Croc. No. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> you know. You know. You know. I, I've learned this. Yeah. I may not like the way a character looks when they first show me the pictures, but then when they finally watch the movie, then I start to understand why these characters look that way. I remember watching. Evan Peters yeah, I was do a say the same breakfast thing. commercial for Hardee's where he's dropping an egg sure. sandwich. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And then I remember watching Days of Future Past in the theater and just thinking, that character that I thought looked so goddamn ridiculous is like my favorite character in this whole fucking movie. Well, I've I've been bummed ever since they made it Killer Croc instead of King Shark. Because yeah. King Shark was, without a doubt, one of my favorite members yeah. of the Suicide Squad. Me so, too. So it's one of those, it's like... It's all uphill from here. I, I just wanted to see King Shark eat a guy. Shit, yeah, yeah. Man. When when Hulk won't do it, fucking King Shark will. Yeah, maybe you'll get that in the sequel, right? If this is a big enough hit, that's true. It's true. Well, and uh, in the the post convergence Aquaman, we saw I I that's one of the other DC comics I'm still reading because I love convergence. Yeah, I love Aquaman and. W- Mira is hunting down Aquaman and oh. she has all these different characters behind her that are helping her and I swear to god one of them's fucking King Shark. So I'm I'm on it. That's awesome. King Shark hunting down Aquaman, done. King Shark, the look of King Shark. How do you want him to look? Do you want him to look like he did in the New 52 or do you want him to look like he did in the Suicide Squad animated movie? Oh, New 52. Thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you, sir. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, the difference between like the way that the lizard looked in the Amazing Spider-Man Two and the right. way he did in the comic book. Yeah, like don't yeah. don't try to like, oh, let's make it look a little more realistic. Exactly. No, it's fucking King Shark, Thank dude. You. Thank He's you. a shark god. Yeah, like just let him look like a shark. Yeah, I fucking hate that lizard design in those Spider-Man movies. Yeah, uh, it looks like Voldemort to me. It's so shitty. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Suicide Squad movie is really gonna 
like Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these low expectations and just blow everybody away. I hope so. All right, let's see here. Well, Margot Robbie and Will Smith, if you haven't seen Focus, mm-hmm. have amazing chemistry on screen together. Good like, deal. if I was Jada Pinkett Smith, I'd be, like, sitting there getting mad watching it. Like, <laughs> well, I remember when we used to have this chemistry. <laughs> okay, this is kind of weird. This next story, it's going to take us from DC News, and it's going to bleed into Marvel News because they're kind of combined. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because we're going to be talking about the writing and directing team of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Both are working – check this out. Both are working on a DC project and on a Marvel project. Together? Yeah, they're, they're a writing team. It's kind of like yeah. – they're kind of like the new Kurtzman and Orsi. Yeah. Um, and right now these guys can do no wrong. Everybody's trying to get a piece of these guys. Um, but Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, first uh, – okay, they were on, uh, a hip, on Hippo Juice podcast recently – and uh, these guys, if you don't remember us talking about them, they've done the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies. Uh, they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, and they also did the, the Lego movie. Um, they're involved in some capacity. We've talked about this. I know we've talked about this on the, on the podcast before with the new Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not the TV show. That it, and then they're also involved in the animated Spider-Man film. Oh, yes. We've talked about that too. Right. I want to go over some comments that uh, Phil Lord had on the Flash film. And I, and I, we don't know if they're doing – we know they're doing the writing. They're writing it. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if they're directing it. Okay. And I'm hoping that they're going to direct it too. All right. Here's what uh, Phil Lord said. We're trying to break a story. It's interesting because there's a really popular TV show out there and we're trying to carve out space for the movie that's apart from that. I think we're doing all right. I believe our Flash is going to be Barry Allen. It's going to be its own thing apart from the TV show. We're more trying to stick with the cinematic universe. It really is its own thing and kind of a standalone movie. We're just trying to think of the best story. I think you guys will like it. It's kind of a different take on superhero stuff. Hmm. Interesting takeaways from that. Yeah, especially that it's its own movie. A and standalone not, movie. Not like a stepping stone to Justice League. Right. didn't make it sound like that at all. I think that... I think, I think that DC Warner Brothers sat down with these guys and they said, you know, we'll do this movie for you, but we have an idea... And you guys can whatever you know. You can you guys can worry about how it's going to work with you in your universe after. Mm-hmm. But we just want to do our movie, and I think Warner Brothers was like, "We're just happy to have you guys doing it." Yeah, if they pull this off and everything goes without a hitch, and it's a successful movie, I mean that's mm-hmm. great for them. That's going to lure a lot of people over. They're going to say, "Fuck doing this Marvel shit," right? Where these assholes are breathing down our backs the whole time, making everything fit fill in the blanks. You know? Yes and no, Jake. I mean, I'm loving what I'm hearing from the Flash. And it's because they've got two of the best writers in Hollywood right now. But on the flip side, we've heard those horrific rumors that they've got three writers doing Aquaman. Oh, they've yeah. got seven writers doing Wonder Woman. And I mean, if if you hear that out in Hollywood, and okay, guys, here you go. Welcome to the, the Jake would watch it if it was a reality show, and it was like you know writer versus writer. Oh, that sounds good. You would love that. <laughs> yeah, because you love Jake loves reality Let's shows. Let's do it. Reality cop <laughs> shows, just to be clear. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, uh, 
but but if it, if that gets out that uh, you know writers are having to, yeah, they're still getting paid. But like the big writers, like Phil Lord and Chris Miller, are not going to want to do work for Warner Brothers if that's the case. Yeah, because they don't want to have to like, oh, here's here's something I've been working on, and yeah, it's we'll, going to get we'll shut down. We'll put your name next to these other five guys when the right. movie comes out. Exactly. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer to hear because I was hoping that with the success of the Flash TV show, they would finally give my favorite Flash a little love, Wally West. W W. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I was really hoping. That's where you go. But you know what? This is a good thing. Why? Two words. No Cisco. <laughs> Yay. No Cisco. No Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think the villain will be in the Flash movie? Yeah, I mean, are they really going to go reverse Flash? Yeah, that's what Not I was, anymore. That's what I was, that <laughs> yeah. just kind of ruined them for that, right? No, I think that we could still see a cinematic univ- uh, cinematic version of reverse Flash. we got all kinds of cop action going there on this do. episode. Yeah, we do. What'd you do, Dave? <laughs> it wasn't me this time. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, do you, do you know the specifics of the month I've had? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm, I still want to see a live. I, I still want to see a movie version of Grodd. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say like Grodd has been totally just like just a henchman in in the TV show. Yeah, he would be great. Um, Mirror Master would be amazing because mm, we we haven't seen a bit of Mirror Master, right? And that would require a budget. You you can't you can't half ass a Mirror Master budget. And I guess Captain Cold's a, a, an option, right? Well, he's a major player in the Flash, so yeah. I would. I, they're probably going to shy away from him. Okay, but uh, I mean, they can't have the, the whole Rogues Gallery. I mean, they have Lex Luthor in Smallville, but that's not stopping. But I guess these are happening at the same. Reverse time. Flash in the New Fifty Two is a completely different. Doesn't character. matter, Jake. Okay, that doesn't matter. Um, Superman Returns had Lex Luthor oh, good running call. at the same good time call. Good call. as. Smallville. Good call. Thank you. And I'm saying the reverse flash in New 52 is totally a different character than we're getting, we're getting Professor Zoom, you know, on the Flash TV show. If they go with the New 52 flash, uh, reverse flash, he's completely different. That's so, true. So we could still do it. Yeah, they definitely could do it though. And Brian raises a good point with the, the singer movie coming out at the same time as Smallville. I mean, sad but true, a lot more people are going to see the Flash movie that are watching the Flash TV show most more likely. Oh, yeah. So they're not going to be brain warped by anything they saw on the TV show because mm-hmm. they're just not watching it. I am glad that DC, though, is keeping everything separate. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want either the TV side or the movie side to suffer from what the other is doing. I like them separate and if, I'm glad if, they're doing if it. That Batman way. Superman is, is, Possibly the cluster fuck that it might be. Do we want that fucking up Supergirl? Hell no. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Because Supergirl, well, oh, we can't, well, you'll hear more about Supergirl later more. on. Uh, I don't know how more <laughs> fucked up Supergirl can get. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up, man. Don't you talk about my gleek like that. <laughs> also, these comments are also going to spill over into Marvel news. What, Dave? What? Dave looks like he's a... Oh, I'm talking over. I don't give a shit. We talk over bumpers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marvel news. Marvel news. I just realized that Kevin Feige is the one who's the voice on our Marvel news bumper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's not me. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. 
that's a pop culture leftovers first playing the bumper in between a new segment basically yeah yeah well, okay, uh, moving on here. Uh, here's what Phil Lord had to say about uh, the Spider-Man animated movie. Now, remember, this movie is based around the Spider-Man that they are casting in the films. Uh, the stories won't tie into the movies, but these are stories that will revolve around the MCU, Sony, Peter Parker. Here's his comment. So I wonder, are they going to look like Asa Butterfield if that's our, in fact, you know? Yeah, I, I think they will. All right, we're sort of juggling superheroes with the color red and in them that's all we do then there's laughter uh we're trying not to confuse their powers or anything but it does get tricky but it's the same thing is there a way to do one of these movies in a new way that's the exciting thing about it being an animated as it opens up a lot of different possibilities. God dang it. You know, I'm also, uh, right now, just from hearing those comments, I'm like, wishing that these guys were doing the live action version oh, no of the Spider-Man movie, just from those fucking comments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just can't stop thinking about, I want Mysterio. Yeah. Give me my Mysterio in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, they kind of teased that after, you know, the last movie. Yeah. But it's like, do we really want to see that story played out? No. I want to see what the MCU could do with Mysterio. Oh, very much so. All right. Uh, Chris and I like to carve out spaces where people will let us do what we want. So much of our careers are like, oh, no one will uh, oh, no one will bother us while we try to make a 21 Jump Street movie because it's such a crazy idea. No one's going to know what to do with it. So we're doing these things kind of like that. They're part of these huge franchises, but kind of are off a little bit to the side. And that gives us a lot of creative freedom. And that's the thing we love. Hopefully we won't waste that. Yeah, I'm excited for that animated Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be CG, I assume. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine it yeah. would be. Hand-drawn animation. Who yeah. does that crap anymore? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss hand-drawn animation. I, do, I, would, I was being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not I mean... No. <laughs> what, what Spider-Man story are they going to do? Mysterio would be perfect for an introductory kid one. Hopefully not like Craven's Last Hunt or something. <laughs> yeah, Craven's Last Hunt. That'll, that that would be. That doesn't really seem like those writers' style. All the freshmen getting hung up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we found another skin freshman. Do the storyline where like Harry Osborn's on the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Marvel News. We're still doing it. Esquire sent a nine-year-old child out to see Avengers Age of Ultron to watch it and report back with an honest movie review. Why? Because the magazine assumed that kids were the movie's target demographic and a child would be the best source of feedback about the film. Here's what this nine-year-old had to say about Avengers Age of Ultron. This should be fun. If you like movies about robots who make jokes or movies about girls singing lullabies to the Hulk, or movies about cities that float into the air for no reason, Age of Ultron will be right up your alley. (laughs) Can I adopt this kid? It was not up my alley. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) The first Avengers was really good. I don't know what happened with this one. It felt like it was really short, but I was happy to get out of the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Someone fed this nine-year-old lines. (laughs) The very first scene is the best scene. A bunch of people in the forest killing each other. Do you know what surprised me the most? Every line had a swear word in it. The first word that they said in the whole movie was the SH word. 
My point of view is that Thor ruins the Avengers. It doesn't make sense. If you had Thor, why would you bring Black Widow? Why would you bring Green Arrow? Editor note, he means Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) What's this woman with a gun going to do? Why is this guy shooting arrows? They have a god with them who cannot die. A guy who is good at shooting arrows or a girl who is good at shooting guns wouldn't make a particle of difference. Age of Ultron was not my favorite. I would not recommend it. The last time I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a score of 72. I would give it a 46. Maybe lower. Maybe a 39. (laughs) (laughs) I like the the arbitrary numbers. 46 and 39. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I thought that. I just, that just really made me giggle, man. That's funny. That is funny. Thought it was hilarious. All right, uh, moving along here. Empire gave us a little insight as to some of the changes made. I know this, you're really going to be interested in this, Jake. The show Empire? Empire, no, not the show. <laughs> not the Terrence Howard show. <laughs> That's the second time that show's come up this episode. It's because it's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Empire gave us a little insight as to some of the changes made from Edgar Wright's Ant-Man and what we were getting with Peyton Reed's Ant-Man. Hmm. Apparently, in Wright's version of the script, we would have seen Scott Lang take on the evil Nano Warrior instead of Yellow Jacket. But the basic plot was still Lang being guided by Hank Pym in a mentor-like role. There was rumor that Wright's version was completely separate of the MCU, and that was a big concern for Marvel Studios. That turned out to be complete bullshit, as we find out from Empire that Wright actually had cameos of MCU characters, as well as a post credit scene he had written for Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow. That's more than I can say than the actual Avengers Age of Ultron movie. <laughs> there was no Ant-Man post credit scene, and I think that would have really helped I think it would have helped this. I think I think it would have helped Ant Man. This is totally going to be like the Daredevil thing, where you watch the director's cut years later, and you're like, "Holy shit, that would have been a really great movie!" Mm. Like that's totally what's going to fucking. You're talking about the Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The director's cut was better. There apparently was a car chase scene that was left out as well as characters, as well as characters being left out of the film. Hmm. Um, It was definitely Dave Callahan. Uh, I guess he's done work on The Expendables, right? He wrote for that movie. And then Eric Pearson, who did, uh, who wrote for Agent Carter, they, their changes led to Wright's exit. Wow. Empire Magazine mentions that Anthony Mackie's Falcon might make an appearance with other Avengers. <laughs> there you go, Jay. Falcon's top billing. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Director Peyton Reed addressed the rumor. Uh, saying that's classified information that's buried it's possible mm. what do you um, I'm, I'm very one mm-hmm. one thing that really strikes me as interesting from all that you just read is I am very surprised that it sounds like Edgar Wright's version was more connected to the MCU as a whole than it seems Peyton Reed's version will be I would have guessed the opposite without any knowledge mm-hmm so sorry I was distracted what do you need roommate Sorry about that. (laughs) Hey, it was it was well meaning. (laughs) When you you live with drunk people, you never. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) Hey, it wouldn't be the last recording in Stately Wayne Manor if somebody wasn't like, "Hey, shut." (laughs) I know. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, tell them what happened because are are we back? I paused. Yeah, we're back now. Yeah, we're back now. Yeah, my roommate just came down and offered us shots in the middle of us recording. (laughs) I don't think he realized we were recording. To be fair, we usually aren't recording at ten oh seven. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was met with love. Yeah, met with love. We might do shots after. Sure. Last, send off the old stately Wayne Manor. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh, this one. Eh, you may want to fast forward. I don't know. It's up to you. There's a spoiler about it. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you're telling our listeners. Skip this part, but we're going to talk about No, no, I'm talking about what I'm going to talk about now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> this next one, there's a spoiler. Oh. It's a spoiler about a death in Captain America Civil War. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. All right, you're going to hear about it now. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is for, uh, yeah, who were we talking about? Who was the guy earlier that doesn't want to hear all the spoilers and shit? Was that Jonathan Craig? Was that your boy JC? Jay Craig? Uh, Jay Craig? Check your seven yeah. manual. Is that Jay Craig? <laughs> Jay Craig. Man, dude, Dave with the fucking nicknames and shit, right? Look at this notebook. I'm Look just blown away by that. Yeah. Periscope this notebook at later on at some point. <laughs> you might, uh, you might uh, lose some sanity points if you uh, read this notebook. It's like Daniel Faraday's notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I already closed it up. Where am I at? How do you find anything in there? You need tabs. Oh, it was upside down and reversed. Um, oh, then, there you go. That's how you find it. There you go. It wasn't Hyatt Sutton. No. Uh, yeah. Jay Craig was the one asking about the comics. Yeah. She was this guy. We need a new transcriptor. Oh, I'm surprised Jake doesn't remember the name of the listener. <laughs> I definitely don't. I Jesus. definitely don't. We have we had emails. <laughs> we have listeners. <laughs> People listen to this. No, no one. In, no one downloaded it. We don't talk about downloads. <laughs> no one downloaded it. <laughs> Go from one extreme to the other. <laughs> Who was it? I don't think I wrote his name down. I don't know. It was. Was it uh, Air Bear? Air Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Nerd. Yeah, dude, dude, it was it was it was Jay Craig. It was your boy Jay Craig, okay. Jonathan Craig, Jay Craig, or as, as you call him, Jay Craig. Jay Craig, what a fist bump, Jay Craig. <laughs> All right, yeah. So yeah, it was him. And now I now I know his name, but I don't remember what I was talking about. I don't either now. <laughs> oh yeah, I was talking about spoilers. Did we do shit. the shots? Oh, that's why I don't remember. <laughs> oh, Civil War death. Civil War death. So there's a spoiler about it. That, Sorry, folks, it is late. Yeah, J, <laughs> J. Craig might want to fast forward through this part. Uh, but uh, there's a character that dies, and, and Marvel was not happy about this information getting out. And Extra took a, a picture of a sheet of paper that said St. Luke's Cathedral Funeral. It, it said St. Luke's Cathedral Funeral of Margaret Peggy Carter. Whoa. 1921 to 2016. The pic showed up on Tumblr. Marvel asked them to take it down, but before it was taken down, it was shared on Twitter and then just made the rounds after that. It was passed around more than Lindsay Lohan at a party. We know how that works. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, big, huge spoiler, you know, this coming off the news that we're going to get a uh, Agent Carter season two. Yeah. So Good thing that takes place back in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, can you imagine if season two is set in the present day? It's just like, oh, great, we get to listen to this woman with dementia lose her mind. <laughs> Who's coming by to drop flowers off the, the gravesite this episode? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody play the thriller dance. Here comes Peggy Carter. No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, Peggy Carter's dead. Moving on. Whoa, shocking. Yeah. Heroic Hollywood. She was in such good health last time we saw her. She's fucking 95. <laughs> I know. She lived, a, she lived a good life. Yeah. Heroic Hollywood on Instagram posted a minor spoiler for Captain America Civil War. It was a picture of Black Panther, and it said, 
In Captain America Civil War, the Black Panther is on the hunt for the Winter Soldier. Can you guess why? Guys. You stole vibranium. Do you think that Marvel is going to change things up so that in the past, Bucky kills T'Chaka? Ooh. Or had killed, you know what I mean. He's brainwashed in the past, killed T'Chaka. Or do you think it's going to play out like it did in the comics with Claw? Or maybe Bucky had killed a past Black Panther. Mm, I like that idea. I bet definitely Bucky has killed someone in the past related to Black Panther. Mm. Regardless of if it's a former Black Panther or just someone very close that the family was very close to. And also, um, you've got Reed Richards who plays a major part on Iron Man's side that is not available to us. So we plug in somebody new who is also his intellectual equal, mm. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Did we get to see Black Panther in costume in this picture? In Civil War, we are getting a fully costumed Black Panther. But did that get leaked, the picture of that? Is that, was that- oh, no, 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 no. They just had a – it was a picture of a, a comic book Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, I think we've just seen some concept art nothing else. That's what I thought. I got excited. All right. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Marvel news. Marvel news. (laughs) Chris Pratt sat down with GQ about his upcoming Marvel projects and had this to say about his future. I'm tied to doing three more or five more Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever it is. You know, two more Guardians plus another couple. So it sounds like he'll be around a Star-Lord number one for quite a while Mm -hmm. okay number two he's not just going to be in the guardians of the galaxy films contrary to whatever james gunn is thinking he'll probably show up in an infinity wars movie and and maybe another film my question to myself first i'm gonna ask and then to you guys is could star lord ever get his own solo film at this point and i say yes i totally agree dave agreed I mean, I do think that they – I think that Marvel will give Chris Pratt his own Star-Lord film. I think we will. Look at the X-Men. I mean, you know, as a team, it was a team movie, mm-hmm. but the standout performance was Hugh Jackman. We all knew it, and he got his own film. Yeah, and even in the X-Men movies, they gave him the most time mm-hmm. and the most plot. Like, those right. movies are practically Wolverine movies. Right. So. Yeah. I see a Star-Lord film. I see it, too. And I think uh, I don't think they're going to announce it. It probably won't be until Phase Four, but I, I think we will get that Star Lord film. I would imagine at least three Guardians movies before a Star Lord film. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Didn't you say something about Pratt's comments or something? What were you guys talking about? Oh, Pratt, um, a preemptive apology yeah, for did. his promotional tour. Yeah, he's getting ready to do his press junket stuff for Jurassic World, yeah. and he issued a statement because of all the stuff that's happened recently with uh, Chris Evans mm-hmm. and uh, oh, who was he, who else was involved in that? Mark Jeremy Ruff. Renner. Jeremy oh Renner. yeah, yeah. He's come out and apologized for anything. Basically, he's saying most likely he's going to say someone that's going to offend a bunch of internet people, and he just wants to come out and apologize for it ahead of time. Wow. Yeah, it's a goof. He's like, yeah. he's like, this is my apology for when. Whenever you decide to freak out about some random thing I say. Yes. Oh, wow. He's kind of sticking up for his boys. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. not directly. Just sure. saying, like, people settle down. Oh, yeah. I get it. It's yeah. very funny. I, I, once this episode's out, I'll send you the link to this. 
and you can post the apology if you want. Because it, it's pretty long-winded for me to just read out, but it's, okay. it's worth reading. Good. Okay. Uh, this actually should have gone under, this next one should have gone under Good Pop, Bad Pop, because it definitely is good pop. Ryan Reynolds dropped a cool behind-the-scenes picture of Deadpool. Um, it was with him and a teenage girl, and it said... 15-year-old Callista King, world's greatest Deadpool fan, visited set yesterday. Sure, we put her in the film. Sure, I said a lot of terrible words around her and her mother, and especially her grandmother. But more importantly, she left with Deadpool's sword. I can't think of a better person to have it. That's awesome. How fucking awesome is that? And then it gets better with Ryan Reynolds on the set of Deadpool. He did this. He he posted this on Instagram. Tony Acevedo... Asked Make-A-Wish Foundation if he could meet Deadpool. I wasn't expecting him to sneak the mask, put on the gloves, smile, and then beat Deadpool about the face, arms, and jugular with blazing speed. Tony's next fight is with Hodgkin's disease. Hodgkin's disease best be wearing its brown pants. (laughs) (laughs) Huge thanks to Make-A-Wish America. So made this kid's wish come true and and the pictures are on instagram and it's just so cool that wow these kids are already clamoring for to meet ryan reynolds yeah, deadpool yeah they haven't even gotten a trailer yet yeah oh man i'm loving everything that's coming out of this deadpool movie it's just the, the making of and the instagram photos and everything that's getting leaked is fun shit like this is like where the stuff that's getting leaked is actually awesome as opposed to like you know jay J- craig as you call him dave getting upset about you know suicide squad pictures getting leaked and captain america footage getting leaked this is where it's actually really fucking cool like i already know that mario lopez was caught on set so is he going to be in the movie Fuck yeah. Is he probably going to die on film? Fuck yeah. That's going to be awesome. That will be hilarious. I hope he doesn't die because I want him to come back for sequel after sequel after sequel and die again. Maybe he can be like Kenny in South Park and just die every movie for no reason. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just – I'm loving everything that's coming out of Deadpool. Yeah. And Marina Baccarin's in it, Dave. It's going to be really good. It is going to be good. I, I'm, I'm – I'm, if you haven't seen the – folks, if you're listening you haven't seen the trailer for Bat Kid Begins – like I wept for like two minutes straight just watching the trailer. So that's awesome. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm gonna watch that trailer. I'll talk about it next week. Maybe Jake. Oh shit! I will not be talking see, about it next yeah, week. See and see. God damn it! I'm gonna miss you. Oh, <laughs> I am. I know, big mean fucking Brian. We could do goodbyes at the big end. Big fucking asshole. But yeah, I, I'm gonna miss Jake, and it's gonna suck. The seat will stay warm for you, brother. Nice. Actor Oscar Isaac, who's playing Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse, he sat down with Monkeys Fighting Robots. Awesome name. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a podcast? It's a podcast. I got to stop right there. Listen to them. Why the fuck are you listening to us? Yeah, Monkeys versus Robots. Fighting Robots. Monkeys Fighting Robots. Shit. Right when I heard that, I would be like, "Uh, I'm turning off Pop Culture Leftover. (laughs) Unsubscribe. (laughs) iTunes, Monkeys Fighting Robots. This is going to be amazeballs. (laughs) Um, But he sat down with Monkeys Fighting Robots. And confirmed that he had started filming for the project and then said this about the character. I've been reading the script a lot and trying to, and trying to come at for me an interesting angle. Definitely focusing on the fact that he is the embodiment of the second coming of the judgment of God and that energy going in. We're playing with that. What we are trying to do is make his philosophy and what his mission is. One that is both simple but also holds water that really makes sense throughout the whole movie. 
I think Simon Kinberg and Brian Singer, we've been able to come up with something very cool. Wow. Yeah. You know what, Dave? I I didn't know what I was thinking about this whole Oscar Isaac casting of Apocalypse, but from what I saw in fucking Ex Machina, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. This guy going to be a great villain? Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> Dave's giving the thumbs up. Abso-fucking-lutely. Good deal. I'm yeah. Sense. It's, it's, Apocalypse is in good hands. All right. Yeah. So is Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so is Star Wars. Yeah, this guy's a, Definitely up and comer, yeah, and going to be really like taking the world by storm in these next few movies. Yep, awesome. I mean, I Christ, I fucking compared him to Al Pacino. Yeah, as far as like acting ability. Yeah, well, I was blown away when you said that. Yeah, He's, like Dog Day Afternoon, Al Pacino. That's my favorite yeah. Al Pacino yeah. movie. Not like you know Punchline, Al Pacino. Not hoo ha, no. Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. All right, guys. Uh, final thing. I just want uh, – I guess we're going to talk about – Dave, you brought this up. This is it. <sighs> Jaden Smith. Uh, yeah. Everybody's – I swear that's the, half the reason that Will Smith took the, uh-huh. the dead shot role, just so uh-huh. this could happen. Uh-huh. As soon as I heard he was dead shot, I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, this kid's coming. Yep. Oh, Everybody's favorite self-entitled little fuck. My favorite karate kid. Jaden Smith. Confirmed a static shock by actor Tyler James Williams. Tyler James Williams, you'll remember him as Chris in Everybody Hates Chris. And he was also Noah in uh, uh, Walking Dead. Mm. But uh, apparently he was doing an interview um, and he confirmed. Did he – I didn't listen to the interview because, like, you just told me about this. Like, was he going for this role as well? And did he get beat out by Jaden Smith? Yeah, it was It was something like somebody was asking him about comic book roles. And he was like, well, I was doing this, but then, you know, this kid got it. It was, it was, a, it was an offhanded remark that he probably shouldn't have made. But uh, it, come on, guys. As soon as we heard Will Smith was in a big DC movie, you know that was in the contract somewhere. Yeah, I, my mind didn't think that way. Oh, I did. Yeah. I didn't either. Well, after after Earth, after that horrible thing was done to my mind, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. But I thought studios were going to be smarter exactly. after this. Exactly. You know, it's like, I don't care how big you are. God, your, your son can't act for shit. Yeah. And, 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 and I thought that he would be box office poison. Well, but Static has always been a character that, you know, people oh God, seem I'm, like. I'm, hold on, I'm remembering your cohorts on your other podcast sucking the dick of that next Karate Kid movie. That was ridiculous. Right, and like, he, it's always been a character that. that happened, that's a true story. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah. really true story. Yeah, his and, other podcast, like his other, when Dave was doing Soda Pop's Comic Cast, his two other podcasters loved the. Jaden Smith, Karate Kid, more than the Ralph Macchio movie, and it was the most ridiculous conversation you'll, I've ever heard. My God, yeah, and I was just, I was just face palming. Like, and you, you'll notice there aren't any new episodes of that. Right yeah. Now. Hey, hey, what do you guys think about credibility? Because uh, we just threw it out the fucking window. Yeah. Ouch, ouch. Well, anyway, no they, offense to those guys, but that's. Yeah, actually, all offense in the world because that movie was shit. And I'm offended to anyone that likes the new, the Jaden Smith Karate yeah. Kid more than that. Yeah, I had, to, I had to sit there and argue with it in this completely circuitous argument for like 15 minutes about how the new Karate Kid was so far superior. And to I'm the sorry, old. I had to listen to an episode where I had listened to two guys shit on Saga, and I was like, I'm what the 
That happened on your on podcast here. too. People yeah. shitting on Saga. Yeah, I, I, I was like, man, wh- how did I turn into the voice of reason? Like, what, what just happened? Oh shit! Yeah, God. I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to Dave take Griffin, it down. This. Defender of Saga and Karate Kid. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Dark, even scary Karate memories. Kid, even Karate Kid Three is better than the fucking Jaden Smith one. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, it's. I feel like Static's always been a character that, like, they were like, here, look, we have alternative minority characters, even though it's not that great of a character. And I hope that that he's just shuttered off into whatever project that they can shutter him off into and Deadshot can keep rocking in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Wowzers. Like Mr. Terrific in the New 52, you know, like he's a great character and, you know, we haven't seen any, anything of him showing up. He was one of the new books, right? When they first started the 52? Yeah, but he was like, all, Brainwave was his, was his main bad guy. Yeah. Which is like one of the classic shit DC characters. Maybe Tyler James Williams just heard this wrong. Maybe like he, heard it through the grapevine that Jaden Smith like put his finger in a light socket <laughs> and shocked himself and he's in like a coma in the hospital. I've never wanted a rumor to be a rumor so bad. <laughs> I hope that this is a rumor. You so. go go to your prom dressed as white white outfit Batman, Batman and you know you do what you go feel entitled somewhere. That was at the Kimye wedding. Yeah. That he was at that. No he went to prom too. Oh. He just wore it again. Oh okay. Thank God. We needed more pics of that. There's one reason I do not want to end the show this week. Why not? Because I'm not going to get Jake next week for the next week and the for next few foreseeable weeks. I know. I'm sad, too. Like I said, I'll try to record something for Jurassic World at least. Yeah, please. I'll try to live tweet a bit. So. so hopefully somewhere Jay or Frank are like looking up into the sky and seeing the PCL symbol somewhere. Like, yeah, you need to you need to we go on need the some leftovers. Signal. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to a couple people in the next couple weeks. Cool. Maybe we can have Aaron Claude Miller on, or maybe you know Air Bear. Don't you dare call him Air Bear again. <laughs> I on. would never do that. He <laughs> just gave me the Dr. Evil look. <laughs> I just watched the first Austin Powers last night. I did too. It was on TV and I was just doing shit anyway, so I had it on. Wasn't I, that first movie just brilliant? Yeah. It is yeah. brilliant. I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed it. The yeah. scene when they la- they laugh past the music cue. Yes. And they're all, oh my god, that's so brilliant. And I'd, t- <laughs> I'd totally forgotten that. Though. I'd forgotten that scene too. Isn't it great, like, when you see, like, Saturday Night Live alumni go on and do great things? Like, yes. you know, Mike Myers with, like, and, and, you know, between him and Dana Carvey when they were at the height of their stuff, I was always thinking, like, Dana Carvey would be, like, the standout. Me too. Me too. And it wasn't that way at all. I mean, no. you know, D- Dana Carvey just kind of, like, fell off. Yeah, and some of his movies, not that Mike Myers didn't have a bust here and there. But, Love Guru. But, but, I mean, Shrek and uh, how uh, Married an Axe so Murder. Married an Axe so Murder. Married an Axe yeah. Murder. And... You know, uh, and then of course Austin All Powers. All Austin Powers movies. Great. Yeah, the Dana Carvey movies were kind of bombs. Like Opportunity Knox was kind of yeah, not that Opportunity good. Opportunity Knox. And the one where he was the like impersonate. Uh, um, yeah, uh, what, what was what the that? Hell was that? Where he's like, I'm the turtle. Yeah, I'm the, the turtle. turtle. Yeah, that was, <laughs> whatever. It was awful. It was, yeah, <laughs> I did watch that. I watched it too. Yeah, I love Dana Carvey. But mm-hmm. yeah, those movies were were shitty. Chop and buckle. Yeah, chop and You know my favorite Mike Myers SNL sketch was from what? back in the day, where it was the Simon sketch. 
Oh, you know my name is Simon. Yes. And I like to do drawings. <laughs> I love it. Do, do you remember the one? With, uh, the, the Macaulay Culkin one was great. Yes, yes, And the yes. Danny DeVito one was fucking gold. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna that have to was YouTube good. that tonight, actually. Yeah, that shit was awesome, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish that they would have, like, incorporated, like, I wish they would have taken the Simon character and brought him back and then just had, like, an awkward moment where, like, you saw, like, Canteen Boy come up in the water. Yes. And then Alec Baldwin's character <laughs> come up. That would have been funny. If they would have just done a mashup of all those characters. That would have been hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And then just seen Canteen Boy trying to cr- crawl over fucking uh, Simon. The, the, the Crow remake. Mm-hmm. And Saturday Night Live need to take a long, hard look at each other and be like, "Are we done?" No, I disagree I, with. that. I think we're done. I'm. A, I still. I'll stand up for current SNL. The thing is with uh, with Saturday Night Live is I think like the live stuff is not as good as it used to be, but like the stuff that they record, pre-recorded shit is fucking genius. Yeah, a lot of the pre-tape stuff has yeah. been really good. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the new comedy troupe pre-record stuff, though. Like, it's real hit and miss for me. I'm you don't cool. like uh, Key and Peele? Are you talking about sketch comedy that's pre-recorded? No, I'm talking about the the specific group that does some of the stuff now for current SNL episodes. Oh, okay. The, okay. Some of the pre-recorded stuff is the, done the, by the, the, the guy from the AT&T commercials. Yes, and that, yes. Yeah, that yeah. guy's stuff yeah, is real yeah, hit and miss. Yeah, But the, the rest of the writers' pre-tape stuff is really right. good. Oh, and one thing I did love in Tomorrowland was uh, Keegan Michael Key yeah. in the movie. We should have mentioned him. We totally forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, that was another reason that I did I couldn't toss it because yeah. he was so, he Keegan Michael it. Key was awesome yeah. in that movie. Yeah. You could have put Bruce Campbell in that movie, and I still do you watch Key and Peele? Dave? Do you yeah, watch? Yeah, oh, absolutely. God. The the, uh. the college football player sketch is <laughs> genius every time. I had I, Jake, I, I played it for I me. Made I made Jake watch that. Yeah, yeah, every time I watch it, yeah. I'm like, I am so laughing at this, and I feel horrible for laughing at <laughs> yeah. this, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. It's one of those things that the longer it goes on, the more hilarious it yeah. gets. Well, you know? dude, you just you cannot be a fan of college football and not laugh at that sketch. Yeah, it's genius. Th- those guys are hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, don't end, don't be the SNL hater. Every era of SNL is 50-50. The season Find fin- me an era of SNL where every the, the season that people look fondly on. The season finale included one of my favorite, well, excuse me, former favorite comedians doing eight minutes on child molestation. That guy does not work for SNL, though, and he's a respected enough comedian that he gets to write his own monologue. Uh, just, oh, you're talking about the Louis C.K. Yeah, thing? Yeah. I, and, like, I just... I, yeah, I, but that, that, that's that's not a reflection of SNL. That's what I'm trying to as, say. As yeah. I watch it, I'm just like, why am I even doing this? Oh, anymore? I mean, the, the cast is so good right now. Kate McKinnon is killing it right now. Uh, Taron Killen is killing it right now. I like Eddie Bryant. Yeah, I, what's the bit they do on the news where he's that reviews all the stuff? The, the next, when yeah, he's, he's the yeah, it's a that's a funny bit. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think there's a lot of real funny. stuff. I like Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan is great. I love Anthony Crispino. I think it's Jay Farrow that let that show down. I mean, they had so much hope for that guy. Like, once, like, all the big players left, Mm -hmm. Jay Farrow, I thought it was going to be his show for a while, and he just really kind of bombed. His impressions are great, but, like, it's just a great impression. That's all he does. Yeah, it's like it sounds like the guy, but there's still no comedy there. Well, he's Daryl Hammond. 
Yeah, I, but Daryl Hammond even, like, the, the key to a good impression on SNL isn't to nail the impression 100%. It's to find those little nuances mm-hmm. and exaggerate them and oh, find, God, like find the humor in there. Jay Moore when he did fucking Christopher Walken doing Skittles commercials. Yeah, yeah or even, like, Dana Carvey's George Bush. <laughs> that shit sounds nothing like George right, Bush. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the key. It's not, oh, I can sound exactly like this guy. It's finding those funny things. Even Tina Fey's Sarah Palin is is that same kind of riff. Oh, that was perfect. Where it's not a it's not a yeah. exact like impersonation, but she gets the little nuances and exaggerates. But them. Dave, you're right. It's hit and miss with SNL. I mean, for every and I, I hate it when they fucking like keep doing a sketch over and over and over and over again. But in the hopes that like, oh, we're gonna somebody somebody will see this sketch for the first time. Like yeah. I, I love Target Lady just as much as everybody else. But like the fifth time I've seen it, it's like I get it. I, I would smack myself in the face when the match game shit would come on yeah. again. But Let's I, say the the He Man sketch. Yeah. With uh with um I love that sketch. Yeah. The one this season. The Chris Pratt yeah. sketch. The, I didn't even watch The Office, but the Hobbit office one was fucking hilarious oh, that was I, I, well, I did watch the british office excuse me but um and then uh, i don't care how many times they did it i love what's up with that absolutely oh, what's up with that and like uh why don't they do that anymore because would, yeah. fucking jason sudeikis is gone and he can't dance on the show dude and the other guy too um uh, bill Hader. yeah bill Hader hosted this year yeah. and they didn't do it Th- that's stupid yeah but you need but you need sudeikis fucking... isn't doing the running man yeah you know? yeah yeah you gotta have sudeikis <laughs> you gotta have sudeikis in there all right let's end the show yeah and they did do what's up with that at the uh 40th anniversary special well, yeah, I guess so. I was hoping for. I always every time I watch it, I'm like, "Come on, oh, give it." It wasn't on at the normal time slot. Was, Ooh, we, we. What's, what's up, up with that? that? What's, what's up, up with that? that? Hey, Jake. Ooh, the next few weeks, we. we're really gonna miss you and Stately Wayne Manor. Pouring uh, one out for you. Yeah, we're gonna Ryan. miss you. Yeah, we're gonna miss you. I, and I want to say thanks again to the. To the people from the Stark Raven Mad podcast for sending this amazing book that tells the whole history of Westeros. If you haven't checked this out, it's by Elio Garcia and Linda Ant- Antonson. Um, and like, seriously, you want to know about every Targaryen king? Done. You want to know about every region of Westeros? Done. It's really, really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dormer. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way he notates that word. <laughs> all right. Dave, all right. Dave sucked all the listeners' dicks one last time. He's double fisting listeners' dicks oh, right this second. Stark, <laughs> Stark Raven cocksucker. <laughs> all right, guys. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We, Me and Domesticated Dave will see you next week. Oh, yeah. One final goodbye from Jake. Goodbye. Bye, Not everyone. final. Temporary goodbye. It could be final. No. So see you in a few weeks. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. 
It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, clean it, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers. All right. Hey, yeah, we're going to be talking about Supergirl. Saved it for the end of the show because we didn't feel like people should have to fast forward all the people that didn't get to see it, you know. And uh, Yeah, we're back. They thought they were done with this, but now we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> what an episode. Huh? We're back, bitches. Dude, can you believe the episode that we just – Un- Unbelievable. It was crazy. Brian, I wanted to apologize yeah. for some of my behavior this sure. episode. Yeah. I-, I got way out of line. You did a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. I, um, you know what? Fuck your apology, dude. I can't accept that. Dude, I know. Did you listen to yourself during it, the episode? It went over the line. It went over the line. You're right. How many fucking lines did you cross? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I lost count. Right. I, I think I'm I'm self-firing myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, actually, <laughs> that actually makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense, though. So. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to try to keep myself together for this Supergirl stuff, though. Yeah. So, none yeah. of that previous stuff. None of that shit. Yeah, um, yeah, let's just let the cat out of the bag. We, like, recorded this first, so <laughs> we have no idea what actually took place during the episode. I'm sure my apology's still going to work, probably, yeah. though. All right, but anyway, um, yeah, Dave's here. Yo! They know that. They've been listening to the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I was uh, just waiting for him to chime in like he's been chiming in the whole time. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, we're going to talk about Supergirl, um, CBS's uh, new Berlanti series, you know, Berl- the Berlanti-verse. <laughs> the Berlanti-verse. Is it called that? <laughs> I'm calling it that. I'm I love it. christening it the Berlanti-verse. Um, Andrew Kreisberg is also involved in this. So does does Arrow and Flash exist in the Supergirl universe? Okay, that's a good question. As of right now, no. As of if this show is huge, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if this show is a huge success, it, tr- it it will just spill over into 
into that Flash universe because they're so similar. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, Supergirl, it leaked. The episode leaked six months early. Uh, it stars Melissa Benoist, uh, as, uh, you know, Kara Zorel and, uh, Maycott Brooks as Jimmy Olsen and, I don't know. You got Helen Slater and yep, yep, yep. Uh, Dean Cain in there playing the parents and shit. Dean Cain, the yeah. wonderful Callista Flockhart as well. Yeah, yeah there Calista you go, Flockhart. All right, so you know what? We're gonna let's just uh, rate it real quick. Yeah, and uh, then uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, things we like, things we didn't like. Yeah, sure. You want me to go ahead? You're talking. Might as well. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm gonna give it a high taste. It. Okay. I um I watched all three pilots: the Arrow pilot, the Flash pilot, and mm-hmm. the Supergirl pilot. Mm-hmm. And so far, that's all I've seen of the Berlanti universe. So uh, yeah, so your first and last episode, you get, you're giving it a high taste. It. I am giving it a high taste. It. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was fun and funny and had really good special effects. And you'll never watch it again. I think I will. I think I will watch episode <laughs> wow. two. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, I think I'll be there. I enjoyed this. <laughs> I gotta second that. It's definitely a high tasted. There were, there were, there's a little thing, there's a few things if they tweak it and change it around because, you know, maybe that, maybe they, this wasn't the final edit. You never know, but right now it's a high tasted. All right. I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. I absolutely loved it. Nice. I, I had so much fun watching this. There, there were times in it where I actually laughed out loud. Mm, me too. It made me feel good. And, uh, it was just fun watching a, a kind of like a suppressed superhero for so long, just kind of like, realize like her destiny and have fun in what she's doing and i totally bought into it yeah she is great so. I, i'm i'm in love with her as supergirl already yeah. with one episode yeah. that was the best thing about it was her to me yeah. yeah well you know it's all that good glee training coming out is that where she's from oh yeah okay glee and then the, the small her small appearance on whiplash so okay yeah um yeah uh so what did we learn i mean uh at the beginning of the the show, it starts off, and then uh, we're on Krypton. Yeah. So yeah, Krypton. I mean, for the we didn't really get to see. Did we really get to see other than like they showed like the outside of the planet, kind of like, and then they showed kind of like uh, just in that one chamber that they're in. Yeah, we don't see much exterior shots of Krypton. Right. Didn't we see a whole lot. Of we Krypton. see the room, and we see the the explosion a bit. Yeah. yeah, just the moment of goodbye, and then boom. Yeah. Special effects look good. I agree. Surprisingly I, good. Yeah. Through and through, too. Yeah. Not just to, like, the, like a lot of pilots, they have that one scene where they nail the special effects and then, like, the shit just falls apart by the end. Right. I thought the whole thing, through and through, was good. Yeah. Uh, then we first see Kal-El getting shipped off. <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah. It's like a, we, we don't ever see his face, like, back shot of him. Oh, well, we the, see the baby. Oh, the, the baby, the baby. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all right, Jake. Jumping ahead just like he jumped ahead, you know? <laughs> so it's okay. We're all right. No, uh, yeah, we saw uh, baby Kal-El and, uh, and then, yeah, he gets shipped off and then, uh, then we see young Kara. How, how old is she at this point? 11, they yeah. say? I believe yeah, 11. It was, it was 11. 11, okay. And then, uh, she gets sent off now to space and, was it like was it meteorites that knocked her off course? No, I think it was the um, blast. The so- wave. I think they call it the sonic blast of oh. the explosion. Yep. Okay, knocked her off course, and, and then then I, she's I, in the negative zone for twenty four years. Yeah, phantom zone. Phantom zone. You're, oh, you're fantastic zone. form. I'm thinking it fantastic. <laughs> well, and even in the Fantastic Four movie, it's Dimension N. I think. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So it I, is. I can't keep them straight. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, no apology needed for that. So, yeah, so she's in the phantom zone for twenty four years before. Uh, 
something set her loose. And that what, what we find out later in the episode, it was uh, it was the prisoners escaping brought her loose too. Yeah, it was. What did they call that? Uh, Fort Roz. Okay, there you go. I couldn't yeah, recall that name. Fort either. Roz, that big ship and shit. It was cool. The ship yeah, was neat. It was cool. The special effects in this thing were fucking phenomenal. I thought for a TV budget. I agree. I'm going to harken back to you last week when mm. you were talking about it. it. Was one thing to see her saving the plane at night and, yeah. and everything, but then they do all the daylight shit like ten minutes later, and yeah. you're like, holy shit, that looks just as good. It wasn't perfect, but it was still really, really good. Yeah. Agreed. Do you think they blew their budget, man? I, I <laughs> see. Then that goes back to what I was saying last week: is did they? Are we not going to see any special effects to the finale now because right. of this episode? Right. Is it going to be like ten bottle episodes? Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah. Episode two's got a lot to to prove, and we'll have to wait six fucking months to see episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it did answer one question for me: like how how involved is Superman going to be in this? Uh, they only called him Superman once, mm-hmm. and then uh, they referred to him as you know him and blah 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 later. And I, as soon as I noticed that. Um, so basically, we've got a 24-year-old Superman in the world. And I was thinking to myself, shit, there goes any chance of seeing Tom Welling reprise his role as a surprise in this. And, no. I, and I thought that would have been fantastic had that been the case. But I guess they want to keep it separate. You know, if it was Tom Welling, then, of course, everybody's like, oh, shit, Flash crossover or something. Because it's like that – I don't know. You know, it's that CW universe. Yeah. But – and and but – Tom Welling's not in that fucking Flash universe. That's completely no. separate. Yeah, I think yeah. the Smallville is its own little small small verse. Yeah, I, maybe it would have just complicated things having Tom Welling in there. Yeah, but I thought I I, I personally thought it would have been cool if you can have fucking Dean Kane play someone, you can have Tom Welling play someone. Yeah, but when they said he's twenty four, I'm thinking oh. Tom Welling. I mean, as young as he looks, he still now does not look like he's twenty four. I hope he shows up as Bizarro. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that would be amazing. I like, that. I like that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Uh, guys, just start talking about what you liked, maybe what you didn't like. You were the guys, I, see, I pretty much loved everything except for how, how quickly she revealed her identity yeah. to win. I, I'm, I was just now, while you said that, trying to think, what kept me from giving this a Tupperware and why did I give it a high taste? It? What did I not like about this? There wasn't much I didn't like though. I mean, I was excited the whole time. I think I had a little bit of trouble watching it. I had to stop it and start it about five, six times. I let mine download. Like you could see the bar at the bottom. I just let it. I just I was just doing other shit. Yeah. Sat there for about half an hour, an hour or whatever, and then I just watched all the way through. Yeah, I should have done that. I think that may have taken away from my enjoyment, but that's not the show's fault. But still, it uh, you know my pacing was all fucked up from mm. it. Well, I thought she was just enchanting. I thought she was like. Well, incredibly just welcoming and, and, uh, you were rooting for her the whole time. I, I thought the supporting performances were, was where it dropped off and very uneven. Mm. The, the, the villain, I thought was just cheeseball city. Um, I, I, the sister, I did not enjoy her scenes at all. Uh, but there were other things that really were consistent, like the sound. Like the sound design, just the sound effects and the soundtrack. Like when she, uh, uh the when soundtrack she, was like, amazing. The, like yeah, when agreed. it went into that, she's a bad man, a jamma. Like yeah. that, that, like that was, you know, they could have just had some stock orchestrated sound in the background. No, they, they really stepped it up. Yeah, that was I'm, a no, super. I'm, I'm talking about like the, like the heroic shit she was doing, like the soundtrack in the background was better than fucking Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, absolutely. Spider-Man too. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I got, like, I got more of a rush seeing her, like, uh, 
save the day as opposed to watching Spider-Man, you know, zip across with his webs in those fucking two films. Yeah, those crappy first-person shots that were supposed to blow us away. Well, you know, when honestly, when they did the first-person point of view in the first movie, I thought it was awesome. They just didn't do it enough. Yeah, they showed it to us already in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, Dave reminded me of a complaint I had. I had a problem with the, uh, the character that she eventually decides to confide in with her powers. I thought that seemed a little bit television silly. That's what I, I said. The the wind guy, she told him real quick. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really silly to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, why wouldn't she just tell Jimmy Olsen? Like, he has so much connection, and, you know, it seems like she's almost trying to avoid this guy up until the moment that she decides to confide in him. Mm-hmm. And that seemed really weird. How do you think, uh, how do you guys feel about the portrayal of Jimmy Olsen? This is not a Jimmy Olsen that's like, uh, an insecure Jimmy Olsen, like, at the, <laughs> at the beginning. You know, the character is that way. Yeah. Uh, when, when Superman first meets him, uh, he's kind of been like a, uh, liaison to Superman now for years, and has built up, like, this confidence in this universe. Yeah, in fact, it's James Olsen. Brian, and it's James unless Olsen. you're his mother, you know? or, 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 <laughs> Superman. or Superman, he's a little old fashioned or whatever they, he said. But yeah, how do you feel about Jimmy Olsen? Oh, he was okay. I liked him. Yeah, he was good. I, 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 they didn't give him a lot to work with because he was playing sort of like background nebulous, like wink, wink, you know, leading sort of leading oh, statements yeah. to her. So I think we'll. As we move through the series, he'll, he'll get a little more to chew on, and we know what a great actor he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Callista Flockhart was very one-dimensional, and she's <laughs> capable of so much more. And like Cat Grant in the comics is a, she is a, started off horrible. Yeah, she's. I she, think she got better as the episode went on, and that's how that's how Cat Grant started is very one-dimensional, like super sexually aggressive and stuff like that in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And then became way more of a fleshed out character. So I'm thinking that's the direction they're going. Because why do you cast Callista Flockhart to be a one dimensional character? It doesn't make sense. So I, I think I think it will become a Tupperware. There's the promise of a Tupperware, but just right now it's a high tasted. Oh, uh, right now it's still a Tupperware for me. I, I I cannot tell you like when she when that plane started going down and she took that plane, she got underneath it. I was thinking, oh, okay, this is cool, this is fun, and uh, then all of a sudden she looks straight ahead. And there's that bridge, yeah, and she said the first thing I would have said. She goes, oh, come on. And it's like that's exactly how I would have reacted in that situation. I'm sitting there watching this. I'm, I'm laughing my ass off. I'm just like this is so funny. And 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 uh, her facial expressions are really good. I think mm-hmm. that casting-wise they did a great job. But you can really tell like how she's feeling just by just looking at her. She's got really good comedic timing I think. Yeah. She reminded me a lot of uh, Christopher Reeve. Uh, from the uh, Superman films from like the 70s and 80s. I just, I, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it had its flaws, but it was like, I thought this was just as strong a pilot um, as The Flash. Uh, and this, this series has so much potential. Um, I love Robin Lord, Ta- Robin Lord Taylor too, but if it came down to this or watching Gotham, I think I'd rather watch this. Gotham just has... You talk about characters that haven't been like developed well. Sure. Gotham's full of them, in my opinion. Um, James Gordon, not re- he's not my favorite. I love Bullock and I love um, Robin Lord Taylor as the Penguin. Honestly, I think Gotham should just be called uh, Penguin Begins, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, because that's what the show is. And this right here, uh, I'm the the main lead 
I, 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 I cannot wait to watch her on this journey. I've had a lot of fun with this episode. She's phenomenal. I watched it twice. I had, I had a lot of fun watching this. Now, how familiar with uh, the Superman rogues gallery are you as far as who, when – I don't think will, I could name more than six will Superman movies. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's there's 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 a reason why he's so heavily involved at this point. Who? Who? I'm sorry. The gentleman that on the rooftop. Yeah, you can she, tell me who's he become. Toy Man. Oh yeah, okay. Toy Man. I knew that. Yeah. And Toy Man's yeah. one of those villains that isn't always a villain. Like sometimes he's sympathetic and will help yeah. out, but will screw them over a little bit in the process. He's he's Captain Coldish like that. Okay. So. Yeah, that's. I think that's the reason that that was a little forced in because they have plans for him. Yeah, it just seemed like him and um, Olsen could have been the same character. That it was just kind of a waste of another character. Sure, sure. The only thing that I, I had, I had two problems with the way she gave up her um, uh, her true identity to him on the rooftop. It was really quick. Like she just wanted to tell somebody, and for like in, even in Smallville, it took uh, it took. Until like what was it like season three before he told so. that other kid? Yeah, what was his name? I can't remember his name. The only, I can only remember Chloe. Chloe, because the other kid even leaves around. Was season it Pete? Five. Was Pete, it Pete? Pete was right. Pete's yeah, right. it took him to like season three before he told Pete. Yeah, and so oh no, Pete had to find out right, think, and then he finally told him. I think so. And so, but and the other thing that kind of bothered me in this one was like the the one off villain that he that that she fought in this. Oh, when she yeah. first encountered him, he was, you know, kicking her ass. And then the second time, it was like she hadn't really gone through any real training and she, you know, she defeated him. Um, and I was just like, it was kind of drastic. Yes. Cause I was thinking to myself, like after that first fight, I was like, man, she really needs to, to learn some hand to hand combat. You know, even though she's got all these powers, I still think she needs to, if she's going to, you know, take on other aliens and shit, she needs to learn how to fight. Yeah, and um, she kind of took him down pretty easily the second time. Um, I had a little problem with that, but on the flip side, what took me like which, which which I thought was totally awesome during that scene is the special effect that they used for her heat vision. Yes. was out of this world. I thought it looked even better than Man of Steel yeah. heat vision. Yeah. It looked so good, and the way it kind of like I don't know what's the word dissipated when she was done. How it just. It just looks seamless. They did a great job. Were, were either of you hoping that they would name drop Nth Metal at some point? See, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Oh, that's Hawkman's. That's Hawkman's stuff. All, all of his weapons are made of Nth Metal. Okay. That's why Hawkman can damage Superman. We're Marvel. It's adamantium. Oh, okay. If you uh, would have said adamantium drop, then we would have been like, Oh yeah. I thought he was talking about a character well, until he yeah, described as yeah. an element. But yeah. Nth Metal is like the next step up from adamantium. It's like vibranium. Like it's it's got. Weird mystical properties and stuff like that. What's okay. sad is like he could have probably named something like some sort of elvish metal, and we would have got that yeah. too from yeah. like the Tolkien universe. It was Mithril <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, Mithril. Yeah, exactly. What's, yeah. The, what's the Game of Thrones metal that that um, Valerian steel? There you go. There you go. <laughs> he could have said unobtainium. Yeah, unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no, I was really hoping that they would name drop nth metal at some point. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? Do you um, do you think that there's a chance that this could cross over with uh, Flash and oh, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow and even Arrow? I, I think I think you're exactly right <clears throat> earlier in that once this show becomes a success, that just seems inevitable. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think they'll wait. I think you're right on that. 
we'll wait and see. Give it its six, seven episodes to see mm-hmm. see if the rate, you know, that ratings yeah. drop off after episode one. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the ratings here with so many people already seeing the pilot. I think this is. Do you think I the think second episode bold. will spike more than the first episode? I think this is a bold choice for them to do this. I, I do, I do. I think, I think it'll be good ratings. But yeah, can you imagine like the second episode getting more views than the first? Yeah, maybe the first one, no one even DVRs it or tunes in because you've already seen it twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, and, right. and it's not like we saw it in some crappy it, bootleg version. <laughs> I sent it to my dad. I sent it to Jay. Yeah, uh, my dad loved it. I don't know what Jay thought of it. My dad was like. I love Supergirl. It's so good. Because my dad loves Smallville. Yeah. So. Um, and the quality was phenomenal. It was a pure HD copy. Like, oh, I know. It was brilliant. I, I, if, if I would have got standard definition, I would have been like, no, I'm going to wait six months. I, I don't want to be able to – I don't want to review this and not know what the special effects were meant to look like. Yeah. So I'm glad it was high def. Well, and your your theory that we were talking about off air that this was a very deliberate thing they chose to do that. Oh yeah, you know uh, us sitting around talking about who all we shared our pirated copies with would have lawyers lining up for cease and desist orders, but we all know that ain't happening. Yeah. Like this was this was the plan. Oh sure, they'd only be upset if the whole internet world was hating it, and then it'd be an issue. They, they want well, I mean, think about it. They they know they're going up against Gotham. Yeah, so they're like. Well, let's go ahead and like put it out there now and we'll let people decide. They won't, we won't let them, they won't have to decide the night that it comes on TV. They can decide to stick with us the next week. Well played, CBS. Yeah. Yeah, it was well played. You know, another part I really liked about it was, um, I thought it was, had a really smart moment when, um, she gets hit by the kryptonite darts and it's directly after the scene where we're introduced to the kind of the main bad guy of the episode. Mm-hmm. And so as an audience, like or at least I did, I thought it was him that right. was getting her with the kryptonite. So darts. the misdirection, you like that. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a really fun plot swerve. Yeah. And then it's like, "Oh, it's her, you know, adopted sister." Yeah. Whoa, I didn't see that coming. Right. And I thought that I thought that was really well played. I was like, "Oh, well played, Supergirl." Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Good good editing there. Yeah. Um, the technical elements across the board were really good. The editing, the sound design, all that was excellent. Yeah, it, it was excellent. Um, I kept thinking, like, when she was on that blind date, like, that guy is the biggest fucking idiot ever. You are on a date with fucking Supergirl, you fucking douchebag. Yeah. I was like, I would kill to be on a fucking date with Supergirl. Yeah, but have you seen my super ex-girlfriend? Yeah, with uh, Uma Thurman right. and Matthew maybe, Perry. Maybe he's seen that and thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't go for this. Uh, <laughs> I did not see that movie. I think oh, it's I, great. She throws a shark at him at one point. Oh, I saw that in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, what was I going to say? Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Did you jump the shark? I, yeah, <laughs> jumped the shark. No, somebody else say something. No, maybe I'll figure oh, it out. Oh, I'm trying to remember something else good about Supergirl. Uh, the effects were phenomenal. The, special, uh, the music was phenomenal. The okay, let's effect. talk about the twist at the end. Yeah? Okay, let's talk about it. Huge fucking twist at the end. Spoilers, everybody. All right. <laughs> They're so, already past the end. No, I mean, these are big spoilers. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we find out that uh, Fort Roz, uh, let's talk about this first. Fort Roz crashed on Earth. And it looks like we're looking at a freak of the week situation. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I don't think any of these superhero shows are going to be able to do a, a season or two without doing the freak of the week thing. Um, it's it's a little bit more of the same of what we're getting with Flash. You've got your freak of the week, and then uh, we've got our we've got our uh, overarching our, our big villain, our big bad, our big bad, and <laughs> it is none other than Superman's mother, Laura. 
So that's fun. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of this? I liked it. I thought it was awesome too. And I forgive that. I kind of came into this even before watching minute one, knowing that we were getting into a freak of the week situation. Okay. So I, I, I you know, good freak of the week is good. Yeah. So I, I forgive it until mm-hmm. it's four insanely filler episodes in a row, and I'm ready to kill myself. No, I think I th- it's Berlanti. So he's going to do what. What they what they did with Flash, in my opinion, I think we'll we'll get a bunch of these freak of the weeks things, but at the end of the episode, oh, they'll sprinkle they'll sprinkle a little. a little bit of her in there and really amp it up and flesh out that character. Yeah. Um, but Flash, I don't care what we're uh, we're gonna we talked about Flash earlier in this episode, which sounds weird to say because we haven't yet, but we will. You're like the real life Flash, <laughs> like traveling through time, man. <laughs> so you'll hear you've already heard our thoughts on the Flash. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry, it's weird. Um, <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. But, uh, yeah, uh, what do you think, Dave? You think that they're going to use that same kind of formula that they use in the other shows as far as, like, the Flash? And, yeah, well, and, if it ain't broke, how, don't fix it, and you how know? Arrow used the island sure. that first season. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see if, they, if, if this wasn't a swerve, if they're really going to follow through on it. And it definitely seems to confirm that, the movie universe and this universe are going to stay a long way from each other. So, so what would you what would you I, mean I by a good. swerve that it, it's really not her? Right, it's someone it's posing a, it's as her, a twin sister or a clone, or because you know, Krypton's love their clones. So, yeah, what do you, you think know, the percentage chance of the swerve it being the swerve? I'd say it's I'd say it's sixty uh, forty that it will be okay. That it's not going to end up being mom. Okay, I hope it's mom. I want it to be mom. Yeah. Uh, or maybe some like cyborg Superman version. Well, I just I don't took know. it at face value. I feel like, like it's eighty twenty. Eighty that it's her or twenty that it's a swerve. Oh, see, I, I I think it's a swerve. I just took it as face value, like this is her mother. I'm like I wasn't looking for no M Shyamalan M Night Shyamalan twist or whatever. Yeah, I I I, I think twin sister or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. just way more Evil shapeshifter. Well, but just, yeah. <laughs> there, there's way too much genetic manipulation going on in the history of Krypton for that just to be a straightforward thing. So mm. I hope you're right. I would love it if you're right. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting I, theory, though. Interesting theory. Uh, this is like this here. end of the episode. It's like our homage to Tomorrowland, right? Where we're broadcasting the future before we've even done the present. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit like Give that. Me, hold on to this pin. All right. Cool. <laughs> I, got, I did get one uh, Supergirl email uh, from oh, nice. uh, Joe Vital. Uh, greetings, leftovers, dot, 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 and domesticated Dave, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Fuck Frank. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Dang, man. Wow. Holy shit. You turned real quick. Yeah, what just happened wow. there? Took a dark road there. <laughs> wow, Dave. First you're dot, 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 and soon they'll be fucking you off, too. Joe, haven't you learned you can't do certain things in one of those things you can't do you can't toss age of ultron you can't be mean to frank you can't do these things well nice to, nice to hear from you too brother he says i had a chance to watch the leaked pilot episode of supergirl which i imagine you will be talking about as well damn right first off it seems like everywhere online the negative buzzwords for this show continually reference the devil wears prada it seems like once someone from a popular site used this reference the rest of the lemmings in blogs and in the media perpetuate this reference. To those I say this, watch and judge the show on its merits. I wish I hadn't seen the six-minute featurette already as it pretty much summed up the episode, but I was still impressed with the story and character development in the pilot. The special effects were on point, especially the airplane scene. I truly hope they continue to have the budget for a full season run. 
considering it is supposed to premiere in November. I think a less than 20 episode season will be just right for this series and its budget. Some random thoughts. They only actually said the word Superman once, and then it was my cousin, him, the big guy, or my friend in blue. Just refer to him as Superman like the rest of the world. Exposing her secret identity to win was a bit premature, and I think we all felt that Mm -hmm. way too. Agreed. Uh, I would understand if they really hit home the point that they were lifelong friends or something, but to me, it seemed a bit rushed, and I presume he becomes the toy man as his name is when shot. I really enjoyed the heroic theme slash score that they played when she is acting as Supergirl. Melissa Benoist really nailed the Clark Kent type persona. Kudos to the writing and casting directors. They should have given her a different last name. Kara Danvers is too close to (laughs) Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. Honestly, I think here, I think it makes sense because audiences are getting introduced to her before they're even getting introduced to Carol Danvers in the MCU. So they got the jump on it. It's fine, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree that it's fine. I did think the same thing, too, I did when too. I heard the last name. Though. Yeah. But, I mean, that's us being big comic nerds. Yeah, but I thought, you know, like, audiences don't even know. Unless you follow this shit. Mm-hmm. Most yeah, it was, it was even... just a middle finger yeah. to Marvel is all it was. <laughs> yeah. It was totally like, Karen Danvers. <laughs> I agree, though. Most people outside of the comic book world, they're lucky if they know Captain Marvel, let alone what right. a real-life alias right. is. Well, they, and even like some of the even some of the people that consider themselves MCU fanboys are like, "Oh, Captain Marvel movie's coming out." They couldn't tell you what the name of the character is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the Flash, this show has heart and a lightness to it that makes you smile, just like she does when she flies. Wow, I guess DC can do dark and fun shows. Who would have thought that? I know CBS has said that they don't want to cross over to the CW shows, but can you imagine her and the Flash together on screen? Tupperware baby. So thank you, Joe. Awesome email. It was a good email. Agree a lot with those points. And I, I, I do think that, I do think that if, if Sony and Marvel Studios can get together and make Spider-Man show up in an Avengers film, you're going to see Supergirl show up with Flash and Arrow and the Legends of Tomorrow. It yeah. can happen. You know how they're going to do it. The toy man's going to start making some crazy tech, and they're going to fight him, and they're going to be like, wait, I've heard about this guy named Cisco who can make anything we need to make. <laughs> hey, Cisco, could you uh, could you help us out? Sure. <laughs> I fucking hate Cisco, Dave. That's how they're going to do is it. Is he still alive? Is Cisco no, he's, uh, he is unfortunately still kicking Fuck. and screaming. God damn, Cisco. We'll talk about that. Well, we already did talk about that, apparently. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, we, we already discussed <laughs> Remember that. Remember when we talked about Cisco earlier? Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't be repeating myself. Yeah, yeah. deja vu with this conversation. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah. So uh, after this, stick around. Uh, I told you at the beginning of the episode that I was going to play that Matt Fraction, Seth Meyers interview, and so that's coming up after this. Did you guys have anything else left to say? Wow, we're like a Marvel movie. We've got the post mid credit sequence, the final credit sequence. Yeah. No, I got nothing else. I'm all warmed up now. I'm ready to go. All right. Yeah. (laughs) This is so bizarre. This is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. We're actually going to start the show right now. Okay, fuck off. Whatever. Later. Later, (laughs) y'all.